This podcast is brought to you by Super Speciosa. I was first introduced to Kratom by the well-read guys. Do you remember those guys? They were um, great guys and they were talking. I remember, I want to say one of them said it helped with clearing his mind. It was a really good tool to write with. I know, and I know, I, I know uh, the guys over at Fighter and the Kid. Uh, I remember we were about to do a podcast and they were, t- they were taking Kratom and they were like, oh yeah, dude, this is fucking, gives you like a huge energy boost. Kratom is an all natural herb related to the coffee plant that has been used in Thailand for centuries. It helps boost energy, relieves stress, enhances mood, relieves aches and pains. I wish I, wonder how it does for jet lag. Cause I would love to take some Kratom for this jet lag. Uh, Super Speciosa has only one ingredient that is pure Kratom leaf. Super Speciosa helps you feel good without feeling impaired. Uh, I'm telling you, I feel like I need the boost, like to raise just to go the extra mile when I work out. I wonder if it, I, I think it would be great. Oh, it's a great for pre-workouts. It says that right here. 100% satisfaction or your money back guaranteed. Try Kratom and get 20% off your entire order. Go to getsuperleaf.com slash Bert and use the promo code Bert for 20% off your entire order. That is getsuperleaf.com slash Bert and use the promo code Bert for 20% off your entire order. Try Kratom and get 20% off your entire order. Hey guys, brand new podcast. I'm back. I'm back from Serbia. I landed last night and I'm very hungover and I am very, very jet lagged. Uh, but we're back. And so we're, and we're, so we're going to dial in the new studio, um, get it lit properly, uh, change the lighting. I don't know, the, light, the lighting's been a little too bright for me. Do you feel like that, Halston? I was looking at, I, I feel like, you know, I feel like there needs to be more of a thumbprint here. We put this together so quickly that I feel like I want I want there to be a blue undertone, a little bluer, you know, maybe. I I don't know. We still have, we, we still have a lot of ways to go. Um, we do have some backlog still. So how many do we have backlog? Do we know? We have four backlogged. So we'll be airing those four and then uh, shooting a bunch new ones in the next two weeks. Uh, two Bears, One Cave will be back. And, and I have tour dates to promote. My Birdie Boy Relapse world tour is is on sale now we've added a ton of new shows um all your if you bought tickets to the earlier shows i think that's how that works they're still good i'm almost certain no i know i know they are i mean if you have and like alabama i'm supposed to come to because that was a show i was supposed to do right before covid kicked in so yeah birdie boy relapse tour starts i think in october october november december march goes on until march Red Rocks, September 8th. I think it's September 8th or September 9th. Red Rocks, September 8th. And this weekend, I'm in Atlantic City at the Borgata. So I will see you guys at the Borgata. Um, I'm going to try not to talk. I'm, maybe I'll do an episode where we talk about the movie. I'm going to try not to talk about the movie too much because I think with movies, it's really interesting. I, I was thinking this. You know, I'm such a promotional guy. Like I, I like promos. I like and I like talking about stuff I made. I never really talked much about the cabin, did I? Maybe I did. I feel like I never even promoted the cabin. I feel like the cabin came and went and was like, but uh, I don't want to share too much of this movie about this movie because I want you to just see it 
and not know what it is and have no idea what you're about to see. So I, I've I've kind of like I pulled back I pulled back a lot on my Instagram stories. I know you're probably like not really Bert, but you'd be shocked what I didn't post. Um, because I, I, you'd watch a movie. I remember watching movies in college, and that was when trailers got really big when I was in college. So I feel like trailers got better. But you'd see all the jokes in the trailer, and you'd be like, oh, that kind of sucks. So I I haven't shared a lot of the pictures of the people who were in the movie. And uh, and I and I want to keep it. I don't know. I want it to be. That's how a movie should be, right? It's it's better if you don't know anything about it, and then all of a sudden, ta da! So uh, so yeah. To, and and by the way, I've been missing podcasts so much. I miss doing a podcast so much. You have no idea how fucking jealous I am that I see like people podcasting, and I'm just like, God, man, I fucking so much happened. So much happened while I was gone. Three months I've been gone. I haven't, I haven't done a podcast in three months. That's why I'm milking this intro. And by the way, this is a long one. Today is a long one. It is Whitney Houston. Not Houston. God damn it. It's Whitney Cummings. And I think we get drunk. All I'll say is we went through with a fine tooth comb on this one. Because <laughs> a lot of stuff was said that we were like, are you sure? <laughs> And then she sobered up. She's like, good call. Maybe we should take some of that stuff out. <laughs> and some of it's still in. So <laughs> I think you're going to love this episode. Uh, it's four hours long. You already know that. You're like, holy shit. Yeah, I think we we called. Do Are all the phone calls still in? Yeah. For real? Yeah. We called Dave Grohl. We called Kesha. We called Olivia Munn. This is before we, we could have gotten the scoop on the John Mulaney shit. John Mulaney got a divorce. There's all the shit that happened while I was gone. Tony Hinchcliffe with the fucking video. There's all this shit happened when I was gone. And they, I fucking, I watched this girl today on, um, I, I don't even know who she is. Oh man. She did this. She commented on this TikTok. Oh, by the way, I think I'm going to do the 85 South show in, uh, when I'm in Macon. 85 South, you're not watching 85 South? Oh my God. It's like my favorite podcast. 85 South is Carlos, uh, Carlos, uh, uh, DC Young Fly and Chico. And they're like three dudes who, it's just a great podcast. But they do these live shows. They did, they did a bit on Uno today that had me and Leanne howling laughing. So I'm going to be a making for a little while doing the Go Big show. So hopefully I'm going to be coming up to Atlanta a lot to do spots at night and uh, and hopefully do their podcast. And then when they come out, I'm, I'm dying to get them on my podcast. And we got just enough seats. Studio is going to be dialed in. Um, big plans, big plans. We just got to get through. Here we go. September's our month. September's a month we're going to be hitting dingers, people. We got to get through. Uh, we got to get through the, the next two weeks. Uh, and then I got to do Go Big Show and then. And in September, we're going to take a breath and enjoy this studio and really do some fucking great podcasts. I cannot fucking wait. And then we're on tour. God, I'm so glad things are. I was gone when L.A. got normal. Like, I was gone when L.A. went back to normal. I, 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 my daughters were like, we're going to go to McDonald's. And I was like, last night. And they're like, hey, you want to go out to eat tomorrow? And I was like, well, can we? And they're like, yeah, dad, people go out to eat now. I'm like, fuck. Can't wait. Can't wait to live here. It'd be so cool to live in LA. I feel like I'm fucking gone. Serbia was a blast. I got to tell you, I want to thank everyone in Serbia who made that trip one of the greatest trips of my entire life. It was one of the greatest experiences of my entire life. I'm so blessed to have had it. 
and I feel like I did it right. I, I worked just hard enough to make sure that we got a good movie and I, and I had just enough fun to feel like I didn't, I wasn't all work, you know, like sometimes with, when you, when you have a job where your job is to be funny, you got to make sure you, and I'll give you a perfect example. Tony Hernandez, one of my best friends in the world. I've known him since we were kids. He produced both of my specials and we're getting ready to do secret time. We're in Philly and I hadn't been drinking, um, those nights and I didn't drink and I was kind of off uh, on stage. I, I didn't, I didn't drink after the show. I, I never really drank on stage, but I didn't drink after the show. And the night before we taped my special in Philly, he says, Hey man, are you, are you having fun? And I was like, I don't know. I'm a little stressed. He goes, well, get, forget about stress. Let's go to the bar and have a couple of beers. I said, well, I know, but I goes, duh, 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 duh. don't change your routine just for this. It should be the same routine you always have. Because if you're having a good time, that'll translate. And I have lived my life to that. And the thing about this movie is I was like, I remember, I remember, and you know, what's funny, my buddy Kale, one of the executive producers on it, when we got there, I was like, I don't know, man, should I like not drink this entire time? And he was like, why? He was like, you, you want to have a good time when you're here, right? I mean, if you're hating your time here, it's going to show on the screen. But if you're having a good time here, it'll show on the screen. And I was like, yeah. So I think I did it right. I had a great fucking time in Serbia. Ran five miles every morning, lifted weights. After that, uh, I'm still extremely fat. Don't get me wrong. But I had a great time. I had a really great time. Let's get the podcast started. Uh, sorry for the long-winded read. I just haven't been, I haven't talked to anyone <laughs> forever. <laughs> oh, I can cry on command. Yeah. All right. I don't want to tell too much. <laughs> and by the way, I can, I can cry. I can cry at the drop of a hat lately. I cried on the rap. I got a video. I got to share this video. It's, I'd only want to share it out of humility to show people what a fucking piece of soft piece of meat I am. Uh, we did the rap. We called the rap, you know, and then, you know, you rap. Whenever someone raps, you rap them out. That's like the director does that. And he called rap for us. Dude, I'll cry talking about it. I cried so hard in in front of a bunch of people, a bunch of Serbians. Like Serbian men are not crying men. They're fucking tough dudes. Every one of them looks like a cage fighter. Every one of them's like a fucking man. You know, any one of them could throw hands in a second and easily win they're they are men and the women are tougher than i am i mean you're talking about fucking and then i just sob cried sob cried for like fucking 10 minutes sob i'm so lucky i'm so lucky i cried on the private jet i cried on the jet last night i was crying just fucking flying and crying and listening to music and cry I was, I'm a crying motherfucker right now. Two sets of the Hollywood Improv this week. Let's get this podcast started. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, she's got a great podcast. By the way, her podcast is probably better than mine now. And I feel stupid forever telling her to do a podcast because now I'm like, fuck. She just fucking lapped all of us. What's that? Oh, yeah, that's right. You're working on your podcast now. Yeah? I got to get back on her podcast. I wonder if she'd, I wonder if she'd have me on. What the fuck am I saying? I mean, that's how I felt in Serbia. Like, do I even have friends anymore? Like, I looked at all the Two Bears guest hosts, and I was like, and they were so much better than me. And I was like, I wanted, I wanted to like put in the comments, yeah, that was a great episode. But 
Would it be good if he had to do a hundred more with Tom? <laughs> I, was, I was jealous. They were fucking great episodes. Um, all right. Without further ado, oh, we got two new two bears, one cave coming out. We film it in like two weeks. So we and then whatever. Jesus Christ, stop talking, Bert. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, my friend, stand-up comedian, showrunner, writer, actor, producer, podcaster, and has the best famous friends in her phone that you'll ever get. As testament to what you're about to see, Whitney Cummings. This is Awesome. I love you so much. I can't. I want open it. I want you to see it. Oh, okay. I want to see you see it. What's the point of giving someone a gift if they open it not in front of you? What made you say that? <laughs> but this is for you. That's a housewarming it. gift. Housewarming. You, oh. You're on camera. Okay. Which is the problem with this podcast. Oh, I'm, I love this. Isn't this good? It's as good. Oh, my God. <laughs> so dumb. Oh, this is great. That's so cool. It's a Casamigos, but I thought it could go on your bar on here. Oh, it's fuck yeah. Like, That's perfect. It's a bling bling pop. Yes, Hell but by liquid yes. death. By I'm going liquid through death. a big. I'm going through a big tequila <laughs> phase. I assume there's tequila in there. Yeah, it's very fucking expensive. Yeah, it was very expensive. Yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if you should drink it. I uh, I got Tom his birthday present. Which so, is? you know, Tom and I do this thing where we get each other more expensive birthday presents Everything. than the yeah than the last guy. And so he spent three thousand dollars on my birthday present Jesus. this year. Yeah, it was a, it was an electric bike. I bought him a fifteen thousand dollar jet ski. You guys know you guys can get this for free by doing uh, it's, it's No, we're, we're obsessed with the gifting part of it. When it's your money and it's a gift, it feels really good. But why don't you just lie and get it for free and say you spent money on it? I tried and no one would give me a jet ski. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to get a boat originally. No one would fucking help me out. They're like, I don't know who the fuck you are. I don't know who Tom Segura is. Fuck his birthday. It was horrible. It was horrible. Oh, we're, you know what we're talking about doing is... is bringing uh bringing friends that don't do comedy yeah like guys we went to high school with guys we went to college with yeah bringing them on the road with us like t letting them come on the road and experience the road that's a us. fucking amazing idea but can i first just address a resentment i have yeah which please. is that what oh i thought you were telling me to put on a mask i was like jesus fucking <laughs> christ um is well, that better here, I've never I've never had an issue with someone not hearing me. June shine. Cheers. Hard June kombucha. I know this is like I a little bit of a beer. This love could, hard kombucha. This could go I south love. very quickly. This is my shit. But no, um, your toilet just um came on my ass. Mm -hmm. I let it come in my ass. And it's <laughs> and it's fully. I'm sitting in a soggy. And you know why it's even worse? Your fancy fucking toilet that I sat on and it was warm, by the way. Oh, it's fucking so This great. is the kind of new money we're dealing with. This is what happens when people from Florida get money. They spend oh, yeah. it on toilets. <laughs> when, well, I remember one time for a prank, uh, Tom rented a Lamborghini and Ari and I, from Ari, B and Joe, were all came out of hot yoga and Tom had a Lamborghini. And he's like, I just bought it. I knew how much a Lamborghini cost. And I was sitting there and I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around it. And then Ari and I got in the car and Ari goes, he's from Florida. And I went, that's right. <laughs> Oh, he is from Florida. That's how we spend our money. Okay, but here's the problem. What? Today was the day that I decided to wear my new padded underwear. Padded underwear? My ass got so flat during the fucking pandemic. <laughs> I have not worked out. Did you get 
Can you tell that I'm wearing padded I cannot tell that you're wearing these padded are, underwear. These are push up under these Oh are, my god, Isla would love these. Feel feel Oh, the, definitely. It's, oh my god, it is padded. Yes. Oh my god. It's like it's like a push up bra but for your ass. Yes, I'm just embarrassed cuz my ass got so fucking flat over the pandemic cuz I haven't been working out. So I was like, fuck it, I ordered them on Amazon and I'm wearing them for the first time here and they just got all fucking wet. So now I'm sitting on a soggy fucking <laughs> just like piece of styrofoam. It's like being in a wetsuit. I know. I feel like I'm just I'm like chafing. But yeah, it's kind of work. I don't know. I don't know if it really is work. You can kind of It looks good. You have a great body though. You have great shoulders. I saw your Instagram story yesterday when you were hiking and I think that you got lost. That is the most married thing you've ever said. I, you know, it's so funny. I, I said I've, I'm very married, but despite the fact that I just grabbed your ass. But, uh, you didn't grab it. You poked at I it. Poked and trust at it. Me, I touched it. Yeah. Leanne is thrilled to have maybe yeah, a little you focus break. on someone else's ass for a minute. Ooh, that poor <laughs> that woman. woman deserves a break. She, I'm happy uh, to step in. I tried to have sex with you. I volunteer as tribute to fuck <laughs> Bert for a week so that you can take a week off, you poor woman. <laughs> you don't know what you lined up for. <laughs> it's fine. If I just drink nine of these, we can, we can pull it off. Um, I, uh, I, I was trying to say, say to someone, they were like, some guy said something about, uh, having like young girls. And I said, well, once you have daughters that there's there, you can, there's an age break off where you start going, no, no, no. I'm like, I don't. And then they're like, well, how can you look at a girl that's like 17? And I said, very easily. I yeah. said, I have a 16 year old. It's like, and I, I've been trying to think, cause it is very easy as a dad, you just start going. I don't know. It's not that you respect women more, but you just go, there's an age cutoff for me where I go anything well, under just, 30. And you've learned all the laws. Yeah. And, and, and you've so, had enough life experience to know all the laws. And so I said, and I, I've been trying to think of the analogy. And today I'm working out with my sisters and my daughter. And I said, how do I? And I looked and my sister is in uh, like a like a workout, like the leggings. Uh -huh. And I saw her ass. And I just went, ugh. And then I went, oh, that's how it works. Like when you see your sister naked, you're like, what the fuck? Well, that's, I go, that's how you're supposed to look at like. <laughs> it's a very, well, it's that's a tricky one. And this is a hot take that's probably gonna get me canceled. I'm sorry you guys are watching me fully put on makeup because uh, I haven't put it on yet. If I look crazy, will you please let me know? I mean, that ship has sailed, but I mean, like I'm trying to not, I just am pushing it. I, I've become the Courtney love of comedy. People think. I love Courtney love. I know, but way. I'm just saying I'm, it's starting people, you know, the pandemic, we were all having fun. We were doing crazy shit but i knew it went too far when i were getting texts from people like are you okay like do, like during the yeah. day well it's well, it, the it, hair you know, it's the, no it's it's because it's you had it's you and benton uh-huh and you guys are kind of in your own little bubble that's right and we, he is a very creative dude and he's always, looking, he's always looking for something to shoot and so you guys really kind of busied yourself when i think most people just started drinking and doing drugs yeah i did that too though i i, I went too far on the edibles uh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I hosted uh, with you, two birth, two birds, one cave. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it should yeah. be called, right? Let's just yeah. be honest. Two birds, um, one cave. <laughs> um, uh, uh, <laughs> three arms, one. <laughs> three arms, three arms, three legs, one cave. <laughs> um, but uh, one bird, uh, one gimp, two caves. I was doing, especially after I had COVID, I was like getting migraines and I was like not sick. I, I went a little crazy with the edibles, which I had never done so edibles. I, I, you don't seem like an edible per. You seem like someone who likes to have everything kind of dialed in, like to, likes to be in control. That's usually my drug is control, work, 
you know, busying myself, exercise, like, and, but I had never done edibles. I discovered them and I was like, oh, this just feels like my dad loves me and I'm yeah. going to keep doing this all the time. I have a hard time. I, I discovered blunts over, uh, over the pandemic. Okay. And I started smoking blunts, but that, but that's okay. As long if, if, if at least it can wear off in a couple hours Do the edibles, yeah. they kick in. And then by the time they, I, I'm like, ah, oh, these don't work. Like in 20 minutes in, I'm like, these are fucking duds and I'll take 12 more. Yeah. And then they kick all at the same time. And then you're just like, I'm on the freeway. I mean, I was doing some <laughs> crazy shit. So that coupled with my fucking blue hair that I wasn't really brushing and my under eye not wear makeup and shit. Cause I was like, fuck it. I'm not gonna wear makeup. It's no, but a we were, t I was telling, maybe I was talking to like either Schultz or Tim Dillon or someone, or, or it was Taylor Thomason. And I said, you had a great pandemic. Like she did better in the pandemic than she probably would have done yeah, in life. Unlike us, she knows how to use TikTok. <laughs> she really does not use TikTok. Because she's not a fucking boomer. I, I'm in love with TikTok right now. I don't post anything on TikTok. Okay. Like yeah. I have a team that posts for me. Yeah. Like good, anything good in my stories, I'll edit and chop up and throw into oh, that's TikTok. Smart. But oh, that's man, so I, smart. the energy on TikTok is a little, it's a little different, a little younger, a little funner. Like I can, I can really get into a scroll on TikTok. But that's what freaks me out. Sometimes I stumble on there and I'm like, aren't these just 16 year olds doing dances? Like I thought we agreed it was not legal for us to look at this. I'm amazed at the type of person. I just don't want fucking in 12 years, someone to go back and go, here are the TikTok videos they watch 10 years. And it's like, oh shit. Oh, Those I, girls were 14. I, I, the, the next level of this is someone's going to, you're going to go on. You're going to, someone's going to be like, uh, just so you know, this is who Burt Kreischer says he is. These are his. YouTube searches. And you're going to have to say my team did it. I don't know what to tell I was like, you. I don't know how I got onto this fucking like my YouTube searches are. There's no way deleting cookies deletes shit. Oh, right. If they went through and saw the, I mean, like they'd be like, okay, first of all, he's obsessed with Puerto Ricans getting their hair cut. Explain that. And you'd be like, I don't know. I like, uh, uh, explain. You just have to say I had a drug problem. I, I, <laughs> what, what I Google is so gross. Like I love, um, calloused feet getting shaved. I love Ooh, I tonsil like stones. Getting popped. I love I love dilated pores. I love uh, I love bot flies. I love Puerto Ricans getting their haircut is my favorite thing. Well, I can just, binge watch that. And um, what about it? It's just like the way they style it. Oh, like the way they style. I hope it. this sounds respectful with Puerto Ricans. It won't. Uh, uh, but uh, so when a Puerto Rican man lets his hair grow, like a hair, usually it's the hairier ones that I like. Uh, it, it it grows like into his eyes. Like it grows like. Like chupacabra, oh, almost like yeah. like just thick here, and 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 it's and it's so full and hairy, and like they come in looking like so disheveled when they go in to get their hair cut, and they've and so disheveled, and then it's like those rescue rescue dog transformation videos. Where it's they almost like a, I swear to God, it's almost like a homeless person renovation video. <laughs> it's like because, a makeover. And then when a and I and I say Puerto Ricans, probably all Latino men, to be dead honest with you, uh -huh. it's it's mostly dark haired yeah, men. Um, and Middle Eastern dudes getting yeah, their dark, beards. They care. It's I love watching them get all lined up, and it I can watch it for hours. That's a very primordial. It like watching zits pop. We get uh, dopamine and serotonin from that because in our brain it's like um, eject ejecting bacteria from the body. Like we're wired to get into that. I remember um, there's a thing I've talked about for trypophobia. It's it's the it's when you see a bunch of little holes with seeds in them. And people are afraid of that stuff. I love it. I love uh, it more than anything in the world. I mean, I, I, um, it relaxes me. For my last special, I, I did um, like 40 minutes on sex robots and sex robot porn. And I literally went to Pornhub the other day because I was really just, you know, looking to burn some calories. And uh, 
it was like, and I hadn't been on Pornhub since yeah. I was working on my last special. And it was all guys fucking sex dolls and robots. For real? And, I was like sex dolls. And I was like, oh my God. And then I was like, oh no, this is my algorithm. Oh, this is you. This, <laughs> this is, is what. <laughs> I was like, yeah, people are disgusting. I'm like, oh no, this is all, it was like recommended for you. And it was guys fucking like baby That's dolls so... and cabbage badge kids and, and the sex dolls, the real dolls. Cause I was like trying to see if it was a real thing and what, if people were watching it. I've seen, I've seen some real ones. There's something hot about, I, I, there, I, this is going to get me canceled. There's something hot about watching guys fuck the sex dolls. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's because I don't have to be jealous of the girl because she's not like prettier than me or thinner than me or hotter than me or better at sex than me. Maybe there's something hot about just watching the, because here's the thing, when you're watching porn, you're watching the guy fuck and I'm watching the girl fuck. So I oh, get- no, I'm watching the girl fuck, I think. But you, but you also see the guy. Yeah, but I focus on the chick. Except unless you it's see Owen a dick Gray. going into a vagina. If it's Owen Gray, I fucking watch is he the one him. with the uh, birthmark on his dick? No, he's got tattoos all down his legs, and it looks like letters, and then it goes full black, and he's like the best fucking person, meaning the best fucking at fucking. He fucks amazing. I mean, this guy really put. He cares. Like he genuinely cares that his performance is good. He cares that the woman has an. Order. I, I'm I'm a big fan of his. Do, what say his name? Owen Gray. Owen Gray. Well, first uh, off, he's got a hog. Okay. <laughs> but do guy, do you want when you watch porn for the male porn star to have a huge? He's the only one. He's the only one I, I watch where he caught me off guard. I started reading his tattoos and I got very like, and I got obsessed with his tattoos. <laughs> I was like, they're badass tattoos. Like his legs. I can't wait till we have a fucking TV in here, Halston. And we can pull up the fucking picture. I'd you... rather, I'd rather use my imagination on this one. I think. Oh, no, no. His Owen Gray. Are... Oh, this guy. Okay. So here's the thing though. He's not super, he's kind of really skinny. He's really skinny. He looks like a um an Auschwitz. Uh, he's a very, very is skinny this, dude. Is this what you're into? Yeah, and he's got scar. No, no. Actually, I'm not. See, this is my crazy thing is I'm not into the dude. I don't care about the dude at all. I mean, except for him. He's got a very effeminate sort of um, willowy vibe to him. Yeah, he's and but Whitney, when he has sex, he does it like it's the last time he's ever, ever going to be filmed. And he wants to make sure he goes out with a bang. He really puts in the work. He re you really I, are proud of this man. I'm, I'm, I, I, I would consider him a friend. We've had him. <laughs> we've had him on the podcast. We had him on Two Bears One Cave live show. And, Shit, and, I want to see and, that. And he, we said to him, Whitney, we were like, we were like, hey, can you, um, can we see your dick? And he goes, he goes, what? And it's like, and we were like, can we see your dick? And he was like, yeah, it's just, but it's just sweatpants dick. And we're like, his dick is giant. A lot of skinny guys giant. secretly he, have giant dicks. Yeah, it's always the sleeper. When you're like, this is wild. This guy's gnarly. Sorry, I'm watching this right now. I'm just fully watching. He really porn. does a great job. Like if you were going to go, you could be cuckolded by one guy. It would be own gray. I'd want to watch him have sex with Leanne and just see how it's done right. <laughs> and be like, oh, she does like that. Oh, shit. I never even tried that. I just broke it on me. Like he really is good. I, um, there was that one guy. You know what throws me off? I think this is bad. I'm a bad person uh, because I think I voted for this maybe in california that when you see a condom on the guy why not only did i not vote for it <laughs> but, i didn't vote at all never uh, have <laughs> not only did i not vote for it but i got approached at the uh at the um at the target in <laughs> on burbank or oxnard what's the one that's out you know the one that's out there i got approached oh, yeah. with my daughters by someone trying to get people to sign a petition he was like, hey, sir, sir, I'm with the girls and Leanne. He goes, would you sign our petition? I go, what is it? And he goes, it's for the use of prophylactics for adult film stars. And I went, fuck that. 
<laughs> my daughters and wife are there. And he goes, what? And I go, make them raw dog it. I can't get turned on by that shit. And my daughters and Leanne are like, what the fuck? Do you know yeah. how many more daughters I'd have if that fucking rule cool. went into play? My, I mean, it, I, 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 I can't. When I, when I see a condom, condoms in general, I, I'm 38 years old. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm like, I've beat so many things at this point. I have like the fact that I don't have herpes is a weird like mirror. It's even my gyno is like, yeah, I, I, because I'm like, are you sure I don't have herpes? She's like, yeah. I, it's, I'm as surprised as you are. And now I feel like if I get it now, I had rum, a rum springer. I can't, I cannot. I'd be use cool with getting it now. Like if, like if Leanne died and I, I would just be like, well, I'm just going to get herpes. But like, what would I get? Like, there's nothing really at this point. When, now that I have health insurance, I'm like, fuck it. I, whatever <laughs> it is, just, I'd rather deal with it later. Joe List has herpes and he's told me about it. He goes, yeah, you just take, he goes, the Val day you get it, Valtrex. Not Imatrex, Valtrex. Valtrex. Yeah. You just take Valtrex we feel it coming on. But that makes it so you can't spread it. I think it makes it so that, I, I think when you, you're on your Valtrex, I'm sure you probably don't have sex just out of being respectful to people, I guess. Okay. I don't know. I don't know, but I, but it was it, there was an age where I thought it, it mattered to me. But sometimes I do get cold sores. Isn't that herpes N inside your mouth? Like it, like I don't like if I have like a lot of juice or I don't know why I'm eating all this fucking citrus or no. That's that's I did. If I eat a lot of, I'm gonna see you're gonna hear about grown up sta statement. If I eat a lot of Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> I'm fucking horrible. That's not a. Cool. I got I got a high here one night. We had a party. By the way, those people. also cut your mouth. They're so fucking hard, and you're just eating like crusty poison. We just we just got a did a group text from the guys I tour with. You know this summer, and they someone said, "Do you remember Bert's sour patch?" I dosed there are sour patch kids with edibles, so I crushed up these edibles and I sprinkled them all over our sour patch kids, and I just left a bowl. And it was very mild dosing. Like, I mean, it was everyone. I mean, if you went to town on the Sour Patch Kids, you were going to get high. But there wasn't enough in there for everyone to get fucking wasted until the end of the night. Everyone's like giggling and we're fucking eating. And they're like, what is so funny? And I go, I dose our Sour Patch Kids. And they're like, what? And I was like, oh, yeah, I've been doing it all trip. Everyone enjoyed it. Everyone enjoyed it. And then, but what, it's the first time I did it. I told, so I told funny. everyone except for like three people. And, and, and I was like, just so you know, guys, I'm putting edibles on this. And everyone was like, oh, cool. And I didn't tell the other people. But edible like candies? It, it was edible uh, like, like mints, but they were like uh, oh, sweets. Nice. sweets. Oh, nice. And so I crushed them up. It was like, they were like 2.5 milligrams. Yeah, yeah. I crushed, up like, I crushed up like uh, four of them yeah. and sprinkled them over two bags of Sour Patch Kids. What's your perfect high? I'm I'm searching for my perfect buzz. Like, like the edibles, I went too far. I'm such a fucking hardcore addict. I don't really... I, I like the the like a beer or kombucha I, tequila. I can kind of do. I feel like a cigarette, two or three cigarettes, oh, oh. a beer, and like one hit of a joint. I'm like like that's it. One hit of a joint makes me feel really good. Not like a Donnell Rawlings joint. I no. I had a taste of one of those last night, and that that is a never again. No, I, I like I like uh, for me a perfect perfect buzz is like a three beer buzz, one hit of a joint with a cigar. Ooh. Last night I had a great buzz. You know, I, I took it too far. I love not smoking and then three cigarettes like three nights a week is like perfect. I wish I could smoke cigarettes. I really miss cigarettes. If you start, can you just not stop? I can't stop. The only reason, but here's the thing, I'm such a fucking hardcore addict that I actually don't smoke so that when I do, I feel the high better. Oh. Oh, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there's no better feeling than nicotine. I, honestly, and I, out of all the things I've ever done, 
Yeah. Nicotine's the one where I go, oh, this is this is awesome. These American these American spirits, which I'm sure is appropriation. I'm going to get canceled. Um, but uh, <laughs> are we allowed to smoke native uh, these uh, American know. spirits anymore? I don't know if you ever save uh, schedule posts. Schedule oh, like yeah. a stand. Yeah. I scheduled a post because I was like, Ugh, Instagram, I'm getting too fucking, I'm losing five hours a day on fucking Instagram. I'm just going to schedule the post ahead of time. And there was one, it might even have been with you when we were talking about wiping backwards and forwards. It yep. was like a, a a video from when you did my podcast and it posted and a friend texted me. He was like, hey dude, you might want to just like read the room. And I was like, what happened? Ruth Bader Ginsburg had died the oh, hour yeah. before it was Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader, Whitney and Bird talking about shitting. Ruth Bader, Ruth Bader. Here's, I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you what. And that brings up a very interesting point. Is um, I have gotten to a place where I realized people don't. I don't need to communicate with people as much as I think. Like I, I like when it, when uh, it's so funny you say that because. When like uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg died or George, the George Floyd thing happened or anything happened big in the media, uh, Asian hate uh, comes up the other day and people are like, why aren't you tweeting? And I'm like, I don't have, I don't have a, I don't think I have an, a, I, I, first of all, I'm, I thought I was told to listen. I, I get that. I get Here's that. But I'm a fucking clown. Yeah. I'm a clown. I, I, di I don't know enough about the situation. If I were to post something, it would be so fucking disingenuous. I would be doing it because it's trendy and for the wrong reasons. And I don't want to see the bad shit in the comments where, because uh, some comedy fans, do, I don't think they understand comedy totally. And they think the meanest thing you can say is the funniest thing. And you're like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it sometimes just, just don't, sometimes just don't tweet anything. Don't say anything. And so I've actually kind of pulled off of. But it's also it's like, for me, it's like, I get stuck because it's like, dude, the worst thing you can hear as a comic is, dude, she used to be funny. What yeah. happened? Like she, you know, or whatever. It's like, I, I, you can't, you know, we have to be in a situation where we're allowed to do our jobs and like yeah. stay in our lane. It's like, let the activists and the, 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 um, politic or the, whatever. I mean, they're, they're fake actors too, but I mean like, um, journalists that know what they're talking about. My thing is like, if it's something that's like, obviously really important to me, like BLM or something like instead of me getting likes off of a tweet where I'm saying like, I support, like I'll retweet our black male friend comics or black female yeah. friend comics, whatever the thing is about, or I'll retweet Ali Wong or Aquafina. Like just amplify people that do know what they're talking about yeah. instead of making it about yourself. I don't want to make it about myself and I don't want to, I don't I, like, there's a lot. And by the way, I, I gotta be honest with you. I've been jam packing these podcasts so that I can just work. Like you know, banking, like banking them, and I'm at a place where I go. I'm like, I, I'm like, I feel like I'm ready to stop talking, dude. Like I need a break. I feel like I, I like I know there's people that I, I'm, I'm, I've seen videos. People are and like, Jesus Christ, Bert Kreischer talks a lot. Hey, I'm with me all the time. I hear all the words I say. You think I talk a lot? I think I talk dude, way too but much. That's awesome. Like then, then, then turn it off. Like yeah, yeah. That's, people, that's the thing. It's like if you don't like it. Just, just the world has spoken. Most people want to hear you talk. If you don't, just don't. Then tune out. Yeah. Unsubscribe. I don't know what to tell you. That's like if you hear me talk too much. Like what's going on with you that you just didn't turn it off? Like you just need to hate someone. Yeah, it's it's uh. But it's the funny. banking thing. Yeah. This is what I'm worried about for you because this just fucking happened to me. What? Krista Stefano came on the podcast like yeah. two weeks ago. I don't know when this airs, but like, and um, and it was like finally kind of. I mean, having a comic on is just the best because. Yeah. You know, and you have videos, so can just so we were like, 
joking about like, you know, Trump 2024 and the China virus. And we were kind of yeah. doing all that shit. I'm like, so do, he's like, I had the China virus. I'm like, really? And we were joking. It was so clear we were being sarcastic. We threaded it in like throughout the whole podcast. Yeah. We're doing like China virus jokes, which you wouldn't joke about if you actually called it that. Yeah. You know, obviously, like if a person is mentally retarded, you're not going to say, hey, retard. You only yeah. say that to people that aren't. Right. Um, and then two days before the podcast dropped, uh, the shooting happened in Atlanta. And all of a sudden it went from being like funny oh, and brave God. to like really fucked up. <laughs> so we had to, we went in and edited it. I almost like, do we re-record it? But it was like with what goes on in the news and us still trying to not do safe and careful comedy, if you bank something and then something happens in the news, it's like, oh, fuck. Oh, we, I've done that a lot. I've done, done that a great deal where I go, but I just, it, my thing is, I don't want people, I never want anyone to come on the podcast and regret anything they said. If they wanted to edit it out, I wanted to edit it out. And sometimes I'll go, I'll say, I'll hit them up and say, hey, I just giving you a heads up that we kind of flagged that. Do you want us to leave that in or take it out? Mm -hmm. and, and and other people said things about other people. Podcasting is so fucking different than when this started. Dude. When this started, I was just thinking about this in the shower today. I was like, when this started, you went on a podcast and you came out guns a blazing. I'll say everything and anything. Because I'm not on network TV. This is the place of freedom. This is where we get to be dangerous and experiment. Yeah. And now we have a magnifying glass. And what? And it's like, and I still do that. I still do that hardcore. And we and, should. And I regret it. it. I show my vulnerabilities. No I, one I wants speak to openly. Listen to a safe podcast. They'd be listening to Ryan Seacrest in the morning or some yeah, shit. I, it's like I'm, I'm going to talk very openly and honest about everything. I'll say things I certainly regret. I'll talk about celebrities that I go like I, me and. You, mostly I do it with Tom because Tom and I get fucking, that's probably my most irresponsible podcast is, is that because it's but just any, to make each other laugh. But anybody that comes in with a problem about it doesn't it just wants to fight or wants to take someone down. You know, yeah. it's like two guys fucking around doing comedy. Like, and I also think comedians, we've, we've gotten uh, sort of brainwashed. Like we're participating in it too, because we are letting the fear creep in. There's and no, I, by the way, I, I, I have, zero fear in my head because i i here's where i'm living my life so it like it's interesting you say that like if you think i'm seriously racist off of that joke like you just you never liked me you're, you're missing you, the point you've never seen anything i've ever done and you don't know what how comedy works yeah and if you're new to this and you go whoa maybe then do a little bit of research i've lived uh as a good guy mm -hmm. i'm saying i'm being like meaning like good-hearted person I'm not gonna say my whole life. I mean, Huge I think heart. I think I think I'm a good good person. I mean, as good as you can be if you're from Florida. Yeah, <laughs> but like I've, I've never hurt people. I'm always considerate of people. I'm, I try to be as best I can. And so I go. That's that's the, so that's the path clear. I have. So clear. That's the thing you have to wake up in the morning and it goes. I've talked nonstop for fucking the last ten years. We've all just talked on podcasts. I'm certain I've laughed at jokes that are inappropriate. I'm sort of I've I've co-signed on things, dude. I co-signed on something in an Uber where I was like, if he had a camera, I'm fucking canceled. Yeah, these guys just like fucking women drivers, right? And I'm like, I don't want to argue with the guy, yeah. so I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. And he's like, fucking women, and I'm just listening to the back, like, yeah. Whatever. I mean, to be cut fair. their hands off. Let's Whatever you fair. think, brother. Let's be fair. Okay, let's not let's not overdo it. Women are are. I I literally wreck my car four times a week. Um, but it's but you just got to go. Am I a good person at the end of the day? Have I hurt people? 
Yeah, like, but also, it. it's we're gonna accidentally hurt people sometimes. Like that's oh, yeah. it is part. I've done of, that. I've done that also. Everyone's going to not just you. Someone at the grocery store. Someone you know. It's like uh, you know someone's gonna say something shitty to you or, or be nasty to you. Whatever. Like you can't control that. Like thinking you're gonna go through the world bubble wrapped and no one's ever gonna hurt your feelings or trigger you. Like look at it as an opportunity for you to get stronger and figure out what your opinion is. Like you know, I just I I feel like um, people need to remember that like comedians like we're the most mentally ill, suicidal, broken, oh. unloved people on the planet. And we're just trying to make you laugh, strangers laugh. Like if we piss you off, like we just made a mistake or you misinterpreted what, like, I just feel like people forget. And I think comedians now like are getting so successful and have Porsches and, you know, have all these podcasts and these amazing house and you've built what you built. I think it was easy for easy to root for us when we were all broke. Yeah. Just remember why <laughs> we're doing this. We, Every night for 20 years for no money, tried to make drunk strangers laugh like for free, you know, just because we like all we want is to be loved. So to come after people that are famously incredibly broken <laughs> and yeah. in pain, like we lose a couple of year to suicide, you know, it's just hmm. like. There's like, you're yeah, kind of yeah. kicking us while I mean, we're down. I, 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 I'll be very candid. We have to take risks. That is our job. We have to push the envelope. Sometimes we'll push it too far. Who the fuck knows? But like, you don't come to a comedy show to hear what your uncle just said. You come to hear something you would never hear anywhere else. Yeah. And that's the beauty of comedy. When I see Bill Burr say stuff like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think of an angle. Like something outrageous as his premise. Um, uh, I love. Um, uh, there's an epidemic of gold digging whores ruining our great men. Yeah, Fantastic. and you're like, and you're like, oh, I can't wait to hear where he's taking this. I said to Tom the other day, I was defending Chet Hanks, and he was yeah. like, he was like, what? Sure. And I was like, I'll take it. I'll take a swing at this. Do it. And I'm certain there are people that Can watch. Can I tell you that. what? He was in the show Your Honor, and he was very good. What's Your Honor? Your Honor. Oh, dude, it is a show, a Brian Cranston show on. Um, uh, CBS of it's all not, things. It's not, it's not the one where he kills. No, his... Showtime. It's on Showtime, dude. Where's... I don't want to blow it. No, his son kills somebody, a, there, and he's a judge. And but his son runs over someone. That dude, he has to... watch Wait. it. Watch it. You will cry oh. your fucking head off. It's excellent. Yeah, I, 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 I try not to. I might try not to. But Chad Hanks is in it, and he's very good. Yeah, I mean, he comes from good lineage. Yeah. He's got good brood. If you breeding. come from the most beloved man in America, the you, most, you have to find a way to get attention, whether it's good or bad. It's going to be, it's got to be tough. I, my defense to Tom was, um, I said, here's my defense to Chet Hanks. Do you like Tom Hanks movies? And he said, yeah. I said, do you enjoy everything Tom Hanks does almost? And he mm -hmm. goes, yeah. I said, do you really like have a connection with Tom Hanks? I feel like he goes, yeah. I go, well, guess what? That's how the sausage is made. Yeah. Like Chet Hanks, if Tom Hanks is gonna make fucking unbreak or what's the one where he, that Castaway, kid? that kid is gonna have a dad that's not at his baseball games and gonna want to get his dad's attention. And, and when the dad was around, he was invisible. They go yeah. in public, he's invisible. Tom yeah. Hanks, I love you, this little motherfucker. I, yeah. You know, it's oh, just, my daughters hate when I get recognized. And, they hate it. They fucking hate it because they go. They, they they watch me put on a veneer of going like, what's up, brother? They make fun of me. And they're like, dad, this is gross. That's like, embarrassing. Yeah. And they're like, you all of a sudden you turn into like something different. Like, what's up, because brother? How you doing? Because you're all of a sudden at work, though. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like, okay, you need something from me. You've paid to see tickets. You listen to my podcast. Like, what's up? I'm here. Yeah. And and, and look, some of the kids, when you have a dad like my myself, you're going to get Georgia, who's a fucking straight A student bust her ass she golf had to be an team. adult young. yeah and just and just goes okay 
Thank God you were on yeah. the road during your whole childhood so you couldn't fuck her up. Well, then you got Isla. <laughs> where, you, where, you're like, where you're like, when work dried up. Where you're like, where, where Isla's like, Isla's like, I could have used a dad a few times. Like she, I, I mean, I, I, I did the, this is a perfect example. She has a um, orthodontist appointment um, with tomorrow at 11, no, Friday on 11.30, tomorrow at 11.30. And it's a, a Zoom chat with her orthodontist. And she feels like her orthodontist is fucking her mouth up. The last time she went in, the orthodontist did something. She had a meltdown. The orthodontist just I has, have the best one in the, on the planet. Who he is has this, bad, who's he this, has bad. Who's this Bobo orthodontist you're going to? He has bad bedside manner. Not okay. And he, what he does, he's done it before is, you know, he Think does something to Think about how crazy you have to do, be to just like stick your mouth into teenagers, or your hand into like children's and teenagers mouths all day. I, cu I couldn't, be a, off about I couldn't it. be a dentist. I, I love watching people get their teeth cleaned. Like when I was in fucking, I remember I had headgear when I was a kid and I swear I've talked about this on stage before, like that, that orthodontist used to take Polaroids of me and put them in his pocket. I swear to God. Really? I dead serious. I'm pretty sure that happened. I could see. I, I could headgear. See. Do you notice that just kind of went away? I don't no, think... no. I just got a headgear. Really? Yeah. Okay. She that... never wears it. Dude, and that's like, why we're having problems with this. It was like half of a fucking basketball rim. Just it, like it's so, I would just cut myself on it all the time. Oh, she hates it. It's a nightmare. She hates it, and she's gone in day before Christmas. She goes in and he puts spacers so that she can't bite down. Fucking, she's got tactile issues. I have tactile issues. She loses her fucking mind, right? And what then, does that mean exactly? Tactile. I, there's certain things I don't like on my body. Oh, got it. Yeah, like yeah. I freak out, and so like I got my tooth fixed in the back, and. Ooh, it gives me anxiety just thinking about it. It's bigger <laughs> than all the teeth in my mouth. And you can feel it. And I can feel it. And it's shaped different. Um, I haven't really gotten used to it that's yet. That's a very like legitimate primordial thing. Something's wrong. Something's yeah. wrong. And that's Isla. And so that's she goes in reaction. two times and he does, does things to her mouth. And then one day she's going there and she's like, as a panic attack, she's like, I don't fucking like this orthodontist. She goes, I don't like what he's doing in my mouth. I th feel like he's fucking my mouth up. And when doctors are dismissive, they're like, oh, it's fine. You're fine. Yeah. Like it, that is the most frustrating feeling as a young woman, not being heard or seen and just being dismissed well, by a I doctor. Said, Leanne, I didn't, I didn't realize, well, I've heard of this. And that, and now, can I tell way, you something? Let's keep, keep, keep talking to her about it because w when she goes to the guy, and there is just like a, you know, whatever racism is, is way worse and black women have it the worst because their pain is completely dismissed and they assume they have a higher tolerance for pain than but I went really? in I had um really bad migraines for the longest time I had all these like health problems and they just go oh it's IBS it's your period like as a woman they will continually you know male doctors just like dismiss your um stuff and it's the most frustrating thing yeah that that um whew. she I, I'd, I'd heard people talk about uh people of color and black women and women getting dismissed and then I watched it happen to her and I said to Leanne I was like and Leanne's just like that honey, this is what he's going to do. He's going to just fix her fucking mouth. And I said, well, well, let's talk with him. So then talking about being an absent dad, we do it. We have one video conference last week, two weeks ago, and I've got a writer's meeting I've got to go to. And I go, I, I can't make it. I have a writer's meeting. It's a Zoom and I'm not there. And I get done and I come in and go, how did it go? And Isla's already melted down again. She goes, no one's advocating for me. Like mom just is on his team. And I know that you'll understand and uh, so we have another the fact one that tomorrow. she even knows the term that's she's why. well we advocates a big word in okay our house. i love that i need to she's advocate been, for myself yeah we, yeah she's we've always taught her to advocate for herself with her she's dyslexic uh, so we've always been like you have to advocate for yourself tell them you need aid tell them you need i need more help. time need i need more time this. i need Stuff. this that's awesome and so um so yeah so I, we have a zoom tomorrow but part of that being a dad who's your job is this is that you get pulled out of like an orthodontist zoom to do 
a writer's meeting or a, or a, a table read or mm -hmm. a fucking podcast or to go on the road for the weekend. Yeah. And, and that's what sucks. And that's what I. But here's what I'll say. Like, honestly, like people, well, first of all, let me give you my orthodontist. She's amazing. And yeah. he's, he's almost too involved. He's like, how are you doing? How's everything? Like he's yeah. almost too, cares too much. It's almost like, okay, dude, just fucking fix my teeth. I have to go. But, um, but I remember when I first moved to LA, I went to the star, I had such chronic migraines. Like I have to leave my car on the side of the road and take a cab home because I couldn't even drive home. I couldn't read signs. Like I was having all these like health problems. And I remember going to this woman, um, this doctor and, uh, it, and this also happened to me when I had my ear bitten off by a dog. I went to Cedars, yeah. supposedly the best hospital in the world. Uh, the woman said to me when I had all these um, migraines, she was like, okay, well, I mean, what do you think? You're like going to die? Like she would like sit, talk to me like that. And yeah. I, I had never had health insurance. I never had doctors before. So I was just like, wow, doctors are wild. And even when I went in with a fucking giant ba bleeding bandage on my ear, the emergency doctor who was wearing turquoise rings, by the way, red flag. He, I mean, because surgeons are notoriously like arrogant narcissists and usually the best ones are, but still yeah. you have to pretend to be nice to people. Yeah. And he was so fucking dismissive. And he was like, um, uh, I was like, dude, my ear has been bitten off by a dog. It's hanging off. He's like, it was bitten off. Like he thought I was exact. He just assumed I was exaggerating. I had to unwrap the bandage from my head and the thing fell right down. And he had to see it and he's like, oh shit. And I was like, I'm not your wife. I'm not your annoying side chick. I'm not, I'm not some fucking whore that you're annoyed as bot. Like I'm yeah. a patient and yes. my ears, like he just assumed I was like his, how he felt about all women. He just like put on me. Like, who do you think you are? Like, I, the bedside manner is so fucking important. It's not that hard to just like, but with, all, with everything, by the way. Oh, by what are way, you not getting paid enough? I, yeah. I paid you $2,000 for a fucking visit. Like, like what does it take to get you to be nice to me? Burkhouse is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Let me tell you something. I am a huge advocate of therapy. I'm in hardcore need of it right now. After this movie, I had opened up so many different things that I didn't know I hadn't dealt with, so many issues, and then about vulnerability when you're making them, it was it was really crazy, and 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 especially right now with what's going on, getting out of the COVID tunnel that we've been in, people are still feeling down and emotionally out of sorts. You may not feel depressed or at a total loss, but if you're feeling a bit off in your relationship and it feels like it's suffering, that could be a sign you need to talk to somebody. Online therapy does help it says it can help it does help i am doing online therapy it really does help better help is not a crisis line it's not a self-help line it's professional therapy done securely online you fill out a questionnaire better help assesses your needs matches you with a professional licensed therapist and you can start communicating with them in under 48 hours schedule secure weekly video phone or even live chat appointments therapists have a broad range of expertise that may not be available in your area that's super important. Uh, BetterHelp is committed to great matches. It's so easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more convenient and affordable than in-person therapy, and financial aid is available. Our listeners get 20% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Burt. That's BetterHelp.com slash Burt. This podcast is brought to you by Noom. I started using my Noom app when I was in Serbia. I've, I've, Noom is invaluable to me. Uh, it really is. It helps get on a healthier track to eating. And for me, I was eating so much sodium. I could not help. Everything was so, and I had to find a way to get sodium out of my life. And I was certain things I didn't know had sodium in them. Like diet Coke's got sodium in it. Did you know that? I didn't know that. So I needed to get, I needed, I needed help 
with eating better, and I, I, I use my new map. It's a psychological approach based approach. Instead of setting strict rules, a strict set of rules, Newman empowers you with the knowledge to build smarter, more sustainable habits and behaviors using cognitive behavioral approach. You'll focus on the why instead of the what to change your relationship with eating. Everybody's journey is different. So Noom customizes a program for you based on your personal goals. No food is totally off limits. Keep eating foods you love while learning to maintain a healthier balance. That was my my thing is all about balance. Everyone's like, no, we know you have no fucking balance, Bert. An off day is totally okay. That's what I'm having right now because I'm hungover and I'm jet lagged. So I'm eating, I'm having an off day. And by the way, my off day started with McDonald's when the girls got it. And it won't set you off course. Noom helps you gently get back on track. Noom only asks for 10 minutes of your day to teach you about your eating habits and check in on your progress. More than 80% of the users complete the program. More than 60% of the users lose 5% or more body weight. And 60% keep the weight off for a year or more. Once you keep it off for a year, it's off forever, guys. Noom has published over 25 peer-reviewed scientific journal articles about the science that goes into their approach to help people achieve healthier ways of life. I'll tell you right now, I love Noom. It really makes uh, eating, healthier living easier and more enjoyable. Start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at Noom.com slash BurtCast. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash Burkast. I watched Tom. What, what what was the one? What was the one that happened to Tom? And I watched it happen. And I watched him just go like one of his injuries. Oh yeah, it was when it was when he broke his arm and broke his knee. And he and the guy said something to him. And I was just like, you probably shouldn't have been doing. You're playing basketball. What what did you think was going to happen? Like shit like that. Where you like, said that he said that exact same thing. Tommy said, "What are we playing with those kids for?" And Tom was like, "I don't fucking know, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Hurt. I'm a famous comedian, and why the fuck not? Like what? Yeah. Like and so it was. Just but it was, solve the problem. And then you see people come in with good bedside manner, where that was like they'd make you feel comfortable. Man, there's nothing better than fucking a good, like fuck doctors. A good nurses seem to kill it. Like they seem to come in and a good nurse can take your energy, mm-hmm. slow it down." get good blood mm-hmm. pressure from you, not freak you out. Yeah, because there's, I mean, look, this is like, I'm going to get, I always get in trouble because I imply that often there's a difference between men and women. Saying that now is like a hot take. Yeah. I'm like QAnon if I say that. But women, we are QAnon. wired. To- I just found out who QAnon is the other day. <laughs> I'm kind of obsessed. I know, I haven't finished the documentary. <laughs> I'm watching, that's what Dude, I'm watching, the same one. Yeah, it's so fucking good. One. It's Tim fucking Dillon awesome. at the end. Um, <laughs> runs QAnon. Um, but I, uh, uh, what was I saying? Uh, oh, men and women. Yeah. W- women are wired to be more maternal and more caring. It's like, for me, like the nurse I want is a fucking mom who already knows how to do all this shit, you know? I want her to be a big Joe Coy fan. The guy that... <laughs> <laughs> I want her to be a big Joe Coy and ask me if I know him and then ask me if we can FaceTime him. Fantastic. And then I love, I love a I'm- great, great, great fucking nurse is so important in I so many say, ways. Though, things are getting fucking weird in medicine i think now with all the like me too stuff like i have a male gynecologist i've had for like 15 years i just go to him whatever i go in now there's a chaperone there's a woman like a younger nurse and i'm like i this was so much less awkward when there wasn't someone just watching me get like fingered by santa claus (laughs) like can we like you you got a cuckold there My brain is like, is she okay? Like she looks so much more. Just with a cigarette and a glass of wine. (laughs) I just want to watch. 
<laughs> like, how is she going to tell? So how, like, just be real. I mean, like, I got to be honest. If I'm fingering, if I'm, like, how does a doctor do that? Like, just finger a bunch of women just all go, day. <laughs> no. I, I remember that. I remember whatever There is some wild gynecology. Takes, takes the glove and goes, like, fakes it and drops it and goes in with no glove. No, that, Al, uh, Andrew Yang's wife had a wild experience with a gynecologist in New York. She talks about it publicly. Um, uh, and it happened to a lot of women where he wouldn't wear gloves and he was like doing kind of crazy shit. Really? Yeah. My gyno tries to get his hands out as fast as you can. I don't know if I should take I that personally. Leanne's, I went to a, a gynecologist appointment with Leanne. When? Was uh, she pregnant? Yeah, she's pregnant. Uh-huh. And he did took the big gorilla Q-tip and hit her in the back. Like he opened it up and I was like. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah. With the, And then... Um, and then to do a, what's that thing? A, what's the thing when they scrape your uterus to see if you have cancer? Yeah, they, that thing? yeah where he takes the Q-tip and just punches it in the back. The yeah. Back. And I was like, Jesus. Yeah, not a game. Not I've a game. I've only shown my dick to like a handful of When you doctors. go to doctors, don't they hold your balls and tell no, you to cough? They used that, to back in the day. Was that like a fake thing to molest kids? <laughs> we all thought. I don't know. I remember the first time I had to do that. And I was like, and it was a hot nurse too. And I was like, I, I was for baseball. You need to get a physical to play baseball. I bet kids get fucking erections all the time from that. I didn't get an erection, but I was terrified. I was. I wanted to be like, listen, I don't have control of this thing. I'm fucking 16 years old. I have no idea when it gets hard or when it, why. Like, I, I need you to know that. I didn't say that. I just was like, please don't be a hot nurse. Please don't have a hot nurse. F- fucking smoking hot nurse comes in. And I'm like, son of a bitch. Where's the, is it true that when guys land on planes, they get erections? Because you're like in a new place. And there's like a primordial thing that's like, I need to fuck. <laughs> no, no. Maybe comedians at work at the store, kind of. But no, I don't think, I don't think. I feel like I've guys never... have told me when they land on a plane, they get a little erection. And there's something about like, this is new territory to spread my seed in. Like something like subconscious. I've never, <laughs> I've never had a hard dick on an airplane. Like I've never. Have you never jerked off in an airplane? No. I've masturbated in an airport, airplane bathroom. Really? Yeah, I just get dude before Wi-Fi, you get so bored. <laughs> I have when I have that a, go-go in-flight wireless is down. <laughs> Do you realize what a wet dream that is for all the men listening? Is that a woman would masturbate on an airplane? That is like it's uber just, sexy. actually the fucking grossest thing now that I think about it. Like that is such a disgusting No, I think it's so fucking sexy. Like, but that, that I, it's sexy when a woman does it. If a man does it, it's yeah. like, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's creepy if, if he could never talk about it. Yeah. It'd be tricky. Cause as a guy, you'd have to have some kind of like, can you just get an erection by thinking it? Like, do you have to yeah. look, visually look at porn? Sometimes. And now here's what I'm trying to measure on me. I, my whole life has just been jerk off. Cause I, that's cause it's every day. Just jerk off. Get it over with. Like just it's just off. a formality. I go on the road. And I'll just, I have, I masturbate probably every day. And then, uh, and then I started when, during COVID, I started going, well, I should wait until I, I should let it build up where I go. Something strikes me as sexy. Ooh, and then I go, Ooh, then it's like, some tension. and then you're, then it's not just your brain going, Hey man, we should jerk off today. It's a, it's like a feeling. You feel it like a first kiss. You go, Ooh. Instead of just like, let me get this out. Yeah, of like way. being turned on, being actually turned on. Because I feel like for guys, when, when when it's kind of because I used to take it so personally, I don't anymore. And the dude that I'm dating, like now, I want to talk about that. Oh, dude, I, we, I like we like watch porn together. It's so fun. Like I could never watch porn with Leanne. She would. I have watched one porn with her, and she just was like, "What the fuck?" It was a it was a cream pie, 
in the and at the end. She was like, why would they do that in their own bed on their sheets? <laughs> I get distracted too. I, I like, get distracted by that like, shit too. You're making it too real. Stop I know, talking. I know. Oh, I do it too. I'm like, is that a Cosmos World Market bed? We should get that one. That's a good, <laughs> like I get, I'm like, why are they on a yoga ball? We need to do more yoga. Like I, that's why I used to like, the most I masturbated was when Tumblr was around. Cause remember Tumblr porn? Okay, you were probably- Oh, on. no, no, I do, I do, I do. Oh my God, They had oh my boomerang God. porn that was like 30 seconds, 30 seconds, so it was just one loop of the same thing. Can I have two of these or am I gonna really- Oh no, take them, dude. That? It's, it's. I remember I when really I was- I I was at, when I was at Tom and Christina's Thanksgiving, like two years ago, I wanna say, before the pandemic, I brought one of these over and Tom was like, this is a pretty decent buzz. It's 6% alcohol. Yeah, that's like a beer. You know? Um, Tumblr porn. Tumblr so porn, it was like- I, I remember, oh, I remember. So you had no time to be like, oh no, like, uh, you know, he or he comes before you and you're like, oh, it's over and I'm not done. You know, it, it's yeah. just like on a loop that would play over and over again. But Tumblr got canceled. I went in Miami. I go to um, I go to do voiceover for Burt's Conqueror. I'm doing the improv that weekend. And I go up to the front desk to um, check in for my voiceover. And the girl's uh, shirt looks weird. It looks like it looks like you ever uh, have a hanger in your sweater and then you put the sweater on and it's still got the hanger marks in it. I use hangers for exclusively for abortions. Yeah. It's okay. So she, it looks like she's got hanger marks, but not on her shoulders on her chest. It looks like some, it's, it looks weird huh. and I'm not, I'm not scoping her out. I just go, Hey, uh, Burt Kreischer. I'm kind of looking and I'm like trying to figure it out. And she sees it on my face. I go, Burt Kreischer. And then I go, I'm in my head. I'm like, are those her nipples? But I don't say anything. And I just stopped looking. I, 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 but clearly she saw me look and she just goes, I have puffy nipples. And I went, excuse me? What is she not wearing a bra? She goes, I have puffy nipples. And no, she was not wearing a bra. You have to wear a bra. And I went, I'm so sorry. And she goes, I saw you looking. I have puffy nipples. And I went, I'm, I'm so sorry. I, I, I didn't know what I was looking at. She goes, no, no, no. It happens all the time. Because it and looks says, like a V, I bet. It, it looked like it, a V. It looked just weird. And it no, it was like, her boobs, but then it was like almost like these things on top of her boobs. It was like it was so distracting. Like you know when you see like just a woman's nipples in her shirt, but this was like breasts and then these okay. like these like almost cups. I, I'm going to show you something. Okay. So there's something that happens, and this actually relates to you because you're the fucking came in and saved the day for me when my horrible nude was getting leaked, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you yeah, came yeah. in and you posted something, and that was just like such a fun, cool thing that you did that made me feel less like a you know idiot. Um, so the photo, it was a screen grab of a video, right? Where I was getting out of a bathtub that yeah. I accidentally uploaded on Instagram stories when I was high on edibles. Should have known then that they weren't for me. Probably, yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't for the rock bottom, had to keep digging. And <laughs> there's something, and I was, the thing that pissed me off the most about it is I was bent over in it, and all women's boobs, no matter how perky they are when you're standing up, if you bend over, they get like weirdly long. They, and they, like, Almost like a cow's udders. Like a fucking, yeah, like a, um, like a traffic cone or like yeah. a Santa yeah, hat yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. But this is what's happening. Okay, so if you take a bra off, I, I thought when I got fake tits, I was never gonna have to wear a bra again. I was yeah. like, oh, dude, they're just permanently like fucking alligator eyes. Like they're always pointing up. Yeah. But when you do this, it looks like there's like a V and it looks, it look you look deformed. I kind of see what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? Like up here, it gets like bad. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And okay. then they spread wide. So really? then there's a weird, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, but this is look, a weird shirt that probably is not helping things, but when I see myself without a bra, it always just looks, it looks very um, uh, like I was injured horribly in the scoliosis surgery. They still take. look great. I, I love, you. I love, I like if, 
but they get weird. She, you got to wear a bra. I, f- I feel like I should start. No, not you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you need a corset. I, I tried. I tried. They made manks. I do not believe that women like I, hot take like women are like free the nipple. I'm not going to wear a bra. It's like, dude, it's distracting to everyone. It was, it was distracting. And I, I didn't even realize I was doing it. And then she said, um, she goes, it's not fair to then go. You're looking at my tits. It's like, yeah, because well, no, she was cool. She was cool. She goes, oh. I have a tumbler. And I was like, what? She goes, I have a Tumblr. You should check out my Tumblr. It's like her Tumblr was like, I want to say, I know it's not, but I want to say it was like puffy nipples. Can I tell you something wild? What you please. When I did the um, sex robot thing, I had a sex robot built to myself, you know? Yeah. For the last special. And I was down at the sex robot factory a bunch. The number one request for custom bodies is nipples, uh, super large puffy nipples. Really, I, I, I've never seen. I've never seen them. And dark ones. Dark ones make sense. It's funny. I was always. Does in, it? I was always. I was always into dark nipples as a as like a kid. I thought that was sexy. Well, all babies are into it because that's how they find the nipple. Mm. Nip, uh, women's nipples get darker when they have a baby, so the baby can find it. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And then and then Leanne was the first chick I ever dated who had like pink nipples. Yeah, I was gonna say she looks like she, she has, has those pink perfect nipples. pink. And there and it for and it was. Uh, not a primordial. It was, it was almost like when I first saw Leanne naked, it was, oh, it was like very, very real. Um, almost like, uh, uh, reptilian. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I'd never seen that before. Never. And it wasn't something I was like, I, well, I seeked porn? out. I didn't, porn wasn't, you gotta remember like porn didn't show up big in my life until yeah. after meeting Leanne kind of like porn was still dial up. And you had you had to put in a credit card. You had to pay for it. Was, it. There was no Pornhub. Pornhub changed the game. You porn changed the game. Mm-hmm. Pornhub, Xtube, uh, Hamster, whatever. What? Like, they, I don't know. There was, I had a, I had a big list. I don't. I had a <laughs> big list. But it was I, it was a game changer for me. Where you were like, oh yeah. Um, but it was it wasn't until after I got married really that porn showed up in a big way in my life. Does it ever bother? Does it bother her at all? No. Because I think in, when I was in my 20s, I was so threatened by porn, even just in my mid 30s when I was like, like just jealous and insecure. And the dude I'm with, I don't know if it's I've gotten older and more mature or if all the fucking therapy worked or if I'm just smoking the perfect amount of weed. I don't know what it is, but I'm not jealous of him watching porn at all. Maybe it's because I know I'm 38 years old. There's so many girls out there that are hotter and younger than me. And like, I can't control that. Yeah. And let's just watch it together. And like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, Leanne doesn't. It was interesting too because I, I, growing up in Florida, I was a big strip kid, strip club kid. Like that was like what we did. You go to a strip club. I mean, even after hours in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, you go to strip club after the bars. Are strip clubs allowed? Is it state by state? Are they allowed to? Are you allowed to touch them? State and by state. Which yeah. ones are full nude? Like, I just have so many questions. Uh, well, I've I have been, I haven't been to a strip club in a. Well, does a lap true. dance mean blowjob? No, it does not. It just means lap dance? And, and usually it means- And you're not allowed to touch her? Uh, some places you can touch her. Okay. Some places you can touch them. Do like, you ever go to um, Crazy Girls on the Brea? Yeah, of course, yeah. Dude, that was my shit. I've been to a lot of strip clubs. That was the most, but also the, the, it was a bikini bar more. There was topless, but it always had the best music, the pool table. Like it was just the most fun place to hang out. It was a good- It happened to have hot chicks hanging from the ceiling. Like, that was a good strip club. Jumbo's Clown Room- is a fun one. Awesome. Um, well, Jumbo's Clown Room, I just remember doing the stand-up shows there on Sundays. They had like a brunch show and there was one where it was like every uh, uh, every stripper was something like, um, 
kinky or fetishy. Like yeah. there were dwarves. What do we say? Little people? I don't know. It's Brad Williams's friends. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, like super heavy, super tall. Like it was sort of like not these like um, traditionally sort of like Sports Illustrated girls. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I've been to jumbos. I've been, I, I've been to a lot of strip clubs and it's interesting is that it is state to state. And if you, I, I really feel like if you're a real strip club guy, then you're very aware of the boundaries and you ask the boundaries. Yeah. Hey, what's, what are the rules? And they tell you when you it's go, It's the oh, cool. newbies that are the problem. Yeah, it's. Is it true that the best strippers in the, are in Montreal? I thought you were going to say are black. And I was going to say, yes. Well, yes, of course, I mean, that's implied. Best strippers are always black. <laughs> of black chicks of course. own a fucking Have strip Have you ever club watched uh, Cardi B uh, stripping back in the day? No, and she's I bet I would love it. Dude, just go on YouTube. Cardi, I, I mean, I assume she's, She's not ashamed of it at all. So, um, she was incredible at it. And her and these other strippers would do these dances together. Mm. And it's so dope to see like strippers like getting along. It's so much better than TikTok for me. Uh, well, there's 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 different. We're, I, we were just talking about this the other day. There's different types of strippers. They're the kinds where you go and they're like, you know, the Russian chick or the or like, you know, the blonde chick or the girl with that has small tits, but is really aggressive. And, yeah. and like and then you go to like Magic City in Atlanta and you see athletes women, women who like athletes yeah where you're like motherfucker i remember the first time i went to magic city a girl gets on a triple i've always seen triple like hand on it spin yeah hand on it spin <laughs> leg on it lean back <laughs> this girl grabbed it like a fucking gym class rope in third grade just started climbing up to the top of it and i'm like where the fuck is she going and my buddy miles was like oh you're gonna like this gets to the top flips upside down and is looking at it like her amazing she's holding it like this and then flips like this she's looking at with us, just her legs holding her like yeah. an upside down jesus christ and just starts dropping foot by foot Oof. and we're just like what the incredible fuck? i mean really amazing and there are white chicks i don't mean to slam white chicks there are white chicks that can do that too i've seen it done Funny. but it's no, not, if you not want but i've tried it i've tried it it's hard google um uh uh, uh go to youtube stripper bloopers do you ever go to stripper bloopers it's no. a lot of like white chicks in their house thinking they're doing oh, something dope yeah. and like falling or falling it's none of them like get really hurt leanne took a strip club class my striptease are you like a exercise type x bar thing? is it x bar i don't know oh. did you know did you shoot it was it x bar uh it was uh, uh her friend yeah her friend uh her friend I, I i i don't think her friend would have a problem samantha fisher uh taught this like strip club class like it was a workout class on a pole mm -hmm. and it was like all the moves it was the, it's the most like it's the funniest I've ever seen Leanne. She comes home. She was like, I want to try my moves on you. And I was like, okay. Now, mind you, I've, I've gone, I'm growing up. You turn 18. The first thing you do, you go to strip clubs. So we were going to strip clubs when we were 15. You're like, you're like I'm kind of an aficionado. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's almost like going like, it's like telling it's like, Snoop. It's like her coming over being like, can I try some open mic jokes on you? Yeah. You're like, okay. Like I actually know more about. Stripping. She's like, uh, sit in the chair. I'm like, I know how this is done. And then she like starts at the wall and like put, and I was like, I was like, who? And I was, and it, but you could see it. The vulnerability in her face was so pretty. Like she was just like, like it was not, it was not like there's a disconnect sometimes that not that bad strippers will have where they don't, they are just like, and I don't blame them. I, I would probably do that too, mm -hmm. you know, but then you get like a great stripper who like almost connects with you and you're like, wow, this is crazy. Like, I remember telling one, like, I got to stop. I feel like you're trying to fuck me. 
And she was like, no, I'm just doing my job. And I was like, yeah, I'm not comfortable with it. And Leanne had a look. Leanne had a look of a brag. I can tell you exactly where that was too. Cleveland, Ohio at, at Christie's. And so uh, um, Leanne had a look of like, this is my first day here. And I want to make sure I don't lose this job because I need this job. But I need your approval. And I was like, oh, my God. And then immediately oh, it led no. to sex. That's I. It's weird. I feel like I'm finally dating someone that I like can feel like I can embarrass myself in front of like yeah. all the dressing up in the costumes. Like I never really did that before. Cause it just felt embarrassing and silly and like, um, and, but this guy, like I'm ordering like wild shit online and it's like, he appreciates the effort so much. He understands lingerie. He knows the difference between the agent provocateur shit. That's $200 and the sh trash that's on. like, he uh, knows what he can rip off and come on and what he can't. Yeah. Which at first I was like, why do you know so much about lingerie? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Don't stop being jealous. You child. Like, <laughs> fuck it. We're adults here. Don't come on my expensive shit and rip up the, the nasty shit. Yeah. You know, he knows the difference. Like he appreciates it. He leaves it on during sex, whereas most of they just like it's on for 20 seconds. And they rip it off. And I'm like, what are you doing? What's the whole point? It took me 20 minutes to fucking lace myself into this fucking thing. Dude, I, I bought I one and he's time, younger. He's 31. What is he really? Yeah, he's younger than me. Eight, uh, I'm 38. A vet. I know. But he's a critical care vet and rock climber. I know. I, I saw I've seen him watching rock climbing Olympic videos. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He watches. Uh, and I saw you rock climb with him last week. Uh uh oh yeah no well that was a hike that was he climbs boulders that are literally just slabs of slate like so wait what kind of rock climbing is he like bouldering bouldering okay so bouldering is dude it's wild yeah it's like some superhuman monkey spider-man shit like it's you know what's also crazy is um i'm just gonna admit it um like i was kind of like on the fence about like you know when like someone um it's like um uh, if you're dating a male comic, you're like, oh, I don't want to see your stand up because if it sucks, I'm never going to be able to fuck you again. Yeah. The rock climbing thing, I didn't know that much about. I thought it was kind of like surfing where it, like, I know there's a lot of like amazing surfers, but I was just like, oh, it's like a hobby and it's kind of just guys bumming around like yeah. at a gym. He's like really amazing at it and it made me so fucking attracted to him seeing him do it. Well, passion is attractive. No, but anyone who's got a passion who is really into something, it's always attractive. I'm I know, never to do that with your bare hands. That's like, crazy. That's insane. Dude, look at this. He'll I couldn't do that. And I've, I've rock no, no, climbed. He a climbs, bunch. With, but he's holding on to like something that's a millimeter. See. Is this his, his Insta? That's his Instagram? Yeah, he's not really like on Instagram that much, but he'll sometimes post like rock climbing because he was so, like sponsored for rock climbing. So we bouldered. He'd get a kick out of this. We bouldered in Vietnam over open water. Oh wow! So these yeah, so they, these rocks that you can, um, you can climb, and if you fall, you fall into the water. Well, that's fine. We did that, and then we we ended went up straight up rock climbing. Yeah, he's fucking. But he he. But here's the problem: they can't get their fingers wet. What do you mean? In life? Not at all. So, yeah. Oh. There's not a. I mean, not that my pussy's that wet these days, but. <laughs> He's like easy, easy. That's why he Slow likes it. It, it feels like a boulder. So he it can't get his like fingers wet because well, it because it fucks with his they, calluses. Yes, because if their fingers are damp, all, all his videos are rock climbing. Yeah, that's all it really does. That's all he does. I know, but he's a full time vet. But he's where did he grow up? Uh, fee Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, but they he goes to sleep at night with like this cream, this paste that dries his fingers out. He shaves it with a razor, yeah, the dead skin that. off. 
And then um, he can't get his fingers wet because then your fingers will split while you're climbing. So it has to be dry at all times. So oh. even when we go swimming in the pool, he his hands are up like above the water. And does he eat like a normal person? He is incredibly healthy, but not in like a like a weird way. It's not like just steamed chicken and kale or anything like that. Like he enjoys good food, makes good food, but he's like very balanced, which is really annoying. Like he'll make like, if I were going to make like vegetables, I'd make like one. He'll make like 10 and mix them all together. I'm like, we already did broccoli. Why do you have to do all the other ones? Like he's very thorough. Yeah. it's Rock climbers are, they're really good with like diet. They're always like, they're very cognizant of like, yes. of the environment, yeah. of their bodies, what they put into their bodies. you have to be a certain weight. It's like a ballerina. It's like you're, he doesn't like, he just eats well. He's just a normal, balanced person. He's like the only healthy person I've dated. It's very confusing. Really? How did you meet him? We met because he saved my dog's life. Oh, and <laughs> wow. Wow. Florence Nightingale syndrome. Know, it's so dumb. So literally like, my dog had this thing. He was dying. No one could figure it out. They've said it's cancer. Says a lot of vets have no fucking idea what they're doing. And unfortunately, sometimes the older a vet is, the less they know about the new technology. You know, like so. I was always going to these like, older vets because I was like, they know the most. Yeah. But there's all this new technology and equipment that they might not know about. So I finally went to this um, uh, vet. Uh, they hospitalized him. He's the critical care vet. He, so he's the last person you see. You meet him when you're when you're. He's about to save your dog's life or put your dog right. And uh, and so he, I I left a, a, a beanie uh, at the vet and they took a photo of my dog to put on his cage in the, when he was hospitalized yeah. with the beanie on. And he was like, oh, that's a cute dog. And then saw it was me. I was like, oh, that's Whitney Cummings. And then he wouldn't normally look at it, but he was like looking at the chart. And then he realized like crazy shit was happening. And he, I'm in the lobby. Do you know, have you seen Shit's Creek? I have. Okay, so we're like Alexis and Ted, the vet in the ditz. Like okay. I'm the, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, like yeah, the dumb yeah, Hollywood yeah, yeah. dance and he's like the normal healthy yeah. vet. And so Dan Levy, who made that show is a good friend of mine. And I was like, dude, vets are not hot. Like what is this thing with hot, like a hot vet on your show makes no, he's like, dude, I'm telling you, younger male vets are always fucking hot. So this motherfucker walks out hot as shit. And I just was like, oh my God, my dog is dying. Yeah. And all I can do is try to secretly take a picture of him to send my friend Dan. <laughs> <laughs> So, You're like, you nailed it. So, you hit this one out of the park. So he's literally telling me, he's like, anyway, so your dog has this much time to live and I'm just like getting it. And he, he was just like, are you trying to take a picture of me? And I was like, oh. no. I was like, no, I'm recording a voice memo just to make sure I get everything you're saying. <laughs> and then he walked away and he has such a fucking little tiny, like like hot ass that's really high. And I was like, oh, I gotta take oh, a picture. he's a rock climber. So, yeah, so then I he's activating his glutes all day. So I started taking a picture of his ass and he turns around and, I was, and he was like, and I was like, no, I'm, I'm just, and then, my friend is gay no. and I want to show him how hot you are. It's not for me. It's for him. It's even worse. I pretended I was making a story. I was like, hey guys. So I met the Oh vet. my God. So, I was like, <laughs> so he like thought I was like the asshole doing an IG story as my dog was dying at the vet. So, and then I started texting him. The pandemic happened. And then I started taking Lunesta to sleep. And then I just started crazy, like Lunesta texting him and he was into it. So we started hooking up during the pandemic. Cause I was like, I'm only going to fuck a medical professional during a pandemic. Yeah. Frontline man. Yeah. And I, I was want like, frontline workers. And I, was like, he's a guy. I was like, he's 31. Like what are the chances this will ever work out? Just fuck it. I'm dying my hair blue and you know, fuck younger men. And then it stuck. God, it seems I, what, uh, when was the last time I'm not saying you're in love or anything, but when was the last time I said, I love, we say, I love you. Really? Mm -hmm. So when was the last time before that, that you were in love? Like how I many was, times, how many times do you think you've been in love? That's a real? great question. I think that 
Uh, I would be lying if I said everyone that I said I love you to was, I didn't know what love was at the time. Oh, there's a couple ones in there where I'm like, eh, no. I guess it wasn't love. I would just said it to get you to stop screaming or I just said it to like, <laughs> cause you know, um, to pretend this was a thing. So I think like true love where my saying I love you is actually congruous with my behavior. Cause love to me is like, like um, he had a really good definition of love because I wouldn't say I love you for the longest time because yeah. he said it earlier and I was like, mm, I'll let you know. I'll let you know when you love me. <laughs> like that's my whole thing. I, I've said I love you to a lot of people. I don't want to just throw this around. Let's, let's not say it. Let's just feel it and know yeah. it. And then I asked him one day, he's like, why the fuck don't you say this? And I was like, what's your definition of it? Like, I don't know. I don't even, we have to agree on a definition. And he was like, love is, is for me, if you're mad at someone, and you still wish the best for them. And I was oh, like, but I, I, then I love everybody. Maybe. I love everybody. Like I, there's people I actually, I, that I, there's people I don't like that I don't, I wouldn't, I don't want wish bad things on. I want, I don't, I wish them to find the success in the way that I wish that it didn't hurt me. Yeah. Interesting. You know? Yeah, oh, a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people like I that. I think it just, I think, I think it just meant like in your romantic relationship. Like, uh, like if yeah. you, if you and I are together, and you uh, hurt me and break my heart, I can still, you know what? I still hope he finds someone instead of, I hope he fucking never finds love and dies of alcoholism. Then I hope that, then I don't love Leanne because <laughs> if she broke my heart, I would want her to be miserable. <laughs> if she broke my heart, like if she cheated on me, I would want such bad things to happen You to could her. never get over that? Never get over I it. know, okay, so I know a couple couples that have been together, been together like, mm, one's like seven years, one's like nine years. They either were out of town on movies for a couple months or for work, got, had, definitely had drinking struggles. Mm -hmm. One of them had a hooker one night and the other one, it was like a texting affair. It was kind of more of a like old flame from Facebook and it was more like an emotional affair. Interesting. And they, I've seen a lot of marriages end and relationships end, but these are two that like worked through it. Um, I could work through Leanne cheating on me. I'd have to. Would it depend on who it is? Oh yeah. Would you have to? Would you ask exactly what happened? That that's what would kill you. That's what would kill you. See, I have, I have, I. It's bad right now, but I have OCD, where I can't, I can't, I don't even know. So it's, I don't even know what it is. I haven't really been diagnosed, but I can't let go of a thought that's bothering me. I think it. I chew it nonstop. I have it too, and I went on Prozac, twenty milligrams. It totally fixed it. What you mean, like? I don't understand how that would even work. Yeah, I have repetitive. So I have repetitive. So I had never, I had been on Lexapro like four years ago. Didn't do anything for me. Made me like a numb zombie. Couldn't have orgasms. Like felt nothing. Was a shell of a person. Didn't work. Went off it. And then um, was in like therapy and did EMDR and have been in 12 step programs and all that shit. And then I finally went to a psychiatrist and I was like, dude, my only problem, I don't think I have depression. I talked to Gary Goldman about it. Like I was like, I don't think I have any of those. The, my only real problem is that when I walk away from a conversation, I, all I do is think about, that was so stupid. You're such an idiot. Yes. He hates you. You talk too much. You talk, you're fucking dumb. You're not yeah. even funny and you suck. And it's like, a, meanwhile, the person's not even thinking about me. They're they're just like, that was nice to see Whitney. But a negative thought, I'll just spin on it. And he was like, that's like, it's just a wiring issue with um, your brain and uh, Prozac sort of stops that loop. I would love to stop that 20, loop. 20, I started on 10 milligrams and now I'm on 20 milligrams. And it's like, it's it's freed up hours of my life a day oh i i can see it coming i can see it starting and then i'll go because oh. you know what i used to justify it going oh i'm a comic and i overthink things and i'm gonna make a joke that's out of I it do. that's what i do I, I, I do that all the time I, I remember one time i have a uh like a, a freckle on the back of my leg 
And we were, we were, and for me, what'll happen is I'll fire hot, I'll fire real hot, and then I'll notice something, and then I'll go, oh, let's not let that be a thing, Bert. And then my brain will melt down. And we were on a boat in Lake Powell. Meltdown, how? Like, uh, for example, we're on a boat in Lake Powell, we're having drinks, we're having a great time. I'm in a Speedo, I'm having one of the best days of my life. And I look back at my calf and I go, I have really great calves in my head. And then I see this freckle. I think it's on this calf. Wow. It's like a dark freckle. And I went, that's skin cancer. And I went, God damn it. Don't think this. Don't let this turn into a thing. Stop it. Stop it right now. It's not skin cancer. You don't. And then it's already gone. It's already gone. It's out. The fucking horse is out the fucking stables. It's, it's- and you can, there's no getting it back in. Mm. It's going to take a couple days. Can I ask you a crazy question? Please. Was it this bad? I'm just curious if it got better or worse after you had kids. Because once you're a father and your brain knows I have to stay alive for something, like, did it get any worse? Uh, just in terms of your amygdala, just you have kids. First, the first time I noticed it happen, like noticed it happen, was when I was 26 years old living in New York. Mm. Had a one-night stand, my, one of my only one-night stands. And... The next day I went to Barnes and Noble, went to work, and this uh gay dude, first gay dude I ever was like friends with. First gay dude we, I ever fucked one I <laughs> We he was he was he was awesome. He was <laughs> he he was a being gay back then was so much fucking awesomer. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I I, I just you I just said it so I just said braver. it like I did it. I was like, Oh, you don't know. <laughs> I just heard his stories every morning and come in with a new fucking this is what happened. If last you night. came out back then and we're open, you know, like yeah. you, <laughs> you had character. And he came in and he's like, I think I have a venereal disease. And I'm like, what? And he was like, I don't know. Where do we keep our medical books? And I was like, I just had a one night stand. And I was like, and I went up and showed him. And he was like, I got this thing on my dick. I don't know if it's a spider bite. And I was like, wait, spiders bite your dick. And so he's like, come on. And so he went and showed me. And I was like, I was like, oh, that looks pretty aggressive. And I was like, that looks like something. And he goes, well, I could have gotten a bit by a spider. And I was like, I don't know. And then I was like, Jesus. So then I, I, I just had a bit by a man in a Spider-Man costume. I, <laughs> he was sucking your dick. This last guy night? got fucked out of a loft one time. He came in with a black eye, and I go, "What happened to you?" And he goes, "I got fucked out of a loft last night." He took me to a club where <laughs> there were dudes. He goes, "Whatever you do, don't go behind the curtain." And I go, "What's going on behind the curtain?" He goes, "Just peek your head in." I poke my head in the curtain. Everyone's just sucking each other's dicks in there. Just. And so he goes and shows like shows me his dick. And then we get the medical book. We look for what it is. We can't find out what it is. And then I go to the bathroom and I'm like, I should check my dick. I had a one night stand last night and my OCD took over and I couldn't stop looking at my dick. And then I started, fu- I've talked about this before, but I started fucking with it. Like I started going like, uh, I must have something. I, I must have something. Let me do, you know what I'll do? Let's just get in front of this. Let's just go to the store and get a bunch of solvents or, and mm-hmm. we'll just, we'll just cover all our bases. And next thing you know, I, I it, it spiraled me out to the point where mm. like they, I, my mom flew me home. I was sitting with my dick and balls in a bowl of vinegar, watching quantum leap, drinking fucking forties just going like i gotta shut my brain off like it was so bad dude look at this is my new thing i do i cut my cuticles on my toes so bad that they start bleeding oh, and i see I, this one yeah i can't like i get i like i sometimes get little ingrown like toenails or it's not even that bad but i just get obsessed with digging it out and i oh. like the idea of any like dirt being under my toenails i dig so much that it like will start bleeding and it, this is like kind of a new thing like i've always had like 
really compulsive, obsessive like tendencies. But this is the first time I'm like kind of like, like I'll do it under here too, and it'll start bleeding, and I'll like, and I'm just like, what the fuck is this, man? Yeah, I don't know how. Once it starts, you can't stop. You, I cannot stop. And for me, I'll say something on a podcast, and I'll be like, like, God damn it, like what? Why did I? What am I doing? Like I was just like, and that's been lately. Mm. Lately, I've been just saying, just like uh, you know. To be fair, what have you been doing? Fucking, I just. (laughs) I'm, I'm pretty certain we trashed Reese Witherspoon, but like no way. But, but, but no, but no. That's what. Here's what she likes you. I, know, I, I texted. I didn't trash her. I didn't trash her. We, we but we were talking about um someone got a DUI, and I I it was well, someone Reese, famous. Oh, because Reese did back in the yeah day. yeah. And so I said, I I was trying to explain that I have this theory that anyone can be a Karen and that anyone can be. Yeah. be a bad person when they are a good person it's true and i was like pull up reese witherspoon's Dude, DUI. You, if i haven't eaten by 11 i would go full karen yeah and i and, I, and, and i'm telling tom like this is and I, I'm, we're not trashing but we're showing the dui video and i'm certain that she would not want that reshared yeah, again yeah and you're if like it made news and was rehashed i'm sure yeah she'd be like she'd great. be like what the fuck like I, that yeah. was so long ago and that's not who i am and that's what we we're proving is that like She's Rich Witherspoon. She's a great person, but she doesn't know there's a camera on her. Mm-hmm. She's not behaving the way we know her to behave. That's yeah. not who she is. And my argument was, as the man, because the dude there, I don't know that dude, but that dude yeah. was, um, you could tell he was like taking the L. He was like, I have a D, I'm getting a DUI. I'm going to jail. And he was like, go back in the car. Go go back to the car. Was it her husband? It was her, it was her agent, I think. Who's her husband? I think now. Okay, yeah. Jim. Yeah. And and Tom goes, "What do you do in that situation?" I say, "I tell the officer to taser." That's my wife. I'm like, "Taser." Trust me, you'd rather be unconscious than what you're about to say <laughs> right now. That's really smart. Yeah, and and but but then we get done, and I'm driving home, and I'm like, "Was I negative about Reese Witherspoon?" Like, like I hope I wasn't mean. Like, I don't I don't dislike her, but you just talk so much shit on podcasts where you go like, "I hope I didn't." Hope I hope she sees this, and like I hope. She's not sitting there going and with Jennifer Aniston at work, and Jennifer Aniston's like, "Oh, yeah. by the way, these guys are hilarious." And Reese is like, "Oh, what are it. they? What are they watching today?" And she's like, "Oh, oh, it's you getting a DUI." And she's like, "That's like a low part in my life." And he's like, "No, he's saying they should tase you." And she's like, "Fuck that guy." I have a feeling she doesn't remember much of that night. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure she'd love to see what happened. <laughs> I forget who got a DUI, but we, we were. I was saying someone just recently got one. Tom and I were talking about it, and I said, "What you need is you need as the man in that situation to look at the cop and go, taser. Trust me, just taser." Knock her, render her unconscious. Mm-hmm. She does not. This is not who she is, mm-hmm. and this is a poor representation. I'm certain you have a body cam right now. Yeah, and like, but it's, but uh, you know, I I felt like this the other day too, and it's just like, as comics, I feel like we have like, I don't know. I'm at the point where I'm sort of like I've I'm the Hollywood is like. I feel like the more I push it away and the more I quit, the more they pull me. Of course, they want you more. As the more you say no to things, yeah. but I'm sort of like. There's a point where I have to stop walking on eggshells to be like, well, then what if they don't cast me in their movie in five years? Like oh, they yeah. weren't going to cast me anyway, or or if they don't because of this, I shouldn't be in, uh, in business with them regardless. But I've done that too. Lately, I was talking about, we were talking about whatever cancel culture because it always comes up. And I was like, dude, I actually make an argument that we're actually a super fucking forgiving society. And we're for the most part like. Yeah, like, because I, I mean like. Dude, Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson has 13 movies in production. Does he really? Like, yes, and he was can- he was as canceled as you can kind of get. He it was like he was trying. Like at one <laughs> point he was like, "For real, man, I'm looking for some time off." People listen to those videos where he was screaming at his wife, and they're like, "Oh, he'd be a really good dramatic actor. We should hire him for that." <laughs> I watched someone uh, tweet to someone. Uh, they quoted Mel Gibson's tweet, 
And I was like, like the remember the voicemail when he broke up with his wife. By the way, but here's the deal. This, I gave up my Lakers tickets. <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. For the record, I think I'd have a good time with Mel Gibson. I think me and him could party pretty fucking Dude, hard. People act and I'm, I'm okay to let him just go off the fucking rails. I also don't believe that everyone, when, I, I don't know, there's two schools of thought, which is like, number one, when you drink, the the person that comes out is just a who you really are. And yeah. I don't think that's true. I, I, that's not my it's not who It's not true. If I, so, I need to really rethink my childhood because I spent my whole life going like, she didn't mean that. She didn't mean that. And I don't think she did. Yeah. It's not, it's when you drink, when you get fucking wasted, that's not who you really are. I I am not a wild drunk. Like I drink a lot, but I'm not a bad drunk. You don't get dark. I get very sensitive. Oh, <laughs> I get very God. sensitive. I get very, to the point. your defenses are down. Yes, but to the point where my wife and daughters will be like, I will see my daughters go, oh Jesus, dad, I didn't mean that. And I'm like, and I'll just be like, well, how come no one wants to watch a movie with me? <laughs> like what is it me and they're like no we have homework and i was like i never had homework if my dad wanted to watch a movie and yeah it's uh i'm i'm i think i'm going that's cool i think i'm gonna go sober for three months oh uh, when you're in serbia i think so yeah i feel like they start drinking at 12 15 there you i could like i just i just don't want to get i don't want to get to like a i want to be in a good place the whole time i'm there and the more and when i don't drink i less of those those triggers with my head where i i repeat phrases or i repeat yeah. things the less it happens but what happens is try to get when do you leave in a month to monday May, like get a thing of prozac it doesn't kick in for two weeks even like a 10 milligram just see even if it's psychosomatic i mean yeah a lot I, of this shit's mental uh I think but sometimes here's the other thing i'll say i just went to the best doctor like this guy dr david agus he was on my podcast he's like a huge huge doctor and i've been to all these doctors that like Want to? Everyone wants to pathologize or give you a medication or give you a disease or be the one that figured out your thing. And like yeah. four years ago, I mean, I was on like fucking antidepressants, uh, a thyroid thing that I didn't really know. like. Everyone just wants to push meds on you and give you a diagnosis yeah. to either get you out of their office or be the hero. And I was with Doctor um, with David Agus, who needs nothing from me. He's so successful that like you know he's doing me a favor by seeing me, frankly. And I would talk to him and I was like, I was like, you know, because sometimes I have anxiety and sometimes I overthink things, so I should probably be on this. And he just was like. Is it, is it harming you or help? Like, are, I've been there with doctors, dude. I, he, I was like, some of the best jokes I've written, some of the best work I've done, I overthought it and it was obsessive. Like, oh, don't dull the, your superpowers. It could actually be a superpower. Don't dull your superpowers. A great fucking statement because I think so. Like, I've I've said this over and over again. When people uh, give their heartfelt apology when they get in trouble, I actually give those for real to myself in bed. I go, be I'm gentle. actually really sorry I did that, and I'm genuinely learning in the moment like i've literally said that to myself and i was like i was like these uh, no one gives a fuck no one gives a fuck that i'm trying to be a better person but i'm not trying to be a better person and fuck up my comedy i'm just trying to be a better person i live with two little girls who are social justice warriors i say the wrong thing constantly but how would I, you know what the right thing is unless I, yeah. someone told you and i'm in my own house how would you know like, yeah and i'm like say something about like i don't know fucking I was, I was telling, I was explaining to Georgia as she was learning to drive. I was like, uh, I was you're like, you're a woman. You're not going to be. Don't expect to be good at this. No, I was. Yeah. You're genetically inferior. I said, we'll get you a Tesla auto drive. We're going to get you. Thank God, autopilot out. I got you an Uber. <laughs> uh, listen, here you go. Just no. I said. I said here. I got to say it, dude. We have. We have. We cannot pretend. And this is. I think I'm going to have to want to talk about this in my next special because 
we all have internalized sexism. We all have it. Like, yeah. I'm trying to work on this joke about Neuralink of like, I'm going to be fucked when the mind reading software comes out because everyone thinks that I'm this like su super progressive feminist. But that's what I say and what I do. That's not my first thought. Dude, my first thought is my grandfather's voice or my dad's voice. When I see a female mm -hmm. pilot walk on the plane, I'm like, uh-oh. That's my <laughs> first reaction. But then I go, no, Whitney. She probably had to work twice as hard to get half as far, so she's probably better. Like, I have to coach myself out of my sexist thoughts sometimes, you know? I, I was on a plane in Amarillo, and uh, and a woman's voice came on the thing, and this big old text, it goes, well, we're not making this flight. <laughs> and I was like... <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I just laughed at it. I, like, here's the problem with me is I laughed at it because I was like, that's fucking hilarious. And I was like, oh, and then I realized, oh, I don't think he's joking. <laughs> I think he's like, he's saying that for real. And I'm thinking that's a funny thing to say. <laughs> and but uh, but no, I said to my daughters the other day, I said, um, I have this new bit on catcalling. And and ultimately, like, I, I don't want to ruin the bit, but I ultimately it, it I'm doing I, I'm doing the bit to them in real time. And, I, and I'm blaming women for catcalling. Great. But I'm doing it to them. And I'm figuring it out. And it's working in my head. I'm like, oh, the, you know, when you get halfway through a bit, and you're like, I think this math's going to add up. I think this tag is going to be really fucking hilarious. Because here's the thing. Our job as comedians, I, I find myself thinking this a lot now, it's our job to come up with a ridiculous premise that's not true yeah. and then prove that it's true. Right. And we're like lawyers. We go, here's a ridiculous premise that makes absolutely no sense, but I'm gonna fucking prove to you why it's true. I remember one time telling them- Even if uh, we don't believe it, we're, yeah. we're it's a thought experiment. I remember one time telling them, they were talking about pro what the progress women have made, and they were bragging as if they had fucking done anything. They haven't even been to a march. And I was like, well, you guys haven't done anything compared to dogs. And they're like, what? And I was like, I mean, dogs are killing it compared to you guys. I mean, all this progress you made, yeah. nothing compared to dogs. And they're like, what do you mean? I said, 20 years ago, if a dog pissed in your house, it was, it was mandatory in the South to put their nose in it and hit them with a newspaper. <laughs> I go, today, you cannot lay a hand on a dog. And no one hits dogs today. Literally, said, service dogs, it says, do not pet. Yeah. And I said, <laughs> and I said, I said, dogs have Rosa parked their asses onto the <laughs> fucking front of planes and they haven't said a word. They haven't used one hashtag. I go, so you guys, I mean, you haven't done anything compared to dogs. I mean, you guys are out there marching, but the progress you made in the last 20 years, class. I go, dogs are sitting in fucking first class. And my daughters were so angry. And I go, guys, it's a joke. And they're like, you can't say that, dad. And I was like, hold on. I can definitely say that's our it. job is to yeah. say things no one can say. And that's can, literally what we do. They can't wrap their head around the fact that you go, that you go, hey, no, that's actually what I do is, is You're like, that's why you get to live in this fancy house. Cause yeah. I say shit like that. <laughs> yeah. And it's going to fucking suck when you're in college and with your friends and someone's like, Oh, what's some of your dad's stand up? And you're like, Oh, thing. don't darn it on. <laughs> but we also have to like, it's so, it's going to be fascinating to me. Like when, when I look back at the shit that I believed and thought and thought was important to fight for when I was like, even in college, like someone recently sent me a photo of me in college and I was, um, protesting Philip Morris uh, uh, on the college, it was like literally me and this person dressed as a cigarette, and I was protesting uh, that you can't. I mean, at, at Penn, like like alone, no one was protesting anything because no yeah. one had any problems. You know? And um, and I was like, and it was just so weird because I didn't have any cigarette smokers in my life. I now smoke a like it was just like this weird thing that I just thought was important. It made me feel important and superior and whatever. And I just didn't know enough about real problems in the world to know that like this isn't necessarily a big priority. <laughs> Right well, yeah. And then I look back and I'm like, dude, I'm embarrassed that that's the hill I was willing to die on. 
when I was I 19. The, I look at the hills I was willing to die on. <laughs> yeah, oh, my it's God. Like, it's just like that's that like instead of like, you know, racism and the institutional pro- slavery, the reparations, like I was just like cigarettes are bad. It's like everyone knew that already. <laughs> yeah. I thought I was like some martyr genius that was like, I'm going to say this. I'm so brave. I remember watching. I, I, and I can I'm so grateful. So when you're younger, before you have real problems, like you think that's a real problem. You yeah. Know? Oh, I, the, I remember. Their biggest problem is you saying that they have a pretty great life. Yeah. Oh, they have a really great life. They have a they have a great life. I, I just I don't think they realize. I don't think they I don't think they realize I have a job, to be honest with you. Like, I think they just see me go off and party mm-hmm. and and do Instagram videos and, and promote things and get mm-hmm. in a Speedo and get in roller skates. And they're just sitting there like, what the fuck do you do? Like, I, I saw my dad put on a suit and yeah. get in a car and drive to work and then come home late. And I go to his office and he'd be like, I'm still working. Give me a minute. And I'd be like, oh, working means like looking in a book and writing things down. It's like when dogs look at us uh, looking at our phone. They're like, why are you looking at that little black square all day? How can that possibly oh, be yeah. interesting? That was like us as kids. But this reminds me of something that uh, uh, we got off talk- topic earlier. And I think it's important to say because when you were like, I wasn't around for my kids. I was working all the time. I My mom worked full time in at Bloomingdale's, a department store in public relations and retail. And I used to have to go to work with her all the time. And I didn't get to play with friends. I didn't get to. And I was like, thought I had like the worst mom ever because all she did was work and da, da, da. and she worked all the time and she worked on weekends and we were always at her office. And like, I didn't realize that I was getting programmed a really impressive work ethic. And I was like, this is what women do. They work, oh, yeah. you know? So I think your kids seeing you work is awesome and i think a lot of people feel so guilty that they can't be around but like i'm really grateful looking back that i saw that yeah my work ethic is you either go to rehab or become super successful (laughs) so i want to do both (laughs) i'm on the track to do both but (laughs) i just think there's this thing where people are like oh you can't work a lot and have kids like no let your kids see that that's what you're doing and program that work yeah just be like yo i bust my ass I bust my ass from the second I get up early. Awesome. And then and and fucking go all day long. But it is confusing because you don't wear shoes, so it's like it, it's. Yeah. Pro- I get why the social. I have. A, I have my, <laughs> I'm not really brand friendly. I look at fucking Jesus. I mean. I bet you are. You've got some partnerships and stuff going, right? No, I mean, no? I know. I mean, yeah, I do. I do. I have uh, the new flip flop lines coming out, and then. Uh, Were um, there any big brand deals that came to you that you said no to? You don't have to say the name lot, of the brand. Yeah, and then why do you say no? Uh, one was because of superstition. What does that mean? One was superstition. I, I uh, what they wanted you to do. A- no, 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 no. I just, I just, I just thought wanted you to step on weird, cracks. You thought weird, you'd break your mother's back. I have weird superstitions about certain things, and I love this brand, and I, um, I liked it, them, but I had had a friend who worked with them, and then. And I noticed that he was working with them. And then I, a lot of bad things happened to that friend. And I f- connected the two. And I said, I don't want bad things in my life. I'm not going to work with them. If you tell me who that friend is, I can probably tell you why the bad things happened. Well, and why it had nothing to do with the brand. <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with the brand. That's so interesting. Nothing. I'll tell you who it is. Just edit the name out. <laughs> like, yeah, no, he brought that on himself. Yeah. <laughs> He worked really hard to make sure bad things happened to him. Oh, I, they came to me with an offer and I said, I, I noticed the second he started working with them, that bad things happened. And I, I just noticed that no, bad things had happened before too. Yeah. 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 
So I just, I think I've said no to a few brands, but not like podcast sponsors. I love podcast. I love doing, working yeah. with new podcast sponsors and finding a podcast sponsor that there you like. There was a minute where I wasn't, I said no to like vapes because I was like, ugh, like it's, there's now, it's killing kids and I should, you know. I think I said yes to them. I think, <laughs> I think I that's the only one yes I ended up saying I had yes said yes. I've said yes to products that I'm like, like, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to think who, I, I mean, like one of the ones that I, I really liked mm-hmm. was, um. I won't say their name, but they were they were a, a because there are a few of them, and I don't know which one I had because I had one on two bears, one on here. Yeah. Um, but it was a tobacco alternative. It was uh that gum. It was the. It I was, love it was, that. It gum. was that, and it was another thing because I had two. Lucy. It was. It was Dude, that. I love Lucy. I love, and I and it, I. It's and, like just a little bit of nicotine. And yeah, and it was. I fucking thought it was awesome, and people kind of shit on me, and they're like, "Why would you do that?" And I was like, "I was like, I fucking lie. I don't know what." I was like in my head, I was like nicotine's really great like if you can use it in moderation and i can't i definitely yeah. can't um it is um i mean the feeling when you put that in you get excited and creative and you bobby uh, lee like, got off cigarettes because of lucy he said yeah and, and by the way if you're trying to quit but i was using it in like a um and like a, i want to get back on this shit <laughs> oh yeah that's, that's a gateway drug yeah well so do i do this this is a a campaign for a product uh, to partner with blank, this company uh, is a f- is a company driven to put science in the service of every woman's sexual empowerment. I love it already. Would like to partner with you on a social media campaign, looking to collaborate to create material. Uh, the key messaging points are designed by lead experts who help develop Viagra. It's a it's a pleasure serum that is topical for arousal and orgasm. Yes, makes coming come easy. What's safe, uh, enjoy solo for safe sex. It uh, it relaxes your vaginal and clitoral or clitoral, smooth muscle tissue, promoting more frequent, more intense, more satisfying orgasms. By the way, just reading it turns me on. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, fucking go. Is this gonna, but, but when do you- My only question is, what does it taste like? Because <laughs> that's the only way she's having an orgasm. I gotta be down there enjoying this myself. Do they have it in peppermint? <laughs> Do they have it in nicotine flavor? Do they have it in nicotine flavors? <laughs> can they load it up with some nicotine? Is there any way we could just combine the two? Lucy, uh, if you could really just partner with this product, uh, you you have oh, a spokesperson. If you could get a oh my god, a nicotine flavored lube, flavored lube <laughs> that tasted great, and you could know. just put but it then down. Your pussy would get addicted to nicotine. <laughs> oh, I bet nicotine. I well, bet the you patch could, is you. Put I bet you could get. I bet you if you put one of those uh, pieces of gum in your vagina, you'd feel it. I bet you'd feel oh, it. Oh, you intensely. totally would. Well, no. I, also, um, people that so I was doing um, uh, microdosing this like ketamine thing for like. Yeah, I remember when you were doing that. Yeah, it was like it, it, I still would do it. Like it's, yeah. I think the idea is to do it for like thirty days and rewire your brain around negativity as a cure for depression. I'm, I'm sure it's different for everyone. It was like a nasal spray. Uh, but it was also half oxytocin. Um, and it's kind of a miracle. I, thank God that's not wasn't my thing because I could see that getting out of hand really fast. I mean, it oh. feels like it just feels like a warm I hug. I really enjoy. I was like, this just feels like my dad loves nasal me. spray. Oh, dude, it's I could get I could get that could get you out. You should of get it. No, but quick. you should. But just I mean, you can't it's it's prescribed. So you can't really get it super fast. It's uh, um, uh, Dr. Conover. Yeah. I like Brett Conover, guy. he's fucking incredible. 
I, I do think at some point ketamine will really take on the antidepressants industry because antidepressants are fucking wild. And like so many people are on them. The side effects are are, are not great for a lot of people and sometimes my, outweigh the benefits. My sister just got off Zoloft and like lost six pounds immediately. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, Zoloft just makes you suck, hold on to weight. Like she was like explaining the- Which, which that's going to make you more depressed. How does that make you less depressed? Yeah, I was like, and so- I, yeah, I've never, I've I've always, my mom, one of the first time I wanted to go on antidepressants, my mom's like, oh, honey, those are your nooks and crannies. And I went, okay. And I didn't. And then my roommate at the time was like, don't ever tell anyone you want to go on antidepressants. That is, that is secret. You don't tell that to anyone. Mm. And I was like, okay. And then I was kind of shamed into not doing it. Oh, interesting. And so I've never done it and just been like, well, I guess I have a fucked up brain and I have to deal with it. And, and it's, with anxiety, it's, it's bad do you ever take beta blockers I that's such a game changer for i, I have them love, love beta blockers beta blockers They're amazing. i fucking game changer loved i've never enjoyed they were podcast sponsored too oddly enough really yeah i want to say want to say it was was it hymns offering it I thought it was. I thought it was. Oh, I thought they were. Oh, I have the propanolol prescription. No, you got you to talk to a doctor. Oh, good. Yeah, you yeah. Talk to a doctor. It but just all it does is stop adrenaline. It doesn't make you tired. It's not a narcotic. It's not a benzodiazepine. Like it just. I do it for migraines, and if I'm just like anxious for no reason, I'll pop one. So I got prescribed uh, beta blockers by my doctor for blood pressure, and uh, the first night I took them, I was so relaxed, yeah. and I kept, I kept taking my blood pressure, and it was like super low like 110 over or one like like 60 over 110 and i was like that's too low and then the next night i had to go to a college and i drank on the plane but i didn't it was odd drinking like hmm. i can only explain this to people that really drink a lot it's like you know when you go to the airport and you feel sick but you still have a beer that kind of drinking mm. where you're like i don't really want to drink but i'm doing it because i know that i normally drink right now and then uh bonnie mcfarland's movie came out about uh dude about female co comics one of my favorite scenes in any movie i think i know the scene you're talking about is when she's like a lot of female comics aren't funny but a lot are so we don't need to we just need to get the ones that aren't funny to quit <laughs> and she calls up a couple of female comics and goes hey i was just curious if you could stop doing comedy <laughs> my my, so funny. my favorite scene in that movie is her and voss on the front stoop after she's, she's dressed, dressed as, as a man, man. And they're kissing and hugging each other because you know Rich Voss, and you're like, and uh, but so anyway, I, I so get. By the way, Rich Voss is one of my favorite jokes ever. Uh, but he's got like three or four of mine. It, like, uh, and I maybe haven't seen enough of his because he's in New York. But um, when he goes, um, uh, I don't mind fucking a girl on her period. I just pretend like I'm killing her. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of my favorite jokes. Oh, he's so simple. If you're a business owner, you probably know exactly what you do with the extra day each week. Maybe you'd launch a new website, spend more time on your marketing, your services, or find new, more creative ways to build your brand. But you don't need an extra day. What you need is Fiverr. That's one-stop shop for world-class freelance talent. With Fiverr, all the freelancers you could ever need are right at your fingertips. Fiverr connects businesses like yours with freelancers offering hundreds of digital services. So you can stop feeling overwhelmed today and start growing your business today. Fiverr is truly the best way to find freelance talent. It is a no-brainer, and you've got to check it out. With their global network of on-demand freelance talent, 
Whether you're launching a first business, scaling your current business, or in need of extra support from graphic designs, copywriting, marketing, web programming, film editing, scoring, music, and more, find your talent and begin working on your projects within minutes. It's easy. Customize your search by services, by deadlines, by price, by seller review, and more. No more guessing games. You'll know exactly what you're paying for upfront. No negotiating needed. That's what I love the most. No negotiation needed. Pricing is always based on projects, not hourly. 24-7 customer service and reach out with questions anytime, anywhere. And they've worked with some of the most influential brands, these freelancers. Check out Fiverr.com and receive 10% off your first order by using my promo code BERT. Find all the digital services you need in one place at Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com and use the code BERT. That's Fiverr.com and the code's BERT. Do you know how often I've told people at a bar, 66% of men lose their hair by the age of 35? That is burned in my psyche by hymns. You think you're losing your hair? Yeah. Dude, I, it's amazing because I, I've already started losing. I mean, I started losing my hair when I was 22, but I did something about it. So I kind of I kind of stopped. But there, men, certain men feel helpless. I won't name names. It's kind of like an intimate thing. Two guys I was with in Serbia, two of them were terrified about hair loss. I said, don't be terrified. You can do something about it. If you do something about it now, then you can halt the process. Thanks to science, baldness now can be optional. Hims is helping guys be the best version of themselves with licensed medical providers and FDA-approved products to help treat your hair loss. These are real. They're not snake oil pills or gas station counter supplements. Prescriptions backed by science. Hims was created by a guy that knew some men's health conversations are easier online than in person. I have to go to a doctor today, and I do not want to go. I just wish I could Google it. No more awkward in-person long lines in the pharmacy. None of that shit. Hims for Hims connects you with licensed medical professionals online, which would save you hours. Completely confidential and discreet. Answer a few quick questions. A medical professional will review, and they'll determine if it's right for you. And they can prescribe the medication to treat your hair loss. That'll be shiply, shipped directly and discreetly to your door. Today, Hims is giving you the best offer yet. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, and you will be, I promise you will be. I, I trust me. Once you start doing something about your hair loss, it, it's yeah, for, and you're. I'm speaking from my experience. If you're not happy with your results after 90 days, Hims will give you a full refund. And right now, my listeners can get their first visit absolutely for free. Go to forhims.com/birdcast. That's forhims.com/birdcast. Remember, prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Remember, guys, that's 4 slash BurtCast. He, uh, so anyway, I'm, I I did this cor- uh, like a college, and then I had to drive eight hours that evening after the college to go do Travel Channel. Mm-hmm. And it was, I had a car service take me to like Ohio. And I got in the car, and I was on Bader Blocks. I had two bottles of wine and Bonnie's movie lined up. And I just never got around to opening the wine. And normally, if I'm in a car for fucking eight hours, I'm going to open a bottle of wine. Huh. I'm going to pass out. But I never opened it up. And I went, God, this is odd. This is really odd. All of a sudden, all anxiety was taken out of my life with those beta blockers. Here's where it caught up to me. Hey. I get to Fiji. We're scuba diving in Fiji. And beta blockers, for some people, um, create a dry cough. And I ended oh. up getting the dry cough. I don't. And I got to tell you, I was spelunking like the... Two days before, I think I got it in the cave, but mm. I got this cough. What's spelunking again? When you go cave, it's cave diving. That's to me the most psychotic thing you can do. Oh no, there's the there's yeah. Oh, by the way, there's guys that tell stories about about getting stuck 
in caves with no visibility no visibility you... stuck and all they have is a chisel to try to get their head through like they get their arm dude and there's people who've died legit well, many well died. i mean many even rescuing people. those kids and um where was the the thailand and kids thailand yeah a then, bunch of like the best divers in the world a couple of them died one of them i i, I, me. I remember when all that was going down it's amazing the way the world can rally around something like that yeah we should do that once a year just like pick a pick a school cause. pick a school get like a well, private they school die. i think no, that no, was get a idea. private school they had a good publicist that whole team yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean there are a lot of wonder what those kids are doing now it's never africa is it <laughs> no it is and then no one, ever talks, no one ever talks about it. remember coney 2012 i do remember coney dude that was the biggest thing on the internet that was the first guy to get canceled yes because by the way i have a theory that people should not make a lot of money at once name one person that made a ton of money and it went well, right away and it went well for them this is my whole thing with a lot of our friends that are making a lot of money right now i'm like dude have someone manage it for you, save it. Lot they, I mean, every lottery winner, they end up like dying in a murder suicide. Yeah, didn't the guy that made later. the Coney documentary or make yes, the Coney thing? Yes, he made all this money and, and then was like started doing fucking meth and running around naked. Ooh. Is that what happened? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm glad I didn't make. I'm glad I just I started making money when I was older. You I would earned have burned it perfectly. Through that money. You deserve it, but you also know the value of it. I see yeah. a lot of our friends that are just making a ton of money overnight on fucking TikTok. I'm like, this is not going to end well. I did David Portnoy's podcast with a TikToker, Josh Richards, who's like 19. And the whole time I was like, dude, what's your plan? Name one person that was rich and famous at 19 who isn't dead, crazy, like, you know, Amanda Bynes, Lindsay Lohan, Corey. And then I was like, Corey Haim, Corey Feldman. He's like, who are those? I'm like, exactly. Oh my God. Edward Furlong. Like, what is your plan? What's Edward Furlong doing? Exactly. He, um, uh, uh, I'll tell you what he, uh, remember he broke into a, a restaurant and released the, um, lobsters to set the lobsters free. Like fame and money that early. Who's it ended well for? Neil Patrick Harris? Yes. Oh yeah. Doogie Howser. That's right. Like that's, he's. You get a handful of those. Like who else? it looks like Soleil Moon Fry is doing good. But she, yeah, but she went away for 30 years. Oh, yeah, yeah, she did. Natalie also, Portman? Oh, Natalie, Natalie Portman? What about, well, the cape at the Oscars felt a little bit like, okay. <laughs> Wait, just... who were you going to say? Miranda Cosgrove, yes, uh, one of my dear friends. She's incredibly normal, but also. Who's that Amanda super... Cerny guy? Girl. Amanda Cerny. Amanda Cerny is a uh, influencer model. She makes like comedy videos and she has 20 million Instagram followers and some crazy amount of YouTube followers. And she just churns out content constantly. And now she's making uh, a ton on her OnlyFans. She's a friend of mine. She does porn? I don't think it's porn. I, OnlyFans, I think you can wear, as long as you manage the expectations or go like, I don't think she's naked on it. She, it's I just think, like more revealing. risque. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's interesting. Miley Cyrus. Miley Cyrus just fell off the wagon, I heard. Bummer. No. I look at it so differently. Well, I don't know. I, just, I look at it so differently. But I'm like, just, yeah. But yeah, was that fucking, public news or did you hear it privately? No, public. I think oh, was it, it was, yeah, she was at some bar in LA and she, she said the pandemic. Bars in LA are open? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I said. I know. It's like, she why? was like, they said she was canoodling up with some, uh, I don't know who the guy is, mm. but, um, and they were like, she's, and they were like, she fell off the wagon. I go, hold on. First of all, she's got a great support team. I think mm -hmm. she's got a good head on her shoulders. Great, yeah. Listen, if you. She quit drinking when she quit drinking. That's great. Mm -hmm. But let everyone have a little fucking yeah. break every now and then. Don't it doesn't need to be the big thing that it is. Mm. Like don't make it that. That's why I, I'm I'll, when I do quit drinking, I'm never gonna by the way, I just said on this podcast, I'm only gonna quit drinking in three months. I'm never gonna fucking do it 
But you see what you can take. But if you can put it down and pick it, like I'm the type of fucking addict that like, there's no, I'm going to quit for three months and do it like late. Like I'm so hard. Like you seem like you have the fact that you guys do these sober October things. Like, do you feel like you're successful with that? Cause you replace an addiction with an addiction. Like I'm going to give this up, but I'm going to get super competitive about losing weight and being, I need to beat Tom and Rogan. Like, is that part yeah. of, can I you do it without public accountability in the fear of embarrassment or losing? Yeah, I did it when we started uh, uh, quarantine. Oh, I did yeah. it for like, I didn't drink for like three months. And was that conscious or did it just kind of happen? It was conscious. It was definitely conscious because I'd been partying really hard yeah. up until then, like really hard. And I was like, okay. I was like, I remember saying to God, I was, I've talked, said this a number of times, but I said to God in a tour bus driving from DC to New York, yeah. I said, God, I need a break. I don't know what it's going to be. If it's a TV show or something, but I need like I, this tour, if I'm doing it the way we plan on doing it, yeah. it may kill me. And then next week, everything was shut down. And I said to myself, all right, I'm going to okay. party on the bus riding home. And then when I get home, we're we're on the wagon. And it's also like I I you know I think about you know um, the comics that as part of their they're so open about their lifestyle uh, you know Stanhope and and um and Atel for the longest time where their fans would start sending them shots and sending them drinks. So yeah. even when they did try to take a break, the audience was like drink drink and. Like, you know, you have to tell the waitresses, just make sure send me apple juice. We'll pretend it's whiskey, you know, because oh, I've never done that. I just mean like <laughs> when your fans are so invest partying with you and yeah. they don't know that you're taking a break and you like, oh, fuck it. I guess I'll just do this. You know, yeah, no, I, I the pressure I, to deliver. I don't mind that. I my thing is I genuinely enjoy partying um, on the road. I really enjoy it and I don't want to stop it. I love it. So I kind of like try to measure it when I'm home and I'm being responsible I go, well, listen, I don't need to party. I, but I've been drinking during the podcast recently because um, I did one sober and I just felt I felt like I wasn't connecting or grounded. Uh, does it this, just quiet? Well, now that I know more about your brain, does it just like quiet a part of your brain, the voices of like the self-analytic or OCD thoughts? Yeah, like, oh yeah, there's a lot. Like I, I'm not, like, and I, I think it's because the pot, my, you know, I did my podcast in my man cave for so long and I was so comfortable in that space and i didn't overthink it and i think when you build a studio oh, so i got true. i got very like in my head about um am i comfortable it's like these aren't the chairs we're going to use we're going to like none of the furniture showed up yet mm -hmm. and i go I like and it. i keep saying i don't love this space yet and i don't love the lighting isn't done yet the cameras aren't in place mm -hmm. and and they won't be I, yeah, i'm glad i'm here when the lighting isn't good now i look like a fucking crack no your lighting looks good mine looks bad because i have a hat on oh, yeah. so they're like we need a light source but I mean, here's the just... thing howard stern he like he did not change his studio i mean even when they moved he kept it the same size he kept the proximity of the couch to him like he's very conscious yeah. about like like podcasting the chemistry between guests like when you, a lot of people make the mistake of like moving into a big six studio when they get it, and then the chemistry's lost, the vibe is different. It's hard to, it's hard. It's almost like you want the, the walls to get like. You need to take that down. Why? <laughs> is that cultural appropriation? I mean, it was for calling sick to work. It's one of my favorite I mean, pictures. I mean. <laughs> well, we got our first I note. Mean, the fact that that's like behind you in your, it's right next in to your me. single. It's right next to me. 
dude, I remember when I went to, that's just the most Florida shit. I remember I recently. By the way, this one says me as a, as a, as a pirate. Is that cultural No, that's fine. Pirates, are, you Because that one, Joey Diaz is dressed as a woman. No, that's fine. That, that's that's okay. There's a long tradition of comedians dressing up as women. But I remember when I went to FSU like a couple years ago. There's one of me fucking. The only, oh, oh, shit. The me, only one, the only one I, we never sold. You fucking pigs? No, I was fucking a snow person. That's hilarious. And it, but it. That it was. You're right not fat phobic. You're not body shaming. This is progress. It was the day Me Too came out, and everyone's like, "Hey, man, I I wouldn't print." What do you say like it's like blockbuster movie? <laughs> it was like that week. It was like that week that it started. But no, this because I did a, a, a show at Amazon about uh, an ombudsman's office, an HR office on a college campus, and their uh, the team was called the Chiefs. I'm from DC, so the Redskins. I like I've grown through all that. I have like the most amazing Redskin sweatshirt that my dad gave me that means like I'm not allowed to wear anymore. Like, so just when it comes yeah. to the Native American stuff, I feel like I'm, I'm, uh, I've okay. learned a lot. But, uh, well, uh, you get to know your people. Okay. This isn't Native American. What is it? This is uh, Mexican. That looks like a. No, this is a Mexican. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, this is a Mexican uh, famous uh, Aztec warrior. Oh, I thought that was a um, uh, like a headdress, like a Native American headdress. No, 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 no. This is oh. I saw I saw this picture. Well, now I'm I saw, getting canceled. I, <laughs> Great. I saw I saw a picture like this in a Mexican restaurant, and I was like, "That's fucking badass, dude." This is gonna be cut out of context. If anyone wants to cancel me, here's your opportunity. Um, you can just cut off the setup to this. So when I did the FSU homecoming, powwow, powwow, dude, it's like there's this huge sign that says like the Chiefs on the back. These guys. The Seminoles. Yes, uh, yeah, they yeah. come out in headdresses and they're like, oh, oh, oh. like I mean, they're holding oh, oh. like it was wild, and I was like, oh god, this is gonna fucking. Oh, the beginning of every game, Chief Osceola comes out on a horse, bareback, in full Indian regalia, Seminole, and throws a burning spear into the center of the uh, field. Because I, One of by the way, with like things with I've ever like seen brown, in my entire life, brown on their face and lines. I and think they're. I think if I'm not mistaken, the Cleveland Indians wrong, are changing. Now, but if I'm thinking, if I'm not mistaken, that they have Florida State has full approval of the Seminole tribe to do what they do, to be called the Seminoles, yeah, that's and to do what they do. I'm not certain of that, but I, I'm almost certain it is because uh, there's Seminole casinos all over Florida. Yeah, interesting. And so I think a They're lot probably of psyched. It's a lot promotion. of reparations have been made, and I'm certain nice. someone can go. Actually, Bert, you don't know anything about this. Yeah, you both. were drunk at a casino once, and yeah. some guy told you that Seminole Indians get like. Two hundred fifty thousand dollars a year yeah. for the rest of their life, and but um no, but the, the the improv down there in there's an improv down there that's on native land. Am I making that up? Or no, that's it's a uh, it's uh, Fort Lauderdale, and it's yes, and it's actually and, and I think West Palm. I think I don't know about West Palm. No, it's Fort Lauderdale, but Fort Lauderdale for sure. And you go on it, and it's and it's all native uh, cops, uh, uh, and people are in there partying and drinking because it. Florida cops. It's not Florida. Technically, it's not, Florida, it's not land. Florida land. So yeah, um, eighteen-year-olds go there to kind of party. But something I did learn was when I was doing this is like that not all tribes have headdresses for their chiefs. Like it's so not interesting. And Redskins, I learned when I was working on this because now at TV networks they have like sensitivity trainers that come in and like educate you if you're talking about a subject that you could be ignorant about. So we we're talking about the the Native American thing, um, and the Redskins. Uh, she the the would it be etymology or whatever the origin of redskin i always thought was like you're sunburned in red or something she said that it was actually um uh back in the day when uh you could get paid if you killed native americans you would get money 
right? If you brought proof that you killed a Native American, like, I mean, the way, I mean, literally Americans treated no, like- No, they did that. They did it with the Congolese, uh, the Belgians did. You, if you did it, you had, you had to prove that you killed one by cutting off their hand. And so what they did, because that was the way they had, how they kept account of their bullets. Wow. Because if they wanted to make sure you were using your bullets to kill Congolese and not animals- wow don't get me fucking Sucking, started. that's fucking wild and that you made more money if you killed a female because they could procreate or be pregnant and that you had to cut off the labia and that was a red skin oh my god that is not <laughs> that's not the way, I, if that is the etymology fuck yeah get rid of the name dude Holy shit i was like oh i thought this was just like your tan and it was just like a a slur about your oh skin God. color you know but also redneck is also not necessarily an insult as someone that has uh, west virginia ancestry redneck conversely is more benign than you actually think because uh redskin actually uh, refers to the um the labor uprising at the battle of blair mountain and you would uh uh against the coal companies in west oh. virginia and it, it's not that you're just sunburn from the i thought it was because you wore shirts no it means it, uh the rednecks were uh wore red uh bandanas to show that they were part of the rebellion army to stand up for union workers in mind so it's actually kind of a, a compliment Gee, like a, oh, i mean it's been turned into a slur but redneck is like the oh, origin of it is actually kind of leanne's cool. thing was redneck wasn't a slur it was um hillbilly what time what time do you gotta get out of here i don't know as soon as i'm when i'm being boring all right well get let me take a piss Can as I soon as i'm piss? bombing yeah please I'm take a piss and have a drink and grab a drink and we'll keep going for at least yeah. like 30 more minutes at least yeah okay, yeah cool. yeah i'll pee too all right oh busting out the I wanna, wine i, I want to like talk to you you want a glass of wine no thank okay. you Can i, I want to talk to you about um i mean i do but i'm about your podcast You've been uh, you've been fucking killing it. Do you think? I yeah I do. I feel like I okay. Thank you. No, I definitely do. Like I can't you, I mean, tell if I'm good at it. You get or... you get good. You get great guests. That's why I like that for me is like, you know, right now like the idea of like, do I move to Austin? Do I move? Like I'm I I think what my main skill is now until I get as good at, as you guys at like talking. Um, you're better than you're definitely better than me. No, I do it more. That doesn't mean I'm better at it. It doesn't. No, you mean do, I'm I'm a bad interviewer because I, a lot of times I don't I don't go in with an agenda or a conversation talking point. Uh -huh. Like I'll have like one or two. Like I'm like, but there are things that I would go like if if I run into you, I'd go. Oh, I'd want to talk to Whitney about her new boyfriend. I want to talk to her about Amanda Knox. I want to talk like there's certain oh, things yeah. right. If I saw you, that's what I want to talk to you about. Totally. Sometimes but, I have people and I don't and I I really drop the ball. But you're such a good storyteller. I think that for me, like. I've always left your podcast and been like, I fucking bomb that. Because I always think that your fans are here to sort of see how you're going to react. to Like, it's more word jumping off point to your stories or what, you know, like I always feel like when you're a guest on someone else's podcast, it's not about you coming to be like, let me show off. And, oh, and see, that's why I totally, no, I, I, first of all, I think that's interesting you like, say Like, or they'd be listening to my podcast. They're listening to yours. I just happen to be on it. So the last two times I did your podcast, I, I felt like I was so fucking boring because I was just trying to, like, ask you questions because it's oh, no, your no. fans. I, you're, I, I love when you're on my podcast. But, I, but I, I think that I do so many podcasts with, you know, comics in general are usually, like, white dudes, right? Mm -hmm. And so white dudes, it's interesting. Um some guys come and do a podcast and it's like they don't have any interesting they don't want it they don't really care to be there or they don't it's like they don't they don't they're like whatever women comics for some reason every time i get my favorite conversations are with female comics is because i so you guys, much to prove no but you guys are just i don't know i i, I have better energy with women like my manager's a woman my 
my trainer's a woman. My wife's a woman. Like I like I like working with women. I also think you know, and and correct me if I'm wrong. I, I and I've you know obviously known you for so long, and I don't know if it's if if I haven't listened to every podcast you've ever done, but like around women, do you feel more comfortable saying I'm anxious, I'm vulnerable, I get insecure, I have these OCD thoughts? Like it's is that's maybe something that you can't necessarily say to you can't, I can't. your guy friends. Uh, let's just say, I can't say that to Joe. I Joe, when I tell him I have anxiety, he goes, you need jujitsu. And I'm like, just eat I'm like, we're, we're, we're moving really quick, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to get into a fucking cage with somebody? <laughs> Hold I just, on. I you just, know, that gives me anxiety. I just told you I, I get anxiety from cats. So uh, <laughs> it's confrontation. You need jujitsu. I'm afraid of failure. Let's really, uh, I don't need to get into MMA, but yeah, I, I do think there's, for me, like I feel like my strengths as a podcast host is I do create a space where people can be super emotional and vulnerable because I admit so much of my embarrassing shit that I'm able to like get stuff out of people that they wouldn't necessarily admit on other podcasts. Um, and I can get good guests, but I don't feel like I'm really great at talking yet or telling stories or finishing no, thoughts. <laughs> well, I think, no, but I think I think I think sometimes a lot of that is just is just earned in the 10,000 hours of like, of going, I'm much more, I I was a horrible podcast host at times, like where I'd have people in and I didn't know anything about them. And I just figured we'd talk. And then I realized they didn't know anything about me. And then we just <laughs> didn't talk. And it was, it was like, I mean, so I've, I've, I've done such uncomfortable fucking podcasts. Um, but <laughs> do it, you have one that you specifically are like, Ugh. oh yeah, hundred oh, like percent specifically where you're like, like one of my first, it's like one of my first 25 that I did. And, uh, as a dude who's an improv actor, he's an actor and he's an improv actor. He does some stand up, and uh, I don't know his, I don't remember his name. Yeah. To this be honest is the problem. You. I never did. And, like, <laughs> and so I just kind of was like, or if it's a comic coming on and you're like, oh, they'll fucking just crush this. And they're, they show up and they're not there to do stand up. And you're like, oh, no. Like, I thought you were just going to come take the wheel. Like, I remember Sebastian's gotten really good at podcasting. Yeah. Meaning being on podcasts. First podcast I did with him, with him was him and Steve, uh, him and Pete Corielli. And he didn't say a I word. I the biggest crush on Pete Corielli. Pete Corielli such like, a Like, obsessed. Like, I saw him in Montreal. I was like, that's the father of my He's kids. a good-looking dude. Obsessed. Good-looking dude, and he's got all the right moves. He's, like, the only stand-up comic that I really, like, wanted to date that he's, I ever... He can tell a great story. He's a fucking fun hang. So great. He lost his... Uh, I think he lost his dad to COVID just recently. Bummed me out the uh i texted him and it's weird when people lose oh, someone no. what you're supposed to say no. but uh but yeah but um sorry that, that's probably super bummer no it's what is what it is yeah but um but the first podcast i did with sebastian he didn't speak at all at all mm -hmm. and i was like and you could see him like just watching like he's a big listener he's which probably why he's a good actor is that he 100. listens and he like, and he's watching. Observes why he's such, such a great observational comic. God, he's so good. We were both renovating our houses at the same time, and I was, I had these renovation jokes, but it was they were all horribly distasteful. <laughs> and Sebastian's like, said something that I had witnessed, and he was like, "I go in, I'm paying these guys, you know, fucking by the hour." <laughs> and I look at the guy, and he's sweeping. <laughs> I'm paying you to sweep. I got, I got walls that need to go up and you're sweeping i mean the way he did it was so fucking funny <laughs> the disgust my worst podcasts so far i've been making the mistake of booking someone i'm like a big fan of okay and then 
fa- to being too embarrassed to take big swings because I didn't want them to not like. Like Fred Armisen came on early on, and I was like, Fred Armisen's a fascinating dude. Dude, I'm fully obsessed with. Like, I'm a fan, and I didn't realize how big of a fan I was till he kind of walked in, and I've met him. We've hung out. Like, it was just like, like I was like, don't be corny, don't be stupid, don't be an idiot, and he's. He's so patient with allowing comedy to happen and he's so thoughtful. Yeah. But I'm so conditioned to laugh at everything he does that he would say, just be like, so it took me a while to get here. And I'd be like, ha ah! Like I just was like <laughs> laughing at him just say, and I was just like, oh, I'm so annoying. See, I'll tell you where I dropped the ball in a Fred Armisen interview. And by the way, willing to do a Fred Armisen interview, this is the extent of it right here. <laughs> so you know Jeff Tweedy? Oh no. That's exactly where I'd go. Wilco, I I used to follow them. I still follow them. That documentary was fucking amazing. It's too. funny. Someone was saying, that, oh yeah, Jeff Tweedy is a big comedy fan. And I go, not my style. <laughs> I meant like I used to follow them, not on Instagram or Twitter. Um, uh, I used to go see them live all the time. Too. I see them live all, anytime Number they were in one, LA. Well, you have one concert left for the rest of your life. I got mine already. No, I don't. Hold on. You have one concert, one left. They can come out of retirement. One concert. Live. Left. Don't waste a. I'm going to tell you who I don't want to see. Okay. I don't want to see Bruce Springsteen. And I've seen him. Mm-hmm. And I just realized I'm not that, I'm not a big enough fan to enjoy him. You got to be a legit the Bruce Jersey fan. through and through. Yes. You're, you just lost all your Jersey fan base. Um, and I saw him on Broadway, that show that he did. Yeah. And I was like, I just took my best friend Dory from New Jersey. She's obsessed with Bruce Springsteen, got her tickets, took her. I was like, I'm a fan. When I hear Born to Run, like I'll sing a lot. Like yeah. when you hear Bruce Springsteen song, you can't help but be like, oh shit, fuck. But I was like, I wouldn't have gone if I wasn't taking her. But I went and he told stories in between to set up each song and was talking about, you know, Soldiers in war and vets and like I teared up a couple times. He's he's an amazing. I, I watched him in L.A. down by USC, whatever that is, that place you can watch shows at. I don't know. Um, theater. It was a theater. Yeah, I watched. I mean, it was like a stadium, I think maybe. Oh. But and so I watched Staples. No, oh. I don't. I don't really remember. And uh, now here's a question: Can I pick the set list? If you're saying I could like, cause there's some oh. bands I would go. Yes. Like, like, it's your right- concert. It's you. It's, it's, they're doing it for in honor of Bert and he gets to pick the song list. He gets to pick the venue. So also I want to know what venue you'd pick. I mean, if it's not Red Rocks, you're a psycho, but um, you get to pick the venue, pick the act and pick the set list. Yeah. You're not going to have Madonna show up and play like Ray of Light or oh, whatever. You're be like, bitch, you're playing Vogue. Oh, you're shit. playing Material you Girl. You just fucked me up. Why? Because I was, I was so dialed in on three bands, Jane's Addiction, Pearl Jam, and Red Hot Chili Peppers. And as soon as you said Madonna, I said, I wouldn't, <laughs> I thought, I immediately thought, one of the best shows I've ever been to is Britney Spears. Oh, one of, of the course. best shows I've ever been in, to not, in my in life. Vegas? Is in Tampa. Oh yeah, of course, before, because once she got to Vegas, I feel like she was already like. Britney Spears is amazing. And then you said Madonna, and I was like, I would love to see Madonna, I've never seen her. No way. And then I start going. That would Lady, not break my Lady, top 20. Lady Gaga would be an amazing live show. Yes, but you can, I just feel like there's enough stuff on the internet to to check the boxes of getting entertained by Gaga. Taylor Swift. Uh, that's mine. I'm gonna have to go Taylor Swift with my daughters. But okay, your daughters, take your daughters out of it. It's you and- Oh, I, and Taylor Swift's still up there, by the way. 
I hate to say it. I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. It's you alone. Taylor Swift for sure that. I can <laughs> well, actually let yeah. loose, finally. Private show? <laughs> uh, no, I, it, would, I, it would probably be Jane's Addiction. Mm. Jane's Addiction. I picked the set list. And uh, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make him say place a couple porno for pyro songs. Ooh, um, damn it! I would although I would love to see Red Hot Chili Peppers, but I would go all the uplift party mofo like all those early yep. stuff. So I'd want to yep. hear a lot of their early stuff. Yep. Um, mine. I'm going. You saying Pearl Jam just fucked me, but it'd have to be the 10 album. I'd have to hear every song on 10. Roger, we just listened. To You'd have to open night. with black and end with black. Uh, uh, Jeremy spoken. I need like a 20 minute rendition of that. Yeah. Eddie, um, Eddie, Eddie Vedder is my, legit. the only, the only person that I think I actually did kind of cry when I met citizen cope. That's kind of, I don't know. A lot of people might not know who he is, but I, I was listening to Citizen Cope on a loop during a really rough time. And I ran into him in Hollywood and I just ran up to him and started like hysterically crying. And he was like, please get away from me. Um, but that fucked me up. But Lauren Hill, I saw a couple years ago. She'd be my number one. But like, Ooh, I didn't even think of him. But here's the problem is that like Lauren Hill, I know I'd be like Tribe Called Quest reunion. Like, like there's a lot. But Lauren Hill in person. And I, under, I understand not wanting to play songs you played 5,000 times, but she played a lot of the hits in like a different way. Yeah. So no one could really sing along and we, everyone was kind of like, you know. Outcast would be pretty fucking amazing. I didn't even do that. I, what I, is, I mean. Amazing, I went right to rock bands. I didn't think of any hip hop. I did too. I've, I did always, too. I've never gone to a hip hop concert. I did too. Oh, really? Never been to a hip hop concert. You would not survive. I would probably. Oh. That I was performing at that concert. <laughs> It's not a hip hop concert if I'm performing stand up, right? Because it's like, do you want a nostalgia moment? Like I saw at a charity benefit. I want to sing along. Alanis Morissette. I'd love to see. Sang her. with just the drummer from Foo Fighters, Taylor. Oh, I'd love to see the Foo Fighters. Oh yeah, I mean they're the best. Um, you and Dave Grohl on your podcast. The best. He was my yeah. He was my second guest, Dave Grohl. See, I would have saved him to like guest thirty. Well, no, because then I put him as my second, and then that's how I got guests after that. <laughs> oh, for real? Well, oh, yeah. For me, it was like, okay, such I need a smart. A, I was like a business person. I was like, I need to front load the podcast with big, big names, also people that I trust that I'm not going to be nervous around. So Dan Levy from Shit's Creek was number one. Yeah. Uh, Dave Grohl was number two. Like people that I knew would like not be shitty or be like, I have to head out. Like, Dave Grohl kills it in every every. Interview. He's true, the best person on every level. I think I, I think I definitely. Foo Fighters shows are so, they give so much. They go for so long. They give you so much more than your money. I think I definitely shit the bed when I met Dave Grohl. I, I'm sure that's true. Certain I did. What happened? Uh, performing at the same gig you did. Uh, oh, no. The Polestar Star Polestar event. Polestar event. I shit the bed with Elton John. Oh my God. He, he's who is he is the Foo Fighters who came out the, uh, the Foo end. Fighters were the ones that what did you they do? were like the big thing. This is an award show, by the way, you guys, for like the whole touring industry. I didn't really understand what it was, but it's actually such an important audience because all they do is see great comedy and great music. And then we come out and we're like, hey, boo. like you I was oh, my thing was the bar was still open. Oh, no one was seated. Oh, try and me. it was all one room. Yeah. And they wanted me to go out, but I shit the bed before I even got on stage. Dave Grohl had like a broken arm. He's had like he nine. He broke it. He breaks it but, all the fucking. Broken. Uh, he broke his leg on stage, went off. They wrapped it. 
And he came back and finished the set in yeah, a chair. He bro- he's broken his foot or arm as long as I've been a fan, like probably three times, right? Yeah. And so I, I'm backstage. I'm in the green room because I'm hosting. Should we call him? Let's see if he'll answer. No. <laughs> let's, see if, let's see if he'll answer. <laughs> God. <laughs> Let me see. If, oh. I mean, he might not answer. <laughs> Fuck. Does he? Re- <laughs> no, he won't. He won't. I hope he doesn't remember. I don't know. If I worry. kept saying that Pat's Pat Pat Smear was gay, and you could see Dave trying to cut me off, like he's not gay, man. He <laughs> looks gay. You like you see Dave, that. like going, dude. Okay, let's change subject. I was in their green room drinking their beers. Can I tell you? Oh yeah, no, he's like, I'm not answering. You fucking loser. Oh. <laughs> oh, hey. No, I didn't call you a loser. I called Bert Kreischer a loser who you met. He's telling me on his podcast about how he shit the bed when he met you and embarrassed At himself. At the Pole Star. I did Pole Star like three years ago. I was the host. Shirtless guy. Oh, my God. Yeah, you didn't wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> like- Don't. Oh no, I'm he, losing he it. Never wears a shirt. Never yeah. wears a shirt. I made a joke about yeah, I made was, a joke. I was like, oh, I've seen this guy. He doesn't wear a shirt. Well, yeah. <laughs> I made a joke about you breaking your foot or something. And you go, and and I was like, Dave Grohl, he's always got a broken foot. And it went blank. And then <laughs> you came backstage and you just very casually go, I drink a lot on stage, okay? <laughs> and I went, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, but the best part is I got a picture with you guys. I posted it on Instagram and everyone thought you came to my show. <laughs> and I was like, oh yeah, the whole band came to my show. That's exactly. Well, you know what's funny about that show? So that was the Pole Star thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Pole Star Awards. Okay. The Pole Star Awards. I mean, you know, in the pantheon of like award ceremony kind of things, you know, the Pole Star Awards, that's like, it's like, it's kind of like the roadie awards in a way. Yes. Right? Yeah. So, yes. And so our tour manager, Gus, who's been our tour manager for almost 30 years, 25 years, he was being nominated for tour manager of the year. So we thought we would go surprise him and support him, though he'd won the, he'd won that award before. And the first time he won it, he said we were on tour. And he goes, oh, hey, just so you guys know, um, I, 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 uh, I got tour manager of the year. And and we all the first thing we said we we're like nobody sent us a fucking ballot, <laughs> so we thought we'd be nice and surprise him at this thing. And I'm telling you, more than any other award ceremony I've ever been to, like Grammys or Oscars or anything, that Polestar Awards that is the funnest award yeah. ceremony of them all. Yeah. That was the number one most fun one because you're cheering for like venues, yeah, and like you're the like, transpo like, department. They're like best, uh, best fifteen thousand capacity club, Hammerjacks in Baltimore, and you're like, yeah, <laughs> hell yeah! Fun. And everybody shows up. I hosted it this year, and Elton John was uh, came out at the end and was like, "Thank you to the Transpo. You're the people that make this all possible." Like, it's the award show where like the talent is actually in awe of the. Because you're like, you're the one that fucking does the lighting at the Staples Center. Dude, you're a genius. Yeah. yeah. So that was really fun. Well, well it's a pleasure seeing you again, you man. Because you're clothed. But um, what's yeah. that? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's hard to recognize him with a shirt. Yeah. On. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it's good seeing you, man. We're talking about you and um, uh, we're talking about concerts we'd want to see. Oh, we're talking about concerts. Oh, this is going on. OK, if you had one concert 
for the rest of your life, you had one concert. One last concert to and see. And you, you got to pick the band. And, and you, the set list. And you got to pick the set list. He wow. said Jane's Addiction. Well, hold on, hold Wait. on. I had, a, I, had a, I had a short list, but all my lists were rock bands that I grew up on. You can't bring anyone back from the dead, so obviously that one's out of the list. I said Foo Fighters would be a fucking, um, I get to pick the set list and, I said, and how you play Ooh. it I, and how you play it. And, but I said, okay, if I want to, I, I was close between Red Hot Chili Peppers, Pearl Jam and Jane's Addiction. And I just saw Jane's Addiction. I, me and Bill Burr dot, went talking about three days, how that was like the greatest song we'd ever heard. So I went with Jane's Addiction. So this has to be a band that all members are alive. Can't be dead people. Can't be dead. Because I know a Beastie Boys, let's just, I like, I feel like we can be a little flexible. No, 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 no. They've all got to be alive. You got to okay. get them all together. Everyone's got to be alive. I mean, I'd have to say if I could see one more concert and I could write the set list. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you write the set list. It would have to be a Zeppelin show because, like, oh. I have Zeppelin tattoos. And yeah, I yeah, actually yeah. I got to see them when they did the reunion thing, like, 14 years ago or whenever it was, 12 or 13 years ago. And that was like, it was such a huge moment. But if I was able to like write the set list, I would have to, it would probably, it'd have to be a Zeppelin show. Today, I picked the wallflowers. So, because <laughs> well, I want to see Rami uh, in a different element. Snoop, Snoop Dogg, <laughs> Snoop Dogg today tweeted or put on Instagram. He said, best opening words to a song. And I didn't realize it's Snoop. I didn't realize it should be hip hop. I wrote uh, in the days of my youth. I was told what it was like to be a man, and I and everyone was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I was like, "Okay, know your audience." <laughs> know your audience. Yeah. Um, are you guys at like Chili's? Where are you? Right now? <laughs> no, this is Bert's house. This is. I hang on. Wait, wait, hold on. Show them the whole studio. I, mean, I just built a new studio in my in my new house. Bert is such a fucking narcissist because he got Bert. Bert is like our Rodney Dangerfield. You know, he got famous and successful so late. Jesus. It's all just, <laughs> <laughs> he has like all these people working for him now. Dave, open invite, open invite. I'll give you the best brisket you've ever had in your entire life. I know you're a barbecue guy. I will make you the best brisket you've ever had in your entire life. Podcast, cold beers, and and I and I'll and and I and I won't be bothered. I won't. What are you cooking on? What are you cooking on? I've got. Do you have the green egg? I've got a. I've got a green egg. I've got a new. I'm just getting a new grill, and I got a Rectech, which is a pellet smoker. But uh, we travel with the smoke. Hold on, Dave. Hold on, Dave. I mean, look at Hold his look at his body. He barbecues a lot. <laughs> green egg, green egg brisket, next level. Wagyu, fucking. We take a smoker with us on tour in my tour bus, and we smoke before the shows. We tailgate, smoke a meat everywhere we go. Okay, I'm in. That sounds good. Done. I'm gonna reach out. Have okay. Whitney hook it up. Listen, I'm going. I got. I'm shooting a movie for three months, okay, so I'll be back okay. in like. Well, you gotta name drop a little bit, right? It's Dave fucking Grohl. Anyway, uh, <laughs> when I get back from shooting my movie, I'll hit you. <laughs> uh, He's like, don't give him my number. Stop big time, trying to big time <laughs> Dave Grohl. Pick up Mexican food. I am okay? so sorry about this, Dave. I'm so sorry. I love you. Sorry. All right. Love you, Dave. I love you, Dave. I love you, Dave. I love you. <laughs> Bye.
God, I fucking fizzled out. See, I do. By the way, I did the I did the fucking Fred Armisen laugh to him. Like the first thing he said, he's like, and then you know what's great about those? You, you're celebrating Rex. I'm like, oh, oh shit, Dave Grohl's the funniest motherfucker alive. Was, that was almost as bad as you and Adam Sandler. <laughs> I have no ability to talk to famous people. When you said Adam Sandler, I loved you in Happy Madison, and he was like, "What? I have That's no the name ability. of his production company, not the movie." I have My no favorite ability. movie is Happy Madison. They were like, he was like, okay, dude, cool. <laughs> as soon as I said fucking pellet smoker, I could see it in his eyes. I was like, don't say pellet smoker. I don't. He's what, like a legit, he's a legit barbecue dude, guy. Dude, he barbecues for hundreds of people. Like he'll barbecue for like a Harley Davidson rally. He'll barbecue for like 200 By the way, people. my brisket suck. I got to get Dave Williamson up here to make a brisket for him. <laughs> I can fucking flip it out on my grill real quick and be like, oh, what do you think of this, Dave? Oh, God. What have you got yourself into? That's what an interesting fucking human being. The best. He's the best. He was He was very cool because I was trying to say that. <laughs> because are you into Chili's? <laughs> yeah, are you into Chili's? Dude, he's also one of the funniest people I know. He's pretty fucking it's funny. It's really frustrating. He's had an interesting career, man. I don't think anyone saw um, Foo Fighters being what it was. You know, when they first started with that Mentos video, uh, video i'm sorry i'm looking for a text that he thought was that he made that was so fucking or a text that he sent me that was so fucking funny but the mentos video did you also see fresh pots no. he has a youtube video where him and the band they're all just they're obsessed with fresh pots of coffee and they're just like fresh pots it's so weirdly funny he did that they did the, the first learning to fly i think was the first video they did right halston what learn to fly, learn to fly and I think everyone heard it. I, I don't know. And when I was in college or right after college, when it, when he started that, we heard it and we were like, ah, oh, it's the drummer from Nirvana. And then all of a sudden, man, that shifted so fucking quickly. You're like, God damn it. He arguably could have been the f most talented person in yeah. both of his fucking bands. Yes. I mean, now it's hard to say about Kurt. You don't want everyone to speak ill of the dead. Kurt Cobain obviously was a genius, but to know that he had Dave Grohl to bounce fucking songs off of, that's when you go, that's why Nirvana was so good. Don't, but the way they, the way they branded that band, by the way, this is all going to lose him as a guest on my show. Cause he's going to be like, what are you fucking talking about? You never had him, but I almost, <laughs> I almost had him. I almost had him. I'm going to fucking no, reach would, out. He would fucking do it. Cold beers with Dave. He would do it. Are you fucking kidding me? He would do it. Anyway. Um, they branded Kurt Cobain as the genius and everyone else was their side players. Mm -hmm. And, and it's interesting. I think about that a lot. The branding of certain things where this is your hero. This will be. It's, it's a lot of what when you talk about. And I hope this comes off clear and not obnoxious. But when you talk about uh, institutional racism, it's a lot of the way fucking things are set up sometimes is the quarterback is the the white guy. And, and I have a theory that that because of like the concussion stuff, if Tom Brady broke his neck on the field the NFL was shut down. Oh, if, yeah. if he got a fucking concussion or if in 20 years he blows his brains out, leaving a letter, please study my brain for science. Like yeah. everything would shut down. Like now that it's only um, uh, uh, African-American players that are getting like, everyone's like, oh, well, some fun. white guys and a, a Hawaiian guy. Can I tell you that? I love that you FaceTimed him. I'm, all about a fucking FaceTime. Oh, dude, I love a FaceTime. Yeah, I love a FaceTime. I had to FaceTime. make this podcast FaceTime. worth watching. FaceTime. No one wants to see this for me. FaceTime Tom and see if he answers. He hates a FaceTime. He thinks it's He's gonna think it's a pocket move. dial. I, no. For me to FaceTime him and not, because I'm very good friends with Christina, to FaceTime her husband is odd. She got her tits done today. 
Hey, first of all, first of all, someone. Wait, he said that you would never fucking answer. He's. I thought this was like a fucking prank call or something. I, I mean, like, it technically is like, like Whitney doesn't call, text, ask me anything. So I didn't. I was like, something's wrong. Well, she I just, do text you. You never fucking text me back. I have to put Christina on. You're such a liar. You're such a liar. First of all, she just FaceTimed out of nowhere Dave Grohl and he answered. FaceTime's a new move, Tom. Dude, it's aggressive. <laughs> You look, he looks so pissed. <laughs> I thought there was a fucking fire, and she was like, you have a truck. Can you help me get a horse out of somewhere? That's what I thought Can you get me a horse? I got, a, I got a, a, a restaurant in Malibu that's got a giraffe that needs moving. If a comedian calls me, it means either another comedian committed suicide or they're podcasting. I thought this was a real, a serious emergency. <laughs> are you working out? What are you doing? What's that? What are you doing? Uh, working out. What are you doing in the gym? Deadlifts? No, actually, I'm just going to do cardio. Okay. All right. Dude, have you gotten the hydro? The hydro? We got to get you a hydro. It's a rowing machine um, that's uh, like walks you through it and it doesn't have that big nasty. It's like an electronic rowing machine. Yeah. I ordered a tonal. Have you worked out with one of those yet? A tonal. tonal. I feel like, is that the mirror that's. That, yes. And you, you work out with other people and it shows you their score and you can get all competitive. No, it's, just, it's just like there's a, there's an instructor. It's like a, like, what's it called? Like a Peloton, but it's with cables. You know, oh, and, and shit. Like, body workout it's, dude it's awesome. the hydro we i mean i'm sure you could just get it if you tag them or something but it's like a fucking game changer like my my back and my arms Wait, how for, good do i look you look really handsome actually he's I'm lost saying, a lot of weight. i've always thought that you were very handsome i mean you're You've never said it not handsome enough to be married to christina but you are <laughs> handsome hey did, did the push? more the richer you get the more handsome you get it's definitely helping thank you thank you whitney yeah, you really Bert are too, right? You, for, you forgot to tell Bert. You too, Bert. Oh yeah, she. I know that she thinks I'm attractive. There's what's attractive about you is how much you love your wife. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the hottest thing about you is that. <laughs> you should have heard, heard him. You should have heard him talking about her yesterday. You'd be like, you're not very attractive. <laughs> I fucking trashed her off the podcast and then again on it. <laughs> yeah, the most attractive thing about you is that silver tooth that you can that, that glistens in the light when you laugh really hard. Because I'm like, okay, I guess I could always just like pull that out. Of I like the, the beanie. I like the beanie, Whitney. Oh, thank you. Well, I feel like people started to think that I had like a drug problem because my hair is blue um, and just my general personality. So I, I'm trying to kind of cover it up so I can fix it. I like the blue hair. Thank you. All right, go work out. I um, love you. I love you. We love you. Um, Christina, love does she talk about her boobs? No, no, no. They're doing it for a bit. I think it's already aired, but uh, they're they're going into a... They're, they're, I think it's a makeup... You know how Lil Nas had tits? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You they're can doing do it that, like... They're making them huge on her, uh, like a makeup oh, person. Oh, like prosthetics. And then tattoos all over her throat. And Oh, I thought you meant they were going to... Um, uh, she was getting a boob lift or something. No. Or reduction I, or something. Her tits get bigger every time. Her tits are... Dude, legit. they're wild. Yeah. But her, but she, her body is like it feel, it feels per, like she's built for it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think yeah. I I, think, the women I know that have tits like that have had to get reductions because their backs were so. I remember up. the first time I heard about a woman getting a tit reduction, and I thought it was. I didn't think it was a real thing. I thought it was a joke, mm -hmm. and I laughed hysterically. <laughs> I can tell you who the person was. You may want to add their edit their name out. 
because I, and I'm sure I've said this on other podcasts. I, I love her. Yeah. She, we were in a uh, condo talking and she said, yeah, I had, I had to get a boob reduction. And I started laughing so hard. I was like, oh, right. Who gets that? Yeah. And she was like, I did. And I was like, no, <laughs> okay, you're good. You're good. She is funny guys. You're right. And they were like, she's like, no, I did. My back was hurting. I go, oh, your back was hurting. She was like, I couldn't jog. I go, yeah, yeah, you couldn't jog. This is go. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. Dude, Chelsea Lynn. The comment, you know, Chelsea Lynn, yeah. um, she uh, came on my podcast and was talking about how her tits are so fucking pendulous and huge that sh- that they would get bruised when she would run, even with a sports bra on when she would play sports. And it was like a nightmare. And you're like, what? I, it's why it's a real thing. I, I've had I, problems with my dick uh, riding bikes. Well, that seems like a very I don't know how any guy has ever ridden a bike. It's so I mean, there's a reason Lance Armstrong has one testicle. Let's be honest. There's something else going on there. Yeah. Is is it a coincidence that he spent his whole fucking life on a bike bike seat? No, I I think. No, I think the coincidence is that he did steroids. (laughs) Pretty sure that was the the tether. I'm not mad at him. I've never been mad at him. I've never been mad at him because everybody cheats. He was yeah. just the best at cheating. And everyone like, was cheating in that business. Everyone was cheating. And he just happened and to be the best at cheating. He shouldn't have gone back for more. That's all. That's like, that's what it was. After cancer, yep. he still was better than everybody. And, and he should have just done, done, done. And yeah. that last run he did, that very last His run. His ego I watched, took over. Yeah, you got you got to check your ego on a lot but of things. But it's also, imagine getting that. Here's my thing. It's my thing with television, too. It's like, I've gotten so good at making TV, knowing how it's done. And now I'm like quitting it. And I'm like, I have all this fucking information. Like, what do I do with it? Like, he's the best biker in the world. And he's going to sit on the bench and be like, I spent my whole life getting good at this. And now like, your only options are really to coach or to do endorsements or something. I don't think he can even do that. I think he's really blacklisted from the industry entirely. It is kind of bizarre. I don't know, whatever. It's, you know, I don't, I would, I would have, like, I would have problems if I was a competitor, you know what? It's not a team sport. The people that fucking compete in that aren't team players. No, but he forced everyone as a team to all do steroids so he could be. Ba- I, look, I don't. By the way, let me stop right there. If you this is what I'm trying to stop. If you were doing the same steroids as him and still sucked, what's your excuse? He forced me to do steroids and I still couldn't win. Like I you, think that's what, what one pussy. of the guys. I, th- I you know I, I think when you talk about the the power structure, mm-hmm. like that was, that was a big thing that people talk about is like you can't um power structure th- people i don't i'm not certain i'm not good use your power yeah and i think that's because he f- wanted you to win he's trying to help you get a gold medal but it, that, that, that one of the guys was like he was brutal to work with every winner is like the, yeah. everyone who's at the top of their field has the savage i mean they say that um what is it 30 percent of all people in the top one percent of their field are either psychopaths or sociopaths it makes total sense yeah oh right i i've seen so, comics that you just are that are lunatics and you're like you're like yeah well but that's, that's what, what it them, takes that's what makes them great if dreams of vacationing and enjoying the life are turning back into reality for you like they are for me because all i do is think about vacationing i have a trip to tahiti that i'm planning with a friend and we just keep texting i have a group of friends um that a group of guy friends we're doing a guy's trip with i'm actually i, can, I cannot wait to travel i cannot wait i'm being serious don't let financial concerns set you back from saying yes. Credit Karma helps you keep your financial goals in check so you don't have to hit pause on having a good time. Credit Karma's game-changing technology shows you tailored offers for credit cards and personal loans 
that you're more likely to be approved for. So you can start, you can apply with more confidence. They use your credit and other financial information to show you custom recommendations. Whether you want cash back, travel rewards, or to consolidate debt, Credit Karma can help you find the offer that fits your goal. With a selection of options and approval odds, you have the power to make informed decisions. You can also look up credit card offers for college students. Ooh, I got a college student, I know. Or see personal loans recommended for credit card refinancing. Credit Karma shows each credit card or personal loan offer, including details, rates, fees, and loan amounts. Credit Karma. Apply with confidence. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast to learn more and find tailored offers just for you. That's creditkarma.com slash podcast, or you can see offers on the Credit Karma app. Apply with confidence today. Go to creditkarma.com slash podcast or the Credit Karma app. Do you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? I, I do know that personally. Is it really that surprising? No, it wasn't that surprising. The game is rigged against you, so that's why I've been losing. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts who have more tool, tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. We'll stop right there. Introducing Stat Hero, the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the players in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you the lineup and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in head to head fantasy matchups. You name your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. No one else does that. No one else does that. You're in total control. Stat Hero is the DFS the way it was meant to be. One-on-one. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash Burtcast. Sign up for free. And right now, you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash BurtCast. That's stathero.com slash BurtCast. Did you um, uh, ever see Cheer on Netflix? No. Dude, dude, it's incredible. It's about the the best cheerleading team in the country, Navarro, in um, Texas. It's you, Dude, you should watch it. For Are real? either of the girls into cheerleading? Probably no, not. No. It's, it's thought of as They're like- They're barely into getting out of bed. <laughs> But cheerleading in Texas, these are, I had so many stereotypes about cheerleading. I was jealous because I played basketball in school. I was like, the cheerleaders are just dumb and they just sit there and they dance and they just think, dude, these are fucking athletes that are flying through the air. They're unbelievable. And there's one, you should watch it because there's one storyline with Gabby Butler, who's like sort of the most famous cheerleader. She's got a brand and a thing and she got huge on YouTube and she's all these girls hero. And she, um, uh, her dad, like, rides her hard. It's like, let's go. We got to fucking do this. We got to do this. And everyone's like, she, he's pushing her too hard. And da-da-da. it's like, dude, no, that's what it, if she, that's what it takes to have a dad yeah. who's supporting you. And if he wasn't doing that, they'd go, oh, he's like a deadbeat dad. Like dads can't win. I, I, I've i said to my daughters uh, over and over, if you want to be great, you got to put yourself in uncomfortable situations. And that is not the mentality you should Saying have. like, Third place is okay with us. We don't care. Like, that's not going to get a winner. It's like. It's not. And by the way, you don't, not every, and my, my, it took me a while to learn this, but not every kid needs to be an all-star. Not every kid's going to be an athlete. Not but every kid's going to But if you see potential do, and if they want to be number one. Yeah, then you've got to, then you've got to give them a little nudge. Show them what it nudge. takes. And, and I, I, I don't know 
that anyone gave me that nudge to get into stand up, but I had it. I wanted to be good at it. Mm-hmm. I want. I was. I was passionate about it. That's what we were talking about. Your boyfriend, that he in, he's thirty eight years old. A boyfriend. Let's call him a, a lover. It's a, your lover. Yeah. Your lover. Should I, I think I might propose to him. Is that crazy? I just heard who. Oh, Holson just did that. Holson's chick proposed to him. Whoa! He, she, he got, she got you a ring. Sorry, I called her. I called her a he. Um, uh, <laughs> she just turned into a he. But um, did she? How'd she do it? And did she give you a ring? She set me up with a scavenger hunt. I love her. Uh, clue was to a little wedding ring box that said, will you marry me? Wait, how long have you been together? Uh, a while. Four years now. Okay, were you going to propose to her? I had a family heirloom ring that my grandma gave me. Did she yeah, know you were ready? Ring his grandma gave him. But she didn't know. She didn't know. Was by that- the way, by the way, by the way, and I will say this, and I think Halson will definitely agree. She is way out of his league. Was way it at all league. a turn? Well, I guess she, she's out of your league. So, but was it at all a turnoff or emasculating? Oh, absolutely. For no, Halston's very emasculated. He's but a, a lot very- of guys, <laughs> their thing is like, this is my thing. Proposing. Oh, I would have loved Leanne to propose to me. But then, but you already had a family. My, here's my thing. My thing is if I propose to you, first of all, what do I get you? I now see so you can do a ring. I thought I had to do like a watch or like a sword or something. Sword would be nice. Yeah, like a machete. But then I was like, no, most. Tomahawk, tomahawk. There's something about it where I'm like, ah, I don't know what to get him. And I don't want him to feel like, oh, now you have to buy me an expensive ring. And I gave you, I proposed. You know what I'm saying? I feel like I have to provide the ring for myself too if I No, 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 no. You don't have to do that. Okay. You definitely shouldn't have to do that. I, um, it's funny. I don't. I was talking to Leanne one time when we talk about gender roles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I was talking to Leanne one time and I said, um, I'm never going to have sex with another person other than you for the rest of my life. And she was like, I go, does that give you panic? And she goes, no, I don't want to care to fuck anyone else. And I went, really? She goes, yeah. She goes, what really gives me panic is I'll never get another first kiss. And I went, oh, who likes those? And she was like, oh my God, they're awesome. And I go, wait, what are you talking about? She was like, going out on a date, going like, is he going to kiss me? Is he going to try to kiss me? Oh, I hate that Do shit. I want him to kiss me? Do I not want him to kiss me? And I said, I hate it. I hate that energy hate of it. like, I go, is it going to happen? Like that, because un- I'm, you know, one of the things I've not, I don't mean like in a consent way, but like, I don't ever want to try to kiss someone that I don't think wants Especially to kiss Especially now, me. It's, everything's rape. So yeah. it's a nightmare. Everything, dude, this guy that I'm dating, he's 31 years old, everything. Is like, can I kiss you? Can I take off your butt? And I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Can you, bitch? <laughs> like, what are it's, it's different now. That, Do a line of coke and fuck me. Yeah, I, literally, I'm 38 years old. Like, sex with me. You need to bring me to the brink of death and back. Like, that's what it. You know. And so there, those days are over. I mean, maybe at least like where we live, the idea of just someone grabbing you and kissing you or like that. The most embarrassing fucking moment uh, of my life, and this that says a lot because I've embarrassed myself quite a lot, was one time I went out on a date with this male model, by the way. Excuse me. And uh, we had worked together on something, and he asked me out, and I was like, oh, I guess I'm like, whatever. Like, going to go out with a male model. We went to dinner. He comes back. This is our second date. He comes back to my house. We're shit-faced at my house. Like, there's no way we're not making out. There's no yeah, way at yeah. least some physical thing's not going to happen. He drove to my house. Over the hill, which in LA, driving the valley, that's a big that's a commitment. You don't drive to the valley to not get your dick a little wet. (laughs) He comes over, we're standing at the door doing the little thing where we're kind of just like and then um finally he just looks at me and goes, All right, dude. 
fully like puts his hand up and we do like a, oh <laughs> and he God. heads out. I was like, <gasps> and I was sitting there like, you know, had like gone to the bathroom and like had all this, put all this gum in my mouth. Like so embarrassing. It's interesting. I, my, I've never been more into oral hygiene than when I was single. Oh yeah. I was like, yeah, gotta be ready all the time. And now I'm losing teeth. Like, yeah, thank God for the masks. Honestly, that I did like that about the masks. Like, oh, fucking Leanne got. I realized how bad my breath was. <laughs> oh my! I've put on a mask and been like, "What the fuck is in here? Did my dog piss on this thing?" And then I'm like, "Oh, that's me. That's a fucking bottle of vino." And it was. A, I think we all got to like have a mirror held up to how fucking disgusting we are. Oh, everything in my beard smells like balls because I'm playing with my balls and touching my beard. Just that mask smells so smells so bad. I might be done wearing them. I mean, are, what's your plan? You Did you have it? What? COVID? I no, I never got it. Wow. Never that is it. fucking amazing. Never got it. Um, never got it. I did Rogan. I mean, I don't know if this was real or not, but I did Rogan's vitamin. Still do. Every day I do Rogan's oh, nice. vitamin zinc schedule. And the D and the... And the Clercetin or whatever. Oh, the right, right, right. Quercetin. Quercetin, yeah. And uh, 600 things of vitamin d dude i got it when my immune system was trashed i was not i think i think a lot i mean look once again this is what i'm trying to stop in myself is i just make these fucking bold statements with no information whatsoever and i go and i go that would drive me nuts when i listen to podcasts i go you're a fucking idiot why are you talking and then i go and then here i am going here's the deal with covid i'm pretty certain like i'm trying to be more all you can do is say your experience where you're not saying you're a doctor you're not saying do what i do and do what i say everyone that's gotten it that i've heard of getting it it was always when their immune system was like super low that's what happened to me dude i was like I was, you saw, I was having people over. I was testing. We were doing distance. We were doing out. I was hanging out with friends outside in the sun because the sun kills it. We were doing six feet. Like yeah. I had friends over with their kids. I put a little. Those looked fun as fuck. By Dude, the way. but it was also, we were testing. Here's what I don't, here's what I don't fuck with. I really don't fuck with the alt left, which is like, we believe in science, but then all of a sudden we don't just because we're so invested in being right that we're going to start questioning science now. So it's like, like I was doing the testing, right? So everyone yeah. was like, everyone was like, Three a million people have been diagnosed with COVID. It's like, okay, great. And then we do the testing and they go and go, we're all negative. We're going to all hang out. If you're all negative, why can't you hang out? It makes no sense that you can't. Yeah. Um, and then everyone's like, yeah, well, the tests aren't 100% accurate. I'm like, well, you think they're accurate when they're positive, but not when they're negative. Like, you're just looking to be mad at me. Like, a yeah. lot of comics fucking came at me. A lot of fucking comics came at me and they're like, why are you doing stand-up shows in your backyard? It's like, well, it's 10 of us. We all tested negative and we're all using different microphones. Some of us didn't even use microphones at all and we're in masks. So you're the one that says wear masks, tests, tests work. What now? I got shit on it. Now I'm all, now I'm I'm all right. Yeah. uh, Now I'm queuing on because I, now I think it's it's a hoax. Like I'm doing everything right. And yeah. you just, you didn't like me before and you just found something. You've, you've waited not to like me. You've waited for me to fucking slip up so that you can come for me. Good friends of mine. I mean, it's like. It's such a snitchy thing to do where you go like, like, what are, what are you doing? By the way, I have a mom in a nursing home. She got COVID in a nursing home, almost died. Like, I like I know, I get it, you know? But just the idea, I, for a lot of us, isolation for people that aren't married and that don't have kids, like isolation can be worse for comedians than anything, you know? Like isol- a bunch of fucking suicidal comedians that all of a sudden can't do stand up and can't make money. You're now saying they can't even see their friends and have like a some kind of hope for the future. Like that's yeah. worse. Suicide rates were going through the roof. You think about, I, I think about sometimes the hate that 
Brody interacted with online. Mm. Like he would interact with really mm. real massive toxicity where Yeah. And and he wasn't I know obviously he killed himself. I don't think it's a surprise to anyone he wasn't mentally stable, but when he'd go off on his tangents, you'd get a phone call from him and be like, I have a list of people you need to block. Can you block them for me? Because mm. they follow you and I'm gonna fight with them. They're being really horrible to me. And then you're just like, okay. And then you're just blocking people because he it bumped, and we lived we lived right not right next door to each other, but close enough where I saw him just about every day. And because we shared the same Starbucks. Mm. And uh and I think about that toxicity and I go, and it, it goes back to what we were saying earlier. I go, I don't need to, I don't need to, I'm sharing a lot, and maybe I don't need to share a lot. I look at like Daniel Tosh, and I'm very jealous that he's never told us anything you know i look at uh i look at someone like um but here's what i'll say i okay, get that uh, yeah i'm gonna argue this too keep going jeselnik is like that too jeselnik yeah and there's a but i think like jeselnik is very clear about knowing like he talked about this on my podcast which i'm shocked that he, i've never had him on my podcast i don't like i think he's pretty conscious of going you know, he goes like, what I do is it's, it's not a character, but it's, it's the more you know about me. And if you see me like snuggling with my dog, like, and you see that I'm actually like, it the doesn't, more you know about it me, feels, yeah. it feels more like an act if you know too much about me. And if I'm too demystified, the same way, the more we know about actors, personal lives, the less that we think they're shittier actors. A lot of these actors like Emily Blunt and uh, Carrie Mulligan and all these people like, they're obviously brilliant, but it's also like, I don't know that much about your personal life. We started thinking Ben Affleck was a shitty actor when he started dating Jennifer Lopez and we knew too much about him so that when we saw him on screen playing a role, we were like, well, no, you're not, you know, Abraham Lincoln. You're fucking dating Jennifer Lopez. You know, so, so that's, that is interesting. Back in the day, Johnny Depp did not do interviews. They dude, like interviews. that's part of the Leonardo DiCaprio. They know that the more they talk, the less believable they'll be when they act the less you can suspend your disbelief and just go, oh, you're fucking Jack Sparrow or you're whoever Leonardo, Howard Hughes or whatever. They know that part of the reason they're so good is because you know, don't know that much about them See, personally. Daniel Tosh never wanted any, he said to me, I, I, I said, he said, you share a lot on stage. And I was like, well, yeah, that's who I am. I'm an oversharer. Yeah. And he goes, I don't want them to know anything about me. And I remember going like, I remember thinking. I just think those days are over. Like, I just, I think that we're at a place where you know, it's, it's, it's people want to connect like Hollywood is bullshit. People aren't connecting the way they used to, to, to movies and to television. Um, uh, it's been revealed that half of the actors are fucking rapists and shit. Like, I think that comedians coming out and talk, being vulnerable and open, like I'm too vulnerable. Yeah. I, I know me too. That. I overshare, dude. Trust me. I, I way overshare. Like I started looking at my, what's crazy though is like, but dude, you're also like, Part of the reason people are so connected to you and will stay with you and stick with you and there's a loyalty is because they know, do you know, Bert's got anxiety and he helped me look at my own anxiety, especially as a man talking about the shit you talk about. I don't think you realize how actually progressive it is and how healing it probably is for a lot of people. I mean, I'm in 12-step programs, so I hear men talk about their feelings a lot and they're like, dude, I can only say this in meetings and if I said this anywhere else, I'd get punched in the face. Like you saying, I'm anxious, I'm scared, I'm nervous, I have OCD, like, I, th I think because you've been doing this for so long, you don't realize how rare that is and right. how healing it is for most people don't get to talk like that. It's like Dave Attell, Ugh. obviously my favorite comic in the world, dude, right? I, dude, and, and you know you know how you love someone and then you see them and they disappoint you? Dave Attell, I rewatched his Roadwork special the other day just, oh. just because 
He was I mean, at the- one of my favorite lines I've ever heard ever is, you know, the kind of woman that has a diet Coke and, and, and whiskey and yells the N word at a lunar eclipse. <laughs> and you're just like, it, it drives me fucking nuts, dude. He I don't showed, have that joke. I'll he never showed up have at it. the comedy store. The other, everyone was doing lime scooter jokes, you know, like the little lime scooters that are everywhere. The bird scooters, those yeah. little scooters. Over, everyone had a fucking bird scooter joke, and I'd heard it all. And he came out, and he's like, "So the bird scooters," and you're like, "Up oh, here we go." Had the most original take, Every time. the most original jokes. Everyone, when people watch him, like comics, we were in the back, and we're all just like, "Fuck!" Like you don't even laugh anymore. You're just like, "Motherfucker!" Every time. Every time. Drives me nuts. But what I love about a tell is. Jaeger. Big, big, J, big J Oakerson and I talked about this. Uh, big J, Dave's uh, mom's is uh, in a, I think, wherever she, they moved her, wherever mm-hmm. she was, taking care of her. Yeah. And Big J goes, can I tell you what I love about a tell? I go, what? And he goes, I think they moved his mom to where I live. I said, why? He goes, well, I'm watching him on stage and all his references, all the things he's talking about are things I see on my drive home. Like the other day, I was like, uh, getting a hand job in a bowling alley next to a whatchamacallit. You know, the way Dave will find the little small nuance of a joke and incorporate it. And I think I, I think because I'm a fan of Mattel's, I always want to have the reference that is a tad bit obscure, but actual factual where you can slide it in. So I and and Burr was I, I was I, this gets really deep. I was talking to Patton Oswald about how he would come up with reference. How Patton's got a beautiful way of writing him and Burr. Or my two favorite, like the way they write yeah. is very, very nuanced. And, and and Patton said, you know, it's interesting. I would read the top 10 sports articles of the year. Sports writers, guys won this top 10 sports writers award. I would read their articles and and I would cop. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, obviously. I'd cop a lot of their, their techniques of how they'd phrase things. And Burr was saying the same thing. Yeah, like those sports writers, man, I love sports analogies. I love the way sports can describe things and i love like sports news new like, uh, sports I, I'm, I'm, I'm announcers doing it, i'm doing it poorly not not announcers writers sports writers guys who write an article about a baseball game oh got it got it got it and so um and what i love is a tells small thing that isn't the joke it's the thing that he throws away sometimes, like a, like Dude, a, he's, like he's moved on. By the time you're laughing, he's on to the next. He's thing. on the next thing. Uh, you know, uh, you should have hung out, man. Remember that joke? Uh-huh. He had nine different inside baseball references for you should have hung out, man. Did I just eat a hooker anyway? And it's like yeah. he's gone. It's like, you're and like, so I always look for the small nuance thing, and yeah. the way I get them is by reading a book or, or listening to a book or finding a podcast that is different than what is in my thing, and. This one goddamn book, Burr's like, you gotta read fucking Flyboys. It's fucking amazing. Flyboys. The first, I'll tell you right now, I'll be honest with you, the first chapter is the best chapter I've ever read in any book ever in my entire life. And it it stays like that for a couple, and then it kind of tails off towards the end. I'm Fly just Flyboys. It's all about George W. Bush, him and all his buddies being pilots in World War II. Wow. There's a movie based on it too. No. Yeah, there you're was. You're lying to me. I swear to God, Flyboys. I not know about it this. It looks like James Franco. Maybe it was after he got kind of canceled. Uh, before the United States enters World War I, some American youth volunteer for the French military. Subsequently, they become the first U.S. fighter pilots from squadron known as Lafayette Escadrille. Is that right? Or maybe uh, it's just the yeah. same name. This thing? Look. With James Franco? No. Shit. No, that looks, I mean, that looks like it. James Franco and then these people? 
Oh, no, no, no. I, 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 I couldn't put faces to him. Well, it couldn't have been George Bush if it was 19, uh, uh, in the, in the 20s. George Bush. George Bush? In, George Bush. Senior, not the... But World War One. Oh, World senior. World he, this says World War One. Oh, that's, then that's so maybe it. this that's is wrong. Not, yeah. Um, but yeah, I... Uh, it's it's one of the best books, but but Burr was like, you got to read it. So I read it, and then the one takeaway you have is like the atrocities that were committed. I mean, just Japan in general is a really fascinating place, but the atrocities that happened to, that's the book. Yeah, by it's James so Bradley. Good. It's so good. And uh, the atrocities that happened to the Japanese soldiers in boot camp were horrific. Mm-hmm. And then the amount of almost forgiveness empathy that was given by the trickle down empathy was just not there Mm. and and then the one takeaway is just i mean horrible is that they were and and i've I've said this nine different times so i'm I'm trying to think of the right way to say but they were cutting meat off of these prisoners off their back because they didn't want it to spoil while they were alive or dead while they were alive and then they were throwing them back in a hole and then this guy was like fuck i'm dying and then they're like bring him up Let's cut his arm off. We'll eat that tonight. And it was but like they had to do it because they didn't have food didn't have in food. the camps. Well, it, the Japanese, uh, the Japanese military was so poorly run at the time. It was such a fucking shit show. I'm sure. And I've also listened to podcasts. Is that about, the chick? The this incident, the C H I C H I G I M Chichi Chichijima. Chichijima. That's what it's yeah. called. Occurred in uh, late 1944. Japanese soldiers killed eight American airmen. That one and consumed four of the airmen. Yeah. Jesus. And so, and so, you know, you, 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 as a comedian, you broad stroke, stroke those facts. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Hey man, can you take out the hundredth time? The I only up one to they- evade capture was future U S president, George W. Bush, then a 20 year old pilot. How fucking Dude. it's fucking it's almost as weird as the other George Bush, uh, being a painter now. <laughs> or the have fact that he owned his, the Texas Rangers. Have you seen his painting? No, but I would buy one in a heartbeat. George, George. Can you commission one from I, I'm him? I'm kind of obsessed with buying one just so when people come over, they just see that I have a George W. I was obsessed with, I was obsessed with. Uh, <laughs> dude, dude, they're so cute. He paints like dogs and, and, and people. Hold on. George W. Bush painting. Painting is so hard. I mean, what do you think is harder to become a look, great painter or a great look, comedian? Look at this buddy. <laughs> he, he paints like poodles and stuff. Oh my God. It's so weird. He's, He's like, like Winston Churchill. He was like with the, the president when the fucking twin towers went down. He was like, fuck this. I'm going to be a painter. <laughs> like, president when the twin towers they're went down. They're not good. They're I mean, not great They're painting. not good paintings. By the way, I'm so sorry if you're watching the podcast, George W. Bush III. I'm just saying it's got like he paints like, look at this, uh, a new batch of oddly disturbing paintings where he's painting dogs bark at Guantanamo Bay victims. That's not real. in prisoners. That's not real. I think it is. That it's on the internet. Real. It must be There's real. There's no way he is painting dogs barking at Guantanamo Bay Dude, prisoners. I'm telling you. I'm that telling you. fucking. And no one really talks about it because he's a former president. No one's like disrisrespecting him. If I he mean, painted his politics and he was like. that? Him naked in the, his shower? These can't be his paintings. These are real. He's you, like, this look, is a painting of a wall, and these are Mexicans on one side. U.S. war veterans. Yeah. And he's George W. Bush, so no one's going to tell him the painting suck and to stop. They're just like, I don't, think he's, I don't think he's listening to anybody. Yeah, who knows? Look at this. He had like an exhibition of his dog's paintings. <laughs> I love what people do after they're so successful, and they think that they can accomplish anything like when Michael Jordan became like a baseball coach. Baseball like, player, baseball player. Oh, whatever. But yeah. then he was a co- he was the coach of the Wizards. Okay, the so, then, so then what would you do? So game changer, 
You, I was about to say game changer. Because I feel like Rogan yeah. is fully gonna like start like a carving knives. Like I feel like when you get so successful at something, you get bored and you're like, what's the thing that is gonna be new? You know? Yeah, yeah. I I wonder with Joe. I mean, I think he's done that in a different, a few different ways. I think right now he's just trying to take over Austin. Yeah. I think right now he's trying starting to, the comedy club and stuff. Everything, everything he's doing right now. You want to try so next something level. new when you get so good at something when you become the top, top, he's top. So good at podcasting. Then you want to go. I want to start something I suck at. I don't you know? say this because he's my friend. And I also don't say this because he is the biggest podcast in the world. I say this as a fan. Yeah. His he's so good at podcasting. And as a guy who does, I do uh, probably as many podcasts as he does a week. Mm -hmm. I do three a week. Yeah. Um, not just this one, but obviously Two Bears One Cave, Bill Burt. It is so difficult to come up with stuff to talk about mm -hmm. on a daily basis that is important or interesting. More importantly, and to have a fearlessness to go look. I, I'm going to talk about this thing that no one else. He'll also the the subjects that he can cover are so much more voluminous than ours because he has a fearlessness. If you said Bert, you get a like free get out of jail card. Like you can get have one one night stand. Great, love it. I would it. never, never go. Who, who is it? Oh, I have like I have a list. Like a hall I, I have pass? a list, and it starts with Janine Garofalo, and goes to like it goes. First of all, I run through all the female comics that I think are beautiful, but all older than me, right? Dude, Janine Garofalo is, not only is so fucking hot. I've dude, Reality Bites so hot, but she had the funniest joke. I saw her like somewhere like six years ago or something, and she was like, "Yeah," she goes, "I just um someone stole my uh, notebook full of jokes." So um, if you see anyone bombing in St. Louis, can you let me know? Yeah. <laughs> like she's so self-deprecating. Janine's, we did, we did Montreal together. I don't uh, know her at all. I, I met, I met her. Now I'm a big fan of Janine's. Love right? her tattoos. Lo I love. Dude, Janine Garofalo was a legit movie star. Oh yeah. She was a movie star. I think, I think what happened with her was uh, before it was cool to be political, Oh, she was political right. before it was cool Forgot to be political. Forgot about that. She now did everyone's. Now she everyone's did it for political. the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, she did it like not trying to get famous out of it. That's right. She was actually outraged. She wasn't doing it for the likes. She actually. She was virtue signaling when no one knew what virtue signaling yeah. was, but she was yeah. doing it to help people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, wow. And so she. Um, we did Montreal together. We did this fucking uh, one show and we. She went up first and she murdered for us comics like we watched her and she was wow. like i mean she was just going off on diatribes of like of andrew jackson and just like just just pivoting and nothing scripted everything just going from where she wanted to go to, to where she was way, montreal's notoriously everyone just bombs number one because most people speak french yeah and it most audiences like agents and managers it's so yeah. hard to kill at that festival so i had to go up like maybe third she went up first um jimmy Dore. No, no, Jimmy, no, who John Dore was hosting. Mm -hmm. And um, and I got done my side bombed, but it was like everyone bombed in, in a weird yeah, everyone way. Everyone bombs in Montreal. I've and, never eat, ate shit harder than my Montreal gala where Steve Martin was hosting. And I went out there and it's all, it was at like 5.30. It's all like older people that have orchestra seats or whatever, just ate shit yeah. for 15 minutes. And so I go back and it's, it's uh, not yummy. What was the name of the? The streaming service that was trying to compete with Hulu, not yummy, but CISO, 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 CISO. And so all the Wibby, CISO. CISO, you name it. I, I, you name it. I had shows there that never went. <laughs> the CISO execs are all in the green room, hanging out, having beers. And I go back, I'm walking around and I go back to the, um, 
where hair and makeup was and Janine's back there by herself. I go, Hey, what are you doing? I hadn't really met her at all. And she was like, Oh, I had a bad set. And I was like, I was like, first of all, no, you didn't. I said, we all had bad sets. You didn't have a bad set. She goes, no, I did. I'm just embarrassed. I don't want to go back there. And I'm like, you're fucking Janine Garofalo. Like what the fuck you're embarrassed. You can go in and command that whole, you're Janine Garofalo. I didn't say that to her. I was like, I was like, Hey, I'm a really loud person. I bombed way harder than you did, and I tried material. And I said, come in with me. We'll hang out. We'll chill out. And it was, like, really cool to, like, go and be with her and walk in, walk into this green room filled with all the CISO things and kind of deflect and be, like, the obnoxious Bert but see it work in a positive way wow. and kind of shelter, kind of umbrella her embarrassment. I fucking. And I'm, I'm not ignoring you. I'm trying to see if she's on Instagram. I doubt it. Dude, she is fucking gorgeous. Oh, she's so pretty. Gorgeous. And like, like, oh, look at her. Look at her. Look at her. Insta? Get the fuck out of here. I mean, it's like now. She's beautiful. I, I think I've always thought she was beautiful. And so funny and so smart. The tattoos are amazing. I mean, she I would was like, like to have, I would like to have uh, partied with her back when she partied. I think that would have been fun. Oh, I don't know enough about it, but like, uh, yeah, she was like the, but fun the fact chick that, that she was cast, growlers. she was cast as like the ugly girl. Like, remember that, uh, uh, must love dogs was a movie about yeah. her and Janine Garofalo, or uh, Janine Garofalo and Uma Thurman. And, uh, Janine was like the person that would text an email with the guy, but then it was like Cyrano de Bergerac, right? What's that? Cyrano de Bergerac. Is that the Japanese, uh, um cannibalism no thing? no no it's uh it's uh it was the they, fact Steve, that she would be cast as like the ugly frumpy girl is fucking insane yeah wild i always had a thing for her yeah so, like she goes top of my list and then i start That's going into like one. i start going into like uh it would be cool to have sex with a divorced mom like uh mm. like I, I definitely want someone who's got to wake up and make lunch boxes so <laughs> But like I have no interest in. But who famous? Who famous? Okay, famous. Famous, hottest woman to oh, you right now. Right now, if you're saying like for real, and I, I don't mean this disrespectfully, so I'm a big fan of her ex, huge fan of her ex, without a doubt. This is Jennifer Gardner. <gasps> Dude, she Jennifer is. Gardner, West Virginia strong. She's from West Virginia. She is so like. She's by the way, I would I would want to have. Uh, and, uh, one I stand with her, but I want my, I would want my wife to be there also. Just I want to. I have to pee, but give me a top. Three. Yeah. Okay. Top three. No, I want to. I want to make sunflower seeds with her the next morning, and I want my wife to know how to do it too. There's a list of women that women think are hot, and a list of women that men think are hot, and it's very consistently the same list. But you pick women from the list that women think are hot. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a compliment. Most guys okay. go straight to Angelina Jolie, for Kate Upton. You know, two hard passes right there. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm not. I don't mean it disrespectfully, but it's just not what I'm into. You're like, into Kate, like Kate Upton is not like I you're think into she, like we could fuck in a barn and you'd be down. Yeah, I want to. I want to check that. Like, I want to check that you can roofie and won't sue you. Yeah, no. I mean, more. <laughs> <laughs> like Kate Upton's uh, beautiful, obviously, and everything. I just, there's a lot of stuff I don't want to have to deal with, right? Yep. And so, and I learned that at a certain like time. Like coming too fast. You want to be able to. I just want someone who just, they don't have expectations. I don't mm -hmm. have expectations. Well, you're taking their brain into account. I'm saying just physically. I'm asking you to get shallow as shit. 
Jennifer Garner, I think is one of the most beautiful people on the planet, but she also like has a tomboy vibe and she also like works out a ton. And like, she's also someone you could like play football oh, oh, with at Thanksgiving. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Jennifer Garner. It's that one picture of her taking Ben Affleck to rehab. See, you're taking in emotion. Like, no, but I, I love, I know that woman, that woman that West did Virginia, that. West Virginia, bitch. That woman that did that. The woman that took her ex-husband mm -hmm. in a car with her friend, brought her friend, mm -hmm. got him in the back seat and drove him through Jack in the Box. That woman <laughs> is sexy to me. Dude, like, West Virginia. That, she, that is some West Virginia shit right there, though. Yeah. Through and through. Like, uh, like, um, like, I like, like, it's funny. I, I think. Uh, what's her name? Alexandra Daddario. Don't know who that is. What? You've seen True Detective, the girl with the boobs that Woody uh, Harrelson was fucking. I don't watch a lot of television. Oh. Um, okay. I'm trying to think of all the girls that are thought of as like the hottest girls on the planet. I'll tell you what, this is going to sound crazy. I'm not a big like Olivia Munn fan sexiness. Like mm -hmm. I don't really. She's a dear friend. Be yeah, careful. no, I know. I know. When she was being an activist for Asian rights, I found that very sexy. Okay. Like that's crazy that I found that sexy. But when she was advocating, I thought that I was like, I was like, that makes her hot. Like, you okay. know, like, like I, I think she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I've always thought she's beautiful, uh, but I, I'm not, that's not what I'm attracted to. Like the things I'm attracted to are, no, do not call Olivia Munn. <laughs> do not call Olivia Munn. We'll see. I don't know. Oh, she's going to answer you. You're like one of her best friends. Maybe, but she might be She's not going to know. She's she going to go, who the fuck is this hate crime offender? She might be working or busy. Please let her be working. I hope. Yep. Doesn't seem promising. Good, good. good. Just hang up right now. Doesn't Let's seem, get in and out of this FaceTime. Doesn't seem so, promising. I, skinny, I want you to say exactly what we just said, which is I'm not really, I don't think she's that hot. God ah! <laughs> Hey, how you doing? Olivia. We're in the middle of a podcast, and I just asked the great. I was trying to be. No, uh, you shut on. your whore mouth, okay? An Asian woman is talking, and it's their time. Yeah, um, stop Asian hate, first of all. So okay, that's where this compliment's going, by the I way. I just asked him, I said, She's who would be your makeup. hall pass? And he said. Jennifer Garner. Uh, he, he did say Jennifer Garner, but then he said, the hottest thing I've seen is Olivia Munn stepping up. Uh, to stop Asian hate and using her platform to talk about this. And that is why oh, you're his hall pass. You're so it. lucky. No, no, no. Oh. I, I, I mean this respectfully. By the way, my name is Bert. It's very nice to meet you. Um, very famous comedian that no one in Hollywood knows about. Thank God. I know who he is. Uh, but uh, I, I said, uh, I said, you're obviously very beautiful, whatever. When you come up on, on my feed and it says, you know, Olivia Munn and uh, razzles in a new bi bikini or whatever, I don't click on that. But when I saw you talking about the Atlanta shootings, for whatever reason, I'm a married man, but for whatever reason, I found that very sexy. Like the fact that you were like doing that, I went, ah, oh, now she's Because he there. got to think about all the dead Asian women and that got That's him That's not hard. what I was turned on by. Oh. <laughs> by the way, just, why the fuck do you do this to me? <laughs> Sorry, we just FaceTimed Dave Grohl too. One, I know Whitney, so don't worry. Two, um, thank you so much for saying that. That's actually the nicest thing to hear. It means so much to me, truly. It's been so exhausting. And so um, to hear that it's reaching people and you guys are caring and you're specifically caring makes me feel so good. So thank you. Well, so uh, well, I'll tell you what. I, I mean, I, white I got, men don't want their massage therapists to die. That's I, first of oh. all, never <laughs> once, never once. Hold on. <laughs> You know Our, how many less hand jobs a bird's gonna get never if we don't stop once, Asian hate? I've never once done that in my entire life, 
Our best, uh, by the way, that's fucking racist. Our best friends are Asian. They're Vietnamese. Joe Coy listen, is our listen. best friend. No, 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 Joe Coy. The, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah, okay. Can I ask you a weird question, though? So, I like, yeah. I saw that thing that you posted, and, I, and immediately I wanted to repost it, but I didn't want to have to deal with all the shit that would come up with me looking like I'd virtue signal. Like, so when you post something like that, like, how do you what want- Like, what can a white guy post- that's not going to look um, exploitative kind of yeah, like, like all of a sudden, like they're trying to get likes off of a, a, a famous person's video. Right. I don't think it seems like I think that it, as long as the caption just says something that feels really earnest, if you're just like if you just said I 100 percent, I 100 percent stand behind this and like fuck everyone who's hating on Asians. And that's like, that feels good because we do need more allies. We need people to amplify what's happening to us. We need people to amplify the outrage. So um, I understand that feeling of like, you know, you know, not feeling like you're like kind of. Like, I don't want to feel like I'm using this moment to help myself look progressive. Well, you know, um, as long as you're just not, I mean, you can't help what people are thinking really at the end of the day, but it, it does matter if you have a platform and no matter how big or small, when you are using that platform in any way to to put out that message, um, it does help when we see it. We, I mean, I see a lot of them. I see every little thing that kind of comes through and it does mean something no matter who it is, it, it matters. And so, um, I guess what I would say is that to the people it matters to the most, um, it does matter. And the people who would look at it as like, virtue signaling like it doesn't really matter because you're not doing it for them and they were yeah and they were gonna shit on it yeah they're they're shitting on everything yeah like they're just people who want to fucking roll their eyes at something important or be in denial or their own they're faced with their own guilt and ignorance or whatever you look fucking yeah no shit are you in the middle of a fucking beautiful than normal what are you doing um, I'm doing a fitting. I'm doing an Imagine Dragons video next week, so we're doing a fitting. As You're doing an Imagine Dragons video? Thunder and the thunder. thunder. Lightning and the thunder. Oh my my daughters are named so Lightning sorry. and Thunder. I'm so sorry about that, Olivia. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are we just ruining your career? Well, what? hey, thank Bert, you, Olivia. Bert, by some miracle, has gotten incredibly rich and successful, so we're in his new home. Oh, here, let it's me do dry, this. And this is his I would love studio. to have you on my podcast. I'm doing a movie for the next three no, months. No, you're passing. <laughs> you're not doing his podcast. No, thank you. I'm I'm stepping in. Bert has three podcasts, all of which are massively successful. Um, it's disgusting. And, and the only reason I wouldn't be here if it if they weren't. Um, and open invite. Open invite, Olivia, if you ever want to come on. She says she's passed. Sorry. I've been begging. I've been begging Whitney to become my manager. No joke. So <laughs> this would be the first thing she'd book for me if she'll have me. <laughs> Remember, yeah, on Valentine's Day, you're like, you need to start a management company, and I just like disassociated. I, I know. I've been thinking about it ever since. I think, and that was not the first time. I, I think. I think Whitney needs to have her own studio, where I mean, I would sign up with her in a heartbeat, and I would just do everything through the the the, the house of Whitney. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, hey, big mm-hmm. fan since the uh, the early G four days. So uh, hey. it's good. It's a pleasure talking to but you. But it was very. He was like my like. I'm not saying Olivia Munn because I'm like objectifying her and because she's so gorgeous. But like her activism is why she's my whole. Well, it just made you cool. We and by the way, it started with it started with us talking about how Janine Garofalo was an activist way before anyone was doing it, mm-hmm. and it kind of hurt her career. Yeah. So so it gets you people shit on activism these days. 
But you you did it very well. You do it in a way that's like genuine, so genuine, and so uh, it doesn't feel like you're just being didactic for the sake. You can tell when someone's doing it for the likes and when someone's doing it for real. Yeah. Well, that means a lot. Thanks. I mean, I will say it has been exhausting. Like, there's a group of us, and like, you, I mean, like the things that like you have to really kind of. I mean, it's been hard because I have I've had to, especially this past week, just have to. It's hard because you feel a lot of guilt because. You know, you want to get the message out and keep it in the news, but at the same time, it's like personally exhausting. You're me. martyring and yourself. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I have to kind of like shut down and come back. So, it does, it really does mean a lot when people hear and see it and, um, and that it, it in, that you feel that way. So, truly, this has made my, my night. I'm actually, I'm so tired today, even, and I got to keep going. And then I have to go do a PSA after this. And I was actually just thinking to myself, I'm so tired, but just to even hear this from you right now just gave me a big boost of energy olivia huge fan thank you for talking to us i appreciate it thank open invite so and You're and so i open invite to do the podcast i pass I, we were we're passing don't pass let we're her passing. do with dave grohl we're pass. oh we just called dave grohl and uh he's he, doing it he just did it this was this was just by the way the, this has been a great fucking podcast take the win i love you sorry oh, jessica you. Bye. <laughs> i love you bye i love you God, Olivia Munn. She looked, it was disarming because we had talked about like, she was hot and I'm sitting I'm like, she's not my type. And then all of a sudden she gets on the phone. You're like, that's she's my type. immediately my type. That's my type. Immediately yeah, my type. She's so, here's the thing about her. She's so fucking cool. Yeah, but that's, you know. She, she's a, like a girl's girl. She. You like girl energy that's not like mean, aloof, mean girl. And I don't, here's what I don't want is I've never so been the guy. She's so pretty that people think she's that, but she's not that. I've never been the guy that anyone wanted to stand next to at the bar or like, or like go like, well, hold on. What are you going to do? Like, I've just been a regular guy my whole life. And that's why I got into comedy is you had to figure out a way to get people to like you. Mm -hmm. And that's normal. I think that I think a lot of guys identify you with You develop that. a personality. A lot of guys that are super hot don't develop a fucking personality and they're not yeah. injured. So, but I think that like, you'd be surprised like, like, like Olivia, very few guys hit on her because they don't think they have a shot, you know? Yeah. And, and I think guys like me. But someone like you is like, I don't have a shot anyway. I'm going to go talk to her. And then that's the person that ends up getting to date her. Like yeah. if you are not like the quarterback on your team and you don't look like Chris Hemsworth and you want to date a girl who's a 10, go talk to her because chances are nobody's flirting with her. She is, uh, I just remember her from the Attack of the Show days. Yeah, with Hardwick. And she would, no, it wasn't Hardwick. Or he was on Chris it. Chris Hardwick it was, it was, was, right? Well, the guy, the guy that we all knew was uh, the other guy, the lead, the host. Oh, I don't remember. It was him and her another guy, Kevin, uh, Kevin oh, Peretta. Some dork. Kevin Peretta. Yeah, he's, oh, he's great. Kevin Brett is great. Dude, Olivia Munn is, I was jealous of her. I, she came on my podcast and I was like, dude, I've been jealous of you for so long. Like she was like in my head, my nemesis. What am I doing? Um, in the When I first moved to LA because she would get every fucking job and she deserved it, which was even worse because I used to be like, oh, it's just because she's hot. It's just because like it's a diversity hire, like whatever I need to say to get, to feel okay with the fact that I didn't get it. And then I started seeing her work and I was like, oh fuck, she's like talented. She's God very damn it. she's very in her own skin and like and not trying to be someone else. Her on Attack of the Show was so Dude on West Wing or not West Wing, uh Newsroom? Newsroom. She's Was his, it Newsroom? She that was the thing she was on on HBO there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show, that was Jeff fun. Bridges. She was great on that. Yeah, and yeah. then she just started getting every job and I was like, Oh, it's just cause she's hot. It's just cause she's hot. There's you can find nine hot girls at Coffee Bean at any point when you walk down the street or Starbucks in LA who yeah. are not getting those jobs. Yeah. She was like going and then and then after the podcast we like became friends. But I, I had to say to her, like, just so you know, I've been jealous of you for so long. <laughs> and it, she's she yeah, uh, yeah, the, she lives up to it. 
But I wonder if Kate Upton lives up to it. Kate Upton is. No, don't, 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 don't. <laughs> stop, stop, stop. I'm Kate Upton a... is fucking awesome. Have you had her? You yeah, had she her was on, on my podcast. podcast. Yeah, right. yeah, but she's been a dear friend for like a. I don't even know how. It's so annoying because like every woman that I'm jealous of, it just annoys me because then I meet them and they're cool and I'm like, fuck. Now I have to be friends with you and be in pictures with you and you're so much prettier than me. But no, Kate Upton, we met at some like shitty Hollywood party and we were both outside smoking. <laughs> And we like, we're like, this is so fucking stupid. Let's get out of here. And like, we went to In-N-Out or something. She's a horse girl. She's a Michigan horse girl. It's so funny. This podcast is brought to you by Skylight Frames. I talked to Skylight Frames with our set photographer for our movie. They shot all these stills for the movie. They shoot them while you're shooting the movie. And I said, he said, I, you know, he gave me a book. It was a really nice book. And I said, if I gave you a link to a Skylight Frame, because I would rather that, to be honest with you. I mean, looking at a picture in a book's cool. Skylight frames are so good. They're beautiful little frames. We, I have them. I give them one to my mom, my dad, my sisters have them. We have our camper friends all have them. So what my wife has done is she has different ones for different groups, and we have them all over the house. And then we share pictures with each other. It's a great way to stay in touch, especially with my parents all throughout the pandemic. They felt like they were literally because my sister had birth, gave birth. By the way, this read is very personal. I'm sorry, but. But skylight frames really are awesome. And I told the guy, I said, I want to get all these sent to a skylight frame. He's like, I can't do that. And I was like, fuck. Skylight frames are awesome, man. Let me give you the info you need. But I love them. And I, I really do. It is a great gift. It's a real photo frame that has a beautiful touch to your house. Skylight frame has a gorgeous 10-inch touch screen that you can swipe through your photos with your finger and even tap and thank the person who sent the photo. 100% satisfaction guarantee. It's effortless setup. Sets up in less than 60 seconds. And even the tech, least tech-savvy people like my wife and my mom can set it up. It's a great gift. Really fucking great. We have them all over our house. And it is a great, great, great gift. Um, it's so simple. You can set it up, trust me. We love our Skylight Frames so much that we're giving our listeners $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframes.com. And enter the code BERT. That's $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. That's right. $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame. Just go to skylightframe.com and enter the code BERT. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. And use the promo code BERT. I need need, uh, lessons on how to meet famous people from you because I don't do it well. I, but, you know, I'm so in my own thing where I go, I don't want to be different than who I am. I don't want to be cooler. Like, I like that, like, the first time I met Some famous Rogan, people are profoundly disappointing and whack and not worth being friends with. But there's, some of them are famous for a reason because they're charming and funny and and self-effacing and, you know, yeah. and they deserve their fame. A lot of people don't. And I feel like the ones that are actually like, oh, fuck, I would have been famous, friends with you even if you weren't famous. Those are the ones that you're like, God damn it. Yeah, not I think, I think Sandler I would have been friends with. Like, if I just met him, I would have wanted to be friends with him. Sandler is the nicest. But I can't say that because he just has person. made me laugh so much in my formative years yeah. of what I found funny that I go, I don't Who know, Who have man. you become friends with that's famous that you forgot they were either your hero or famous? Like, like I Nobody. came up at a time where Bill Burr was just so good and i like i don't think him and i can ever fully be friends oh i see what you're saying like yeah, no, I, brought I, don't him have, in, I don't have that for i brought but you've known each other like 
you guys were no bill for twenty. You guys years. were equal. I didn't know. I knew. never equal. Never equal. Just Same the record. <laughs> like I brought him and his wife, but I'm good friends with his wife. Yeah. And we he came to the farm where my horse is, and with his kids, and we looked at them. There's just still this like I know that if I fuck up, you're gonna make fun of me, and I don't want to embarrass myself. Yeah, but but Bill Kesha is very much oh, like I forget that she's Kesha. Please get Kesha on the Jennifer phone. Aniston though. I never please forget get, she's Jennifer Aniston. Please get Kesha on the phone. Oh, let's I see. am the biggest. Fucking let's see. Kesha fan. Is this? I am the biggest fucking okay, let's see. Kesha fan. Okay, okay. Are you Kesha, honestly? Um, Kesha is are, my. Okay, let me try. My favorite. Okay, let me try. I'm going to try. I'm not guaranteeing I'm going to have success with this. Oh, my can I God. Yeah, sure. Are you sure? Oh, you can do whatever you want in this no, place. Let's see if we can get Kesha on the phone. <laughs> let's see how many famous people, more famous people we can get on this podcast than me. Because otherwise, people would have tuned out by now. Uh, this is like. I think we're about to strike out. That's fine. Kesha. Kesha. <laughs> uh, I'm putting you on a text chain with her. Will you not embarrass yourself? What? I'm putting you on a text chain with her. <sighs> Can't promise you that. Well, Kesha, we are legit, calling you. I'm a legit fucking fan of Kesha's. Kesha also. I'm a legit fan of Kesha's. And I mean that. In like when I heard Die Young, uh, I, I mean anyone that knows that's been to any of my club shows when I did clubs, I would come up to Kesha. Really, I would come up to Kesha all the time. That's sick. All the time. I you came know up what to her Kesha. newest song? What is it? Um, Holy Water. What is it? Because I did Carpool Karaoke with her. Yeah. And her new song is such a fucking jam. Well, pre uh, we are who we are is amazing. We are who we are. She's great. And she's incredibly like she came on my podcast and I. I think because she's so ethereal and she's so original and she's got, the, I kind of like. Oh, that's the one you. No, played. the other one is the one with Big Frida. Tell me you don't love this drop. Here we go. We, we are the crazy people. I see you in the club show and catch the love tripping on That fucking drop is the. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Fucking. Bert is your biggest fan on the planet. He's one of the famous comedians in the world right now. I'm as surprised as you are. And he's uh, I got can I hold the phone for a second? Can Don't. I just can I just tell you? First of all, Die Young is a song I came on to on stage probably 200 times. Any of my fans know I came on to stage. I came on to that song. I came on to the remix you did with the with those three dudes. I love that song. If you put that on a treadmill, I run it a 7.5 for the whole fucking song. Sorry, Kesha. I'm such a fucking fan. And 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 and, and from a real place, to enjoy your music with my two daughters was so much fucking fun when they were young. You have no idea. I'm going to get emotional. <laughs> I literally, you, you have a special place in my heart. You always will. I will always be a fan. I will always be a supporter. I, I got your back. I'm a ride or die motherfucker for you. <laughs> Oh my God, you're hanging out with my like ride or die beach. Yeah, yeah, you're here. I'll give you back to Whitney, but I just got to tell you that. Are you performing? Because all I want in life is to come to a comedy show. Are you back in town? For some reason, yeah, I thought. Oh, I thought you were going to go to road trip. I'm performing Friday and Sunday at the Whitney, okay. like an outdoor show. I'm coming on Sunday. I love Damn you. It. Let's do it, and I can come I'll pick you up. Oh my God. 
I'm so excited. How are you? Are you good? I'm good. I love you. It's Jesus just that Christ. all Bert does is bring you up, like in conversation. He brings up your music. Like, where it's just, I was like, I'm going to FaceTime her. I'm like a legit, I'm a legit fan of yours. Legit. I love that. I yeah. love that so much. And let's go on Sunday. Can we go on Sunday? Yes. Yeah. I All love together. you. I love your shirt. Love I love you. your face. You've never looked Those more beautiful. What this is that my shirt? That's some shit I would wear. I love you. I miss you so much. I know I miss you, and I fell off the like grid a little bit when I had COVID, and I've been a terrible friend, and I'm sorry. No, you're not. You do not have to apologize. You had COVID, and you're not a terrible friend. You're and I had I got a little crazy with the edibles, and I sort of just slept all day for like a month. Well, you know what? Maybe your body needed it. My body maybe needed it. Yeah. But I'm back. You're back in action, and I'm coming on Sunday. Can I please come in all Bert? Yes. Date night Sunday. Oh, I'm 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 come. sorry. I'm, I gotta I gotta leave Monday. Fine, come to the show. I can't. I got kids. I got kids. I'm leaving for three months. Okay. Now, but, but hey, but hey, but hey, he's become real. a big, he's a big movie star all hey, of a sudden. But by the way, please tell Kesha if she ever wants to do my podcast. She doesn't want to do your podcast. Kesha, no, I'm it's fucking a telling you right now. By the way, we're passing. Um, Bert does have very, very successful big podcasts. Kesha has a podcast as well. Oh, let me be on hers. I'm a great guest. No, she, she, gets, I'm a great guest. The people she gets on her podcast, I'm a fucking amazing so guest. she gets huge guests in the music. Ask world. her if she's ever heard about the time I robbed the Russian mafia, robbed a train with the okay, Russian look, mafia. The thing is that Bert Kreischer is super big in the podcast game. Uh, but it, I don't know if you're worthy of being on her podcast alone. You're not famous enough. <laughs> That's not true. If you're a creep in any form. Then it's Kesha and the Creepies. Okay, maybe yeah. you'll get on. You can get on Kesha's podcast. We can trade. I would love that. But wait, you leave town on Monday? Yeah, for three months. Is okay. it okay if it's remote from no, Serbia? No, 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 no. We'll do it when I get back. We'll do it when I get back. Why can't you come on Sunday? Sunday. I got two kids. I got two kids, and I'm gone for three months. They'd be thrilled for you to be gone no. for three months and a night. We'll if deal I with it later. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Deal yeah. With it. Or Friday, whatever. I'm coming to see you though. With I love you, but I'll come like get you, and we'll get a bite first or something. Oh my God, I love you. I miss you. I love you. I miss you, baby. I think about you all the time. Ditto, ditto, good. ditto. I'm sorry, I fall off the grid. It's I'm a shitty friend. Girl. Good God. I love, I love you. you. Real friends know when you got shit going. Yeah, on. real friends know when you can like dip out for a couple weeks and then come back yeah. and be like I'm done a bottle of wine. Yeah, and you're a babe, and I love it. You look ball. ten years old. Um, I just moisturized the shit out of my face. You look unreal, Jesus Christ. You, look you like always look 10. You By the way, I'm just going to listen to Catch It Tonight and smoke cigars. <laughs> we're literally, but we were just sitting here singing all of your songs. So I was like, no, dude, I did carpool karaoke. I knew every, I fucking had learned all the words to your songs for carpool karaoke, but he knows the words way better. You than have I no know. idea how many of my fans are going to see me talking to you. And I only came up to Die Young on stage for like a year and a half. Oh my god, I love that. Oh my god, yes. Okay, let's trade. You also should sue him for using your songs as much as he does. So, by the way, they're in my Instagrams. <laughs> they're on her. They're in his Instagram videos. He's using them illegally all over the place. Use it. Use it up. Yeah. We love you. You're the best. You know what we need to do? We need to get. If you're a true fan of Kesha, you'll give her one of your teeth. Ooh, I've got a couple. Yeah, I've been actually, losing teeth like crazy. You know that. Dude, he's been losing teeth. She has a necklace of her fans' teeth. So you're re the real ride or die fans. Yeah. I bet I'll be the first 48-year-old molar you get. <laughs> you know what? It's 
never too late to send me your teeth, okay? <laughs> okay, done deal. I got them. <laughs> send me your motherfucking teeth. Tell your daughters that they are strong motherfucking women because I love that. And seems like you're a cool dad. And thanks for liking my music. It's so of sweet. Of course, you're awesome. It's it's you're- it's. I he's. It's not that he's creepy. He's just like actually creepy. Is oh, that okay? <laughs> Is it okay if it's not like creepy? It's just creepy. Like, yeah, love any kind of creep. <laughs> Done deal. I love you. Love you. Bye, baby. Bye, baby. Well, life goal achieved. Here's what I'll say. Life I feel like, here's what I'm going to say. The last two times I've done this podcast, I have left and been like, ah, I wasn't funny. I wasn't good. Whoa. That was a waste. That's not, that's going to bomb. Whitney. His numbers are going to dip. He's never going to ask me back. Hit it out of the fucking I feel like I nailed today. this one. I got drunk. We I may have had kombuchas. to call a bunch of people that are way more famous and entertaining than me, but I still did. Pulled through. It, you know what it is? Huh. Our energy. We should do a talk show together. Because our energy when we're with famous people is very interesting. And it's the reason that Adam Sandler vi- video went viral. Is that you were just like, what the fuck are you doing? And I fuck things up. We should do a late night talk show together <sighs> and have celebrities on like Matthew McConaughey and just. Can I have some wine? Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, I just poured it all into my glass. You want oh, a little. Just give me a little tiny bit. You're not, you know, I'm COVID. Nope. I feel like, yeah, with famous people. Thank you. I I'm think- really bad at it. Like I'm bad at being around them and you're very comfortable with them. I think it's because you've just been in this business so much longer than I have I successfully, haven't. successfully, uh, mm-hmm. successfully. I just was always the guy in the back of the store just going like, oh, I just want to do my spot. And like, holy shit, Vince Vaughn's in here? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't think I'd ever see that guy. Interesting. And so I, I just, I, 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 I come from a very genuine place. I think, and I can say this as being whatever I am and having people meet me, I know how people act act when they meet me mm-hmm. and i think i act the same way out when i meet them but here's what i'll say what i what i do, i hope i don't do this like what i don't like is when someone meets a celebrity and tries to like play it cool like oh hey what's up it's like don't pretend like you're not a fan like we don't no famous person wants someone to like n- neg them or be like hey yeah. what's up man like well they just want to be treated normal it's like they didn't work this hard to be famous because they wanted to have a normal life and not have people love them but for me i also i, I mean if i were to meet like I ran into um, Forrest Whitaker at a Starbucks once, and I did not handle myself well. I would be caught off guard. By I him. was like, bleh, bleh, but he's bleh. so different of a person, and that it's almost like meeting Christopher Walken. Like these people are my actual friends. Yeah. When I meet a famous person that I don't know, you got to understand. I came up to Kesha. I probably myself. probably for legit two years on the road. That was mm-hmm. Die Young was what I came. I listened to Die Young on planes driving flying. She's into like LA. a part of your your DNA. Like she that's a big a, part of my DNA. Like, like I, I said when I met Citizen Cope, I was like <gasps> I couldn't I couldn't keep my shit together. Yeah. And Fred Armisen, like there's certain people that I definitely lose my shit around. Um, but my actual friends I mean, that are I famous, mean, you, like like out of that group, everyone you called, I've I've it's like I've I feel like I've known them for. And I think this is what people that listen to podcasts go like, I feel like I know you. I feel like we hang out when we listen to the podcast. And and I know that I felt, I feel that way about Joe. I don't see Joe ever, but I listen to the podcast. But I'm still intimidated by Joe sometimes. I mean, there's times that it's like, we're friends and we're close and we text all the times. But there, there are times when I get psyched out because he's gotten so famous and I'll see him and I'll be in his studio and I'll be like, oh, that's Joe. And then the cameras will start rolling and I'll go, oh, fuck, that's Joe Rogan. You know, like I never had that with Howard Stern. And part of the reason I think I did so well on Howard Stern show when I went in is I didn't listen to it growing up. And I didn't, I, I wasn't like, that's Howard Stern. I was like, yeah. oh, this is just this guy who's a great interviewer. 
Rogan, like, I feel like sometimes I for I, I forget he's our friend Joe and he yeah. turns into Joe Rogan. And then I'm like, don't do that. You can't, he can't be Joe Rogan to you. He's fucking Joe, the comic that you hang out with in the comedy store, you know? Yeah. Joe's a weird one for me. When they asked him to like officiate, what is it called? Or like moderate or maybe moderate like the presidential debate. I find that ridiculous. I I mean, like like, when, like, I find that when they do stuff like that, I want to text. I I think I did text him. I was like, you're fucking joking. Like you're, you're, but, but I, you know, this is when I remember Joe is Joe Rogan is he like has to change his phone number all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit. Like I forgot that you're Joe Rogan. Oh yeah. Where he just gets to a place where he's like, I, yeah, too many people have my phone number. Or you show up and you see with him surrounded by like seven Navy SEALs and you're like, oh fuck. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, I, but I, I mean, I texted him and I was like, what's it like to perform with Chappelle? Mm-hmm. Forgetting he's Joe. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I'm it's, certain, he's Yeah, exactly. You could ask like, Chappelle, what's like, it like yeah, to perform with Joe Rogan? Yeah, theoretically. But for me, he, I, I don't, I never want to be like, he's just Joe. Because I don't, because I do understand the gratitude or the, the, podcasts, the gravity. You don't, of, with podcasts, you can have a hundred million listeners a week or whatever he has but you're not on the cover of Vogue. You're not, and he says no to all that shit. So all the things that we're conditioned to believe a celebrity does, he doesn't fucking do. Doesn't do any of it. He doesn't, he says no to it all. He's asked to do all of it, but he passes on the Jimmy Fallon and Kimmel and all these things that we're trained to be like, oh, that's a famous person. You know, he flies under the radar in terms of bullshit Hollywood PR, but he's like the most famous person in the world. I mean, now I, I was walking to New York, I guess a, a, a year and a half ago and like, I walked by construction site and it was like, Wendy Cummings, we love you on Joe Rogan. And people, I was with another pretty famous person and I was the most famous person in New York because of Joe Rogan. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, I think I think Joe is, uh, it's, it's hard for me to- He's a religion. Yeah. Here's the thing. The most famous person in the world before podcasts, you saw them for two hours a year, maybe four hours a year on a big screen in a movie as a different character. So it was Meryl Streep as Sophie and Sophie's choice. Like you didn't always know a big celebrity's name. You knew their character from a movie. You know, you can listen to him, what, two, um, three, three, nine hours a week? Opposed yeah. to four hours a year. The biggest movie star in the world is maybe what? Max six hours a year on the big screen. Yeah. If they have three movies come out a year, yeah. I, I I mean I think people get very propriety over the people they love. I mean look yeah. at the way I just fucking geeked out over fucking Kesha. If someone that's came cool, out, but that's what's so great about you, Bird, is like you you're just like you stay authentic and you're you're and I think people love watching you. Authentic like, isn't the best. Trust I know me. that's what I just am like you fanning out. I mean, remember when we did that, dude? When when you fanned out on Adam Sandler, please go back on Bert's feed and watch this video if you have not seen it. Like. <laughs> Dude, this was the peak of COVID. Yeah. We were all running around doing charity benefits. We both, this is when we were wiping down groceries. You came to my house because I was like, I don't want to host these things. I feel like I'm bombing on all these fucking charity events. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Let's just do it together. And Adam Sandler came up. You knew he was going to come on the screen. And you still were like, dude, I love you. I fucking love you. It's so fucking yeah. endearing. It's, it's in, Maybe it's endearing. It's endearing. I, 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 I tell you what, right now, I would probably love to lose the endearing side just for a little bit of cool guy. If you were just a like, hey, what's cool up, guy. Adam Sandler? Like, like who, gross. Like, I love Matt. But He's like, Adam Sandler. If anyone pretends they're not starstruck yes. by Adam Sandler, they're a fucking tool. Don't ever fucking. I did a movie with Adam Sandler. Every time we walked by, I was like, oh, God, that's Adam Sandler. I, it never gets normal. I... And just, I'm a massive fucking fan. The guy, him, Farley, Spade, 
that whole generation, Norm McDonald. friends with Spade, though. Yeah, but like still, okay. Like, yeah, I am, I guess, theoretically. But trust me when I say, <laughs> when he sends me the voice text, you know, he does the voice text. Yeah. I play it a couple times. Yeah. I play it in front of my wife. I go, it's fucking David Spade. Like, it is. I, I can't help it. I can't help it, man. I, like, I'm always going to be that guy. That, he's, by the way, David Spade is a just consistent fucking movie star. And a, by the way, still, I got to say this. I got to say this. Still. David Spade's a good guy. Oh, the like best. He, the best. And he, by the way, so fucking funny in person all the time. So funny. Drives me nuts. He He's taken care of me a couple times on the DL, like uh, with his show, where he kind of edited out things I said that oh, I would he had be the regretting. I'd be regretting now. Yeah. Where he was like, he was, and he just in the in the on the fly. We're gonna edit that out. You, know, you don't want that out there. And I was like, but you know, you're trying to be funny for David Spade. Yeah. And you're taking big swings, and uh, he protects you. He doesn't want you to. Humiliate. He doesn't want to look. And, and yeah, I think because yeah. he had that. He bad wants to experience. set you up to win. I think he had that bad experience with uh, Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy. And yes. so he goes. He goes. I know what it's like to be young and hungry. Not not young, but like hungry and want to take big swings. I I've been there. I'm going to take care of you. Take a risk. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, I love David Spade. He's like become one of my closest, dearest friends. And it's like every now and then, like he'll, yeah, send me a voice memo and someone with me will hear it. Like my dude who's from Phoenix yeah. or from fucking Scottsdale and David Spade's like a god there. And he's like, is that fucking David Spade? And I'm like, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, right. You're David Spade. Yeah. David Spade, Norm MacDonald. Uh, those, all those guys just, it's, it's just, it's like the time when you're fucking finding your voice as a comic or as a young man for me. And you're going like, you know, you're looking at the Gap Girl sketch and you're fucking crying laughing, mm-hmm. going like... Dude, I rewatched um, Beverly Hills Ninja the other day. It, a, Dude. A, everything. Dude. Farley is a treasure. Dude. Yeah. it. I have not laughed that hard since I saw it the first time. Who's our Chris Farley? I'll be that one. Who's come the closest? Zach. Josh Gad? No. Who's that? Zach. Zach Galifianakis. Oh, Galifianakis. Ooh. Galifianakis is our closest to Chris Farley. That's a good and dude. Baskets. Was, Have you watched Baskets? End, it was a high end. What he did, he took what Farley was doing to the next level in a in a inside joke, inside baseball kind of His level of kind commitment of is. Dude, I just sat. I just swat, sat on TikTok today and watched a a literally a full feed of between two ferns. And that's a full character. Dude, that's one that- of the, the hardest uh, I've I've laughed. So I have like, I can actually rank the top five things that are the funniest shit to me. Like I think about it all the time. Brody Stevens is number one yeah. uh, on New Year's Eve. I think it was 2009, him ringing in New Year's Eve at the comedy store, bombing so hard and yelling at the crowd, I will ruin your New Year's. <laughs> Dude, we were all in the back crying i mean imagine going to a new year's eve show that you're paying a hundred dollars it's new year's eve and brody stevens comes out and is like yeah like um headshots like my or whatever like i'm a model for al jazeera like no one was getting it no one was making i go to lunch with my mom and i pay half everyone was like what it's new year's eve and we're dying in the back but um what were we just talking about zach alfanagas yeah between two ferns oh one of the hardest i've ever laughed in between two ferns when he had steve carell on and said to steve carell so um, you uh, start in a movie called uh, uh, God Almighty, like Steve Carell. And then uh, Steve Carell said yes. And he and Zach just goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> he said he has so many. 
He has Baskets is one of the most genius shows I've ever seen. It's in my top five. Maybe the second after the comeback, my favorite. Comedy. He ba Zach is is uh. I, by the way, I, I really consider. I don't consider Zach when we talk about like famous people. Mm -hmm. If I see Zach, I don't consider him the way you you would like a He's like so a like famous a, dude. Yeah, he is. But like the last time I saw Zach was obviously at Brody's funeral. He destroyed. I mean, he that was murdered. Murdered. But but I look at Zach. I look at Zach as like a just a comic. I don't see him as a movie star. That's so interesting. Just a comic because I I well I knew him way before he was famous, and I saw him at the funeral and he came up and he was like Bert and I was like hey I turned around I was like what's up and he goes it's Zach Galifianakis and I was like and that's who Zach is that's who he is Best guy, so when dude. so when you talk about like who people are mm -hmm. that's who Zach is is one of the biggest movie stars around probably who like, if you if you gun to your head gun to your head yeah you I'm gonna kill you if I need you to ask a comedian any comedian you want to come tell me a joke right now and if I don't laugh I'm gonna kill you who do you call I have a weird tell, one. Tell a joke. Tell a joke. Tell someone's gonna, I, whoever the fuck it is needs to come in and make me laugh, or I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna kill you in front of your children. Who are you gonna call? They can be anywhere in the country. They need to make me okay. laugh, not you. They need right. to make this because I have a weird as shit one. I, I I definitely have a weird one. If it's a Hollywood person, nope. Like a failed actor, nope. I'm calling Andy Kindler. Uh, Andy Kindler would be great. I think. I think. I might call Burr. I'm not going to call Burr. I might call Burr. Chappelle would be my, you know. Gun to like, my head and Burr's going to make the joke. I'm going to pass. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm telling you who I'm going with. Ready? I'm so, I want to guess. Dan, I want to guess. Dan Natterman. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Dana Gould, who Dana I Gould's actually great. would be in my Dana top Dana Gould's five. great. Dana Gould's great. Dude, but here's the thing. is right. like, like Dan Natterman. We'll just come in and it'll assess hey, the situation. Are you are you about to shoot Bert in the face? What are uh, you doing? Dan Natterman very quickly will go, oh, okay, he's got a gun. Got a gun to a head. Okay. All right. We need a gun to a head joke. Hey, you know what's crazy about putting a gun to a head, don't you? And the guy's going to connect and go, like Dan Natterman's real quick and he will figure that, he'll assess that in a matter of seconds. And he's just, it's like, they. what, what is the thing they say that- And he doesn't care if you die. So he's going to kill. <laughs> He does not care if you die. He'll just go. Also like, yeah, if he shoots you, I'm like, I killed. Bert's well, dead. Well, all One right. Less. I'm cool, right? He probably, okay. He's probably annoyed at your success anyway. He'd be Want to share an die. Uber? <laughs> because also it's like, they say, what? what is it? Comedians are people that say things that are funny and comics are people that say things funny in a funny yeah, way. Yeah, 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 he yeah. does both. He's saying funny things oh, in a funny way. He's made me laugh harder than any, a lot of human beings. Uh, I should have said a tell. A tell would have come in and oh, murdered. A tell would have murdered, tell. obviously. It would be a tell. He a would just start would jerking off at, yeah. at someone uh, with a gun in your head. Oh, this doesn't look good. <laughs> you know who, I, I, you know, and I've hung out with him in the last like couple of years. I've seen him. When I moved to LA, Demetri Martin was the I, You know, Demetri was one of my, was one Comedian of my first ones I was going to say. I swear to you on my children's lives, when you when you said that, I went, Dimitri is really great, and he's got a lot of jokes that I know murder, very cerebral, but murder. Quick one-liners. One yeah. Like, he'd say, like, um, you know, my friend, you know, people show me photos of their kids, you know, and I'm supposed to think it's cool. Then I show them photos of their kids, and they think I'm weird. <laughs> he just has these jokes that you can easily tell someone else. You know who else I might call? Who? He's not is famous. You might not even know who he is. His name is Dan Mintz. I know Dan Mintz. Dan Mintz. And he is very yeah. dry. It's a, He's like a Stephen Wright type. I know Dan Mintz. I definitely know Dan Mintz. And he has one of my favorite jokes. He goes, um, 
you know, things have changed the way that, uh, you know, you jerk off now with the internet. Like I used to have to sit around and wait for the Sears catalog to come and then I would turn to the lingerie section. But now with the internet, I can just go to Sears.com. <laughs> like it's such a fucking great bulletproof joke. There was a guy I worked with that had such a great joke one time. And he said, uh, I, I can't remember if he said it on stage or if he said it to me. I, I, it's such a good joke and I, I wish I knew who this was by the way the guy got in trouble because Drake Sather remember Drake Sather yeah I do yeah His, he still has jokes up on YouTube amazing the guy's joke was um my dad my dad wants to introduce me to the finer things in life I, I worked with this guy in Madison Wisconsin and he got drunk in the afternoon and missed the show and I it broke my heart because mm, I was like bummer. I was like hey man Especially with on my, like when you're on my show, mm -hmm. if you do that, that's a fucking red flag to everyone. Yeah, like because everyone thinks I'm gonna be the one that misses the show. Yeah, his joke was my my dad uh, bought me cigar aficionado. He said, "Son, it's time to introduce you to the finer things in life." He goes, "I didn't have the heart to tell him I wiped my ass with McDonald's napkins." <laughs> I just loved. I didn't have the heart to tell him. I've been wiping my ass with McDonald's napkins. <laughs> it was just such a. You know so, the like. Uh, there's so many openers and like open micers that have like uh, one incredible joke, uh, and then they never really went anywhere. And you're like, there was one joke that was so fucking good. Like, like there was this um uh <laughs> comic. I can't remember his name, and it's kind of timely given the fact that everyone's moving to Austin now, but. 10 years ago, this was fucking hilarious where he would say, um, uh, uh, you know, the main export of people who live in Austin, Texas is people who love Austin, Texas. <laughs> like at the time it was like, yeah. everyone was like, I fucking love Austin. It's the best. Like, and then there was, um, I remember Dante, that comedian Dante, I who I came up, he was like a local LA comedian who would put on all these shows, bring your shows. Did last comic standing. Oh, right. And he, yeah. I mean, he would do these like, shows at bowling alleys and shit. Like I did a lot of his shows coming up and uh, he had a joke where he said, um, you know, it was something like, you know, there's this woman I was with who gained a bunch of weight and she was like, I'm not fat. I'm just big boned. And he would go, really? I've never seen a fat skeleton. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, it's like, oh fuck. Like that's. There was a guy named Franz, Franz in, in LA or in New York who had one of the best jokes I've ever seen in my entire life. It was about the, Long Island subway, a uh, Long Island train shooting. And the way he acted it out was so good. He goes, man, I can't believe people run. If I heard gunshots, I just pretend I was dead. And, I, <laughs> and you'd watch him slide down the wall. And it was, it was so fucking amazing. I mean, you, you do this and I, I start going back to like, Tommy Jonigan was an opener I worked with. Yeah, I remember Tommy. Everything that came out of his mouth was good. I remember the first joke, he, I heard him saying in Penguins in in, uh, in Penguins, Davenport. Fuck. I think it was Davenport, Iowa. He said, uh, "I went to a strip club and I had a, a ugly stripper." <laughs> she said to me, "What's the what's the first thing you want me to take off?" And he goes, "I don't know. How about my glasses?" <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Jonigan. Yes. Tommy Jonigan is who was, who should have had a bigger career. T Tommy Jonigan. Yep. Who else? Oh, uh, it's my one of my favorite games. Oh, I have a Pablo lot of Francisco. Uh, Chad Daniels. Jim Brewer. I don't even know him. Chad, John Wayne. Oh, Chad Daniels. Chad Daniels is is fucking. What happened? Uh, what happened? I, I I think you know, and honestly, and, and I think Chad would probably say the same thing. 
His name was Chad. No, no, he no, he's a good Chad. He uh, he li- he he got married, had kids, and lived in L.A. for a little bit, and then mm-hmm. was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm making money on the road. I'm gonna move move to Minnesota and did the road from Minnesota. And I was think, he like hitting it kind of before MySpace he, and the internet? What, yeah, yeah. Because there's people like Greg Shoemaker who I used to open for Greg Shoemaker, and I go on the road, and he would just just fucking stroll. He would. He was interesting. I, 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 but if I'm, he if he was ten years later, would he have been Dane Cook? I don't know. I'm just asking. He was good. He he was lined up to be Dane Cook. Uh-huh. Same good looking guy, really good looking guy, uh, fucking hilarious. Like literally one of the best, one of the best comics out there. That I think his thing was he did a lot of the road to pay bills Chad? for family. Chad, well, Chad, Chad Daniels, Chad Daniels, and oh, I mean just a like murderer. what happened to Kyle Cease? I he got into. He got into self-help. Pre- he's like a preacher now or something? He's like a, he does self-help. He does, um, you know, I think Kyle was someone who overanalyzed himself a little bit, yeah. in my opinion. And I think, I think what happened, this is, this is my theory. Or gave up right when he thought he maybe deserved more. Like we never get what we deserve. That's you a can't- really interesting theory. Yeah. Like I believe I deserve to play arenas. It's like, all right, bitch, you're going to play fucking theaters, 4,000 seat theaters. Two years longer than you think you should. I'm going to say this. Because you can't just sell out an arena. You have to sell out in the first two days. I had a really pivotal conversation with Tommy today. Because, you know. Tommy. Segura. Oh, his name's Tom. Okay. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I'm leaving on Monday. For Serbia. And he. Are you doing a movie there? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Tell Dave Grohl. Yeah. Smart. The movie business is really a smart move right now. And so, yeah, you're telling me. And so uh, he goes. uh he gave They'll me very, lose money in he Serbia. Gave, he gave me a very big pep talk on like. I love that you're going to the one deserve, place that you're not famous. No, no, for no, three months. no. To 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 believe that you can do it and you deserve to do it. It was a really interesting pep talk because he goes, he goes. I know you. I've known you for 20 years. This is your thing. Believe it. Feel it like it was a really interesting. No one is spending money on you if they don't think they're going to make you money for them. Right. No exactly. one is making it, it, a movie yeah. with you out of uh, charity or volunteer work. No one's like, oh, let's be nice to Bert and give a movie. They're doing it because they yeah. think they can make a ton of fucking money off you. But I do believe that there is a there is a thing that happens with people is when they get to a place where it's time to go to the next level, they shut themselves down. And they go, I don't deserve it. It's self-defeating. I never understood it originally. Or they think they deserve it and they get shit that they don't deserve just because everyone was like, oh, this person must deserve it because they're where they're acting. You know, yeah. that's not very sustainable. But, but it's interesting that you say that because I, I look at it and I go, who didn't, you know, like when you, when you talk about Kyle Cease, mm-hmm. I think he overanalyzed himself sometimes. I think he would. Which he comics would, are supposed to do? That's no, how you get good would, comedy? He would then post it on Instagram. And oh. posted on Twitter and or whatever. Like he did a slam video of Rebecca Black one time, and then the next day did an apology video. And I was like, I think you just gotta let it sit up there, man. I think you just gotta take your charge and be like, I fucked up or whatever. You can't it's, be too self obsessed. You can't. You can't. And as a comic, because, you cannot apologize for jokes because they're offensive. You can only apologize because they're not funny. Like yeah, if people and, didn't laugh at it, that's one thing. But also, it's also I also think we're at a time where like, you know, like Kathy Griffin made a huge career off of talking about celebrities and telling the celebrity stories. Like, but I think she's sort of an exception. You know, she's had 20 specials, whatever. But like, if you're telling jokes and using a celebrity, it feels mercenary. It feels like cheating almost. Kathy has been doing it for so long and does it, I think, 
you know, so um, cleverly and thoroughly that that's what people come to her for. You know, it sort of feels like cheating when you talk about I met a celebrity and this happened. It's like, OK, but can it's you make interesting you say that. Can you make airplane food funny? Can you do jokes about religion? Like that's talk about the things that everyone has talked about and find a new, fresh take on it. Because everyone's yeah. going to listen to a bit about Kanye. That's going to go viral. Of course it is. Oh, yeah. It's Kanye West. I think that's how I felt about that Tracy Morgan story. Is I was like, I don't want this to get out. So I was like, I'm not funny in it. I'm just telling you about gossip that happened with me and a celebrity. Celebrity gossip is is kind of cheating in stand-up. I remember doing one video for Pat McAfee where he was like. When people know when comics are fucking cheating. People I think know they it now. I, I have I so many celebrities. We just called three celebrities. I would never do a joke about Dave Grohl. I would never do it because I would feel like it was like, mm, I'm getting laughs I don't deserve. I would never do a story about. Wrote, maybe I'm sure I have. I'm certain I have. I'm I, I'm such a hypocrite in life that I go, hold on one second, bite your tongue. The fucking machine story. Yeah, there's no celebrities in it. You went all around the <laughs> track and you earned people's attention and laughs because it was fucking funny and well crafted and amazing story. You didn't go. It, the, your YouTube link wasn't Kanye West party joke. Yeah. You know. See the thing about I think your man's calling you. Is oh, it yeah. Doctor? Uh, we'll edit that name out. Mark that. <laughs> oh, I mean, he's fine with that. Um, hi, sorry. We're still podcasting. We're wrapping up. We're wrapping up, but we've talked about you a lot. Who's we? Me and Bert Kreischer. I'm a oh, you and Bert. Yes. Hey. hey. Do you know who I am? He do you know who he is? Do I know who Bert is? Yeah. I I think I've seen every inch of that man's body. <laughs> As a veterinarian, would you say that I have problems or not? FaceTime us. Um, I'm going to get in so much trouble for this. No, we'll edit whatever get, you no, want no, out. No, don't edit it. You know what? I'm yeah. done. I'm, I'm, I quit Hollywood. I don't care. Don't quit Hollywood. No, no, no. I just a had. Lot of us need you, Whitney. I just had a uh, show. Hi. Are you naked? Oh, he's got a tank top on. Hello. What a good looking man. He's very hot. I know. Hello. I told him the story of how we Hey, met. so, uh, man, do I have dog problems? No, you're looking great. No, 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 not me. <laughs> I meant, so we had a bull mast. I, I just want to talk to you about animals right now so badly. It's literally the equivalent of someone saying, Bert, tell me a joke. Yeah, I have. I just want to talk to you about animals. But uh, go on. Uh, man, oh, well, you know what? We'll all go to dinner one night and talk. Or, one, or just go in and pay him for his work. Or no, we I'm not going to bring a dog to him. I want to talk about my dead <laughs> I ones. I didn't bring my dogs to the vet. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we've had we spent a lot of money on vets. I'm trying to get my daughter Isla to become a vet because I really think the money is being a vet these days. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> He's got I, sixty grand uh, in loans. Oh, for real? I I couldn't afford one. I couldn't afford to redo one bedroom in Whitney's house. Well, you, that's different types of money. He like, can't afford to buy me the engagement ring I deserve. Oh, well, yes, luckily, that's why it's not yet. I'm saving up. Yeah, well, don't put it on your fat, swollen, barky fingers. I hey, can I tell you? Can I tell I you? I showed my him one videos joke? of you rock climbing. Can I tell you? I had a joke about Alex Honnold, who you'll know who that is. Uh, I do. And I said, you know, I was watching a documentary on Alex Honnold. And he said the way he treats himself at the end of the night is a is possibly a bowl of berries. He gets berries at the end of the night. I go, that's his treat? This guy has no treats in life. He can't jack off. His hands have the texture of dog paws. <laughs> yeah. 
He just puts on a nice warm glove and lubes it up with some Vaseline. Yeah, there's that. no jacking off with those fucking hands. No, love. I've had those kind of hands inside my vagina. It's not great. All right. What are you going to do? <laughs> he was like, and you're running a little hot for a Doberman, for a Doberman. <laughs> I don't have like a I don't have a, a ghost hitter for me on this one or anything. Here. <laughs> I went bouldering in uh, Vietnam over the water. Yeah, deep water soloing. That's it. That's what I meant yeah. to say. God damn it! <laughs> yes, yeah, we did best. that. It's called soloing because he's going to be single soon because Luann's going to leave Lou his Ann. ass. <laughs> Luann, I like Luann better. All right, I got to get home. My daughters are watching do, The Shining. Do your thing. Do your thing. I won't keep you guys. Up. It was a pleasure meeting Is you, Nick man. There. Yeah, he's been here since four thirty. All right, leaving. I'm leaving now. Sorry, I'm just getting myself canceled. I'm trying to ruin my career. Take your, take your time. Love you. Love you too. Um, Good looking dude. He's so handsome. It's so funny and weird. Yeah, I've, I'm not even into hot guys. It's weird. Yeah, I'm not into hot. Is there anything either. else? <laughs> See, I'm on a rampage. Like, here's the thing. I just had a show that I was doing with Taylor Tomlinson. Mm. Not, it's not happening. Really, and I've I finally had my last show that I'm pitching that didn't happen because it was either too edgy or too risque or too not two broke girls or the shows that I've made that I've, like everyone just wants a multicam from me. Yeah, like two broke girls, and I've tried to do like edgy things that align with like who I really am, and no, like HBO didn't go, Amazon didn't happen. Uh, was too incendiary. It was too dangerous because like now we're streaming. I think what a lot of people don't understand is like. Our options are either to do shows for Disney, which is Hulu. Fox is now Disney. So we can't fuck yeah. around and be edgy. Amazon is a grocery store. Like we'd be doing shows for a grocery store. Yeah. Uh, Apple is an international uh, brand that you can't fuck around on because their brand is so valuable. It's hard. Streamers are actually now. Uh, Seizing up a little bit. Almost more um, cautious networks. than networks at this really? point. And. So I kind of am like, I'll work as an actor in shows. Like I'm, I'm on a, doing a couple of shows as an actor, but like as a creator, I might take a break. So now I'm just like, fuck it. <laughs> yeah, why not? I'm your, in your fuck podcast, it mode. Your podcast is super successful. You're touring successful. You're doing specials. You've just directed a movie. Like I, a part of me goes, I, I, I'm not, not. My thing in life is like I, I wanted to do. Specials were like a thing I wanted to conquer. I wanted mm -hmm. to get. I wanted to do. I wanted to have Can I one tell you good, something? As yeah. soon as you fucking took time off and focused only on stand-up, your career was just boom. It went insane. It was. It did. A, I, I the fact that my every special I've done was like it was like my third priority while I was writing it. Yeah. Well, what I, if I made it my first priority only? I'm uh, taking a year off to just do fucking my eighteen podcast. months. Eighteen months. Oh, you got to do eighteen months for a special, in my opinion. Just stand-up and stand just up. podcasting for eighteen months. No distractions. Oh my god. Whitney, you'd fucking murder. You'd murder. Your specials are already fucking awesome. That's what I want to do. I would do and that. see what happens. I would do that. You know, when you talk about like not giving a fuck and, and then me talking about giving a fuck postpartum, like, mm -hmm. like laying in bed where I go, I never, I've never had any dreams of working with Jennifer Gardner, uh, Reese Witherspoon, Dave Grohl, Cash. I've never had any dreams of that. I never thought I'd ever meet them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's the beauty of like great standups mm -hmm. is that 
there's no repercussions. And that's what we love about Joe is that he'd take big swings. He didn't give a fuck. Yeah. He talked shit about fighters he knew he'd see next week. Wow, yeah. You know, but, and you're like. Well, when Schaub came on that time, he sh- it was like, I think you should quit being a fighter. It was like on the show. Joe has no problem. It was some of the most amazing, most fucking, compelling TV. I've left his podcast thinking I just ruined my career. <laughs> and you just got to let go of everything. Let go of it all mm-hmm. and go, hey, man, people are going to hate me. People yeah. are going to like me. You know, uh, I'm more afraid of saying my true opinion on people with power in fear that they won't hire me down the line. That power is fake. But the irony is they were never going to hire me in the fucking first place. Let's be honest. I only got to where I am by doing podcasts, really honestly, podcasts and specials. And I've never once thought about anything in my career twice. I just said it and did it. And to start doing that now would be silly. It would be it would be against the grain of what Mm -hmm. I've already done. I, I said um stavros i'm gonna fuck his last name up Sta- nicharos ha- halikas um St- stavi baby is he's on instagram he said something to me who that is was, this person he's a comic he has a you're not gonna get any of this he's a he's a comic he has a podcast called uh come town <laughs> right immediately love him amazing he's, and he's fucking hilarious he's the greatest guy He's overweight, he's balding, and he had a tooth missing out of his face for a very long time. You might have seen some of his pictures. Stavros Baby? Stavi Baby, yeah. Stavi. Stavi Baby, is is that's him, right? You see a picture of him? Bros for garden hose? I don't know. It's private. Okay, yeah, sorry. I don't have it, but. So he said something prophetic to me. Stacey Abrams just came up. I feel like my algorithm is a little... He said, uh, you know, I, I when I, I never got more pussy than when I didn't have a tooth. He didn't have a front tooth. And I said, why? And he said, I stopped focusing on the tens of thousands of chicks that didn't want to fuck me. Wow. And I started fu- I started focusing on the thousand chicks that wanted to fuck me. And and they have a very successful podcast. Come come town is, come is town. it's a very, very it makes like 80 grand a month on Patreon. And my last name is Cummings. I should have fucking made my podcast that. It's not about yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Eliza Jane showing the pussy public and okay. And so, and so, but that concept of like focus on the people that want to fuck you and ignore the people that don't want to fuck you is such a way that Hollywood doesn't work. Is you just focus on the people that don't want to fuck you, uh, Whitney? Smart. I, I absolutely love you. you know I love that. you so I much. Absolutely love you. I feel like I've bombed the first two, two times on your podcast. I hope you this- did not bomb ever, but I will tell you, you hit a fucking home run tonight. <laughs> I had to call Holy three shit. Uh, household names, fucking, but it worked. <laughs> home. By the way, it should be inaugural podcast to the studio. Is this not your longest podcast? Uh, it definitely I've is. Been here How since been four. Going? Four hours. I've only done. I did five hours and thirty minutes with Joe once. This is the second longest podcast on I've ever his done. podcast or yours. On his. I've never done mine. This is your longest podcast on yours. My longest podcast, way, way by far, right? Yeah. That's a big deal, ladies and gentlemen. Someone's getting a trophy. I'm getting. I'm going to lose my career. Congratulations. <laughs> by the way, you have total edit over this. Anything you don't want, dude, we pull out. Don't edit. It. Fuck it, dude. Fuck it. That's Fuck how it. we end. I'm going to go piss and have another glass of wine. I love you.
This episode was brought to you by The Machine.